And we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, Danny girl. What does it feel like? Um, we haven't been on air in forever. <laughs> um, girl, we did it Monday. Yeah, we did an early show. We thought we would have an opportunity to come back in. And honey, it's just been a week. It's yeah. been a it's been a crazy week. Tell me about it. Yeah. Um, how's everything going for you? I'll start off like that. Uh, everything is going really good for me. I am in a good mood. You know why? I feel like this has been such a productive week. <laughs> I feel like I was extremely productive with work. Um, got a whole lot of stuff done relating to work. I was like behind a little bit right after the holidays because our we transitioned to a new system. So it was down for like a week and a half. And and the end of the month is when I do like a lot of my reports. So I had to start off the month kind of like behind the eight ball. So I got caught up, of course. And then um, I also got a lot of stuff done that I needed to start doing for the new year as it relates to my job. And then yesterday, um, myself and my fiance, we did a real, real, real good deep cleaning, just moving all the furniture, wiping down every surface. And just like that made me feel good. And then now I am, um, I'm organizing my makeup corner in like the guest bedroom. So like organization, you know, being having, you know, all my ducks in a row makes me feel so productive. Like that's how washed I am. I'm like excited to have a clean house and organize my makeup corner. Baby, you is OLD for real. <laughs> Tell oh, me about it. gang is in the <laughs> you building. Know what? You're wrong. You're wrong for that. What's going on with you? Um, so you know, I have bad news. Um, I lost my stepfather to COVID, and I am. Literally, I've literally kind of been in a state of shock. Um, We got the news yesterday morning. Um, Curlin wasn't even supposed to be here, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, he ended up riding up anyway. And um, he was actually here with me when I got the news. I was so grateful for that because, um, you know, my stepfather and I were pretty, we had a pretty good relationship. I'm not going to say we were super duper close. Right. We had a really, really good relationship. And, um, you know, it really took me by surprise. What's even more crazy about it is, Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, he had got remarried after him, he and my mom divorced. Okay. But, um, yeah, so his wife also tested positive, and they're not, she's not even able to be around anybody. So it just got me like, I feel so helpless, Mm. you know, because I can't even go comfort her. Right. You know, and it's like, who wants to go through something so traumatic alone? Yeah, that's the first off. I, you know, my condolences. I'm I'm sorry to hear about your stepdad. Um, that's definitely awful. And the thing is, I see so many people kind of making light of this disease. And I, I understand yes. that the numbers may not be, you know, like there's some inflation with the numbers. However, I was talking to my fiance yesterday and I said, I, you know, the thing is, 
this disease is ravaging families and there's no rhyme or reason. There are healthy people, perfectly healthy, yes. dying from the, babies, dying from this disease. Yes. And I don't want to be the one to say, oh, well, I'm going to risk it and, you know, allow myself to be, you know, to re to get the, because you know, some people are feeling like, okay, well, I might as well get it because we're all going to get it anyways. But it is so crazy. And I'm not going to sit here in front. Mm -hmm. I was probably one of the people not taking it as serious. Now I took it kind of serious because I do believe in social distancing mm -hmm. and wearing your mask. But, um, you know, like you be cooped up in the house so much. Yeah. Um, so you'll get out. You might go have a, a, a little snack. And, and it's like, I'll mm -hmm. go have a snack and whatever. And I'll get back in the house. But it put so much into perspective because it was so close to home. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, and I've known a couple of people that has actually contracted it, but they've gotten mm -hmm. better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, um, sad. Yeah, it when I say it's just thrown me all the way off. Um, yeah, it, it's that's the thing. I've known people that have contracted it too. I've known quite a few people that have contracted it. And the thing is, it varies. It's it's varied in severity. Like some of the people have had to be hospitalized. Some of the people right. who didn't think they were going to make it. They got real sick. Um, some of the people are still having like the effects of the virus. And so it just, you know, hits people differently. I do know someone that passed away from it. It's just like, it's too many unknowns. Um, and, I, I, you know, it's so, it's just sad the, the way that, you know, people are dying from this disease. And then, you know, when you talk to someone and they sound good and healthy, like I had talked to him the um, New Year and mm -hmm. we talked for a quick minute. Um, he needed me to take care of some stuff for him. And, you know, I'm like, OK, cool. Girl, you're not thinking that that would actually be the last time you talk right. to a person. And right. so it's just like. Um, and at this point, I'm just kind of glad that um, relationships that weren't he were, were healed. Um, I kind of went through some right. stuff after my mom's passing, but I'm glad that most, you know, that my relationships have been mended and healed and I'm not sitting here regretful mm -hmm. that things weren't resolved. Um let me read these super chats. Shout out to Kenny Conjo. He said, Hey ladies, stopping through Saturday, Sunday morning greetings to you and supporters. Much success to you both 2021. Thank, Thank you, bro. You Kenny. So much Kenny Conjo and shout out to my baby maker 3k. Um, he says my condolences to sister George and her family. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for the um, support. Thanks, and the condolences. I really appreciate that. But yeah, it just, it puts a lot of things into perspective. I'm one of those people, like I said, I am a conspiracy theorist. Um, a lot of things that we're hearing about now, I've heard about for at least a decade, like at least a decade. So when they talk about vaccinations and stuff like that, I'm looking at these people like, okay, um, you know, you go into the military, they give you all kinds of shots. You don't know what those Man, listen. those the effects of what those shots will have at all but think about the tuskegee experiment mm -hmm. yes but now um so what i did notice um i know a couple of people that got the vaccine but i did notice that they were giving out cards um to people who were getting the shots what you and mean so, cards 
So you're getting like a vaccination card that says oh. you've, been you've been vaccinated. I got you. And um, so I heard they're going to be required for travel um, eventually. Yeah. So, you know, at one point, like I said, I've been anti-vaccine. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, I I I'm actually at the point where I'm like. And we don't want to speak too much about it uh, because they'll flip like it. Uh, oh. Yeah. If we talk too much about. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not with it either. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. But it, it, it threw me off so bad I, because it was just something so unexpected. And, mm -hmm. you know, but y'all keep my family in y'all's prayers. Absolutely. And all that good stuff. But, you know, let's just switch lanes. But, you know, just to keep y'all. Yeah. Uh, like if y'all see me acting crazy, honey. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> this time she got a reason. This time. <laughs> <laughs> this time. Other well. times there'll be no excuse. You know. Um, no, uh, you know, definitely just a sad thing to, you know, experience and see, uh, I just like hate seeing this. And I, I hate the fact that so many people seem to not be taking it serious. There are so many people that are still out and about, you know, like for new years, like yes. it was, Atlanta was so deep for New Year's. It was like insane. You know, I saw all kinds of videos of different clubs. Not one person in there with a mask, no kind of social distance, none of it. And I'm <laughs> like, what is wrong with people? You know, and the numbers you know here, what? of course, have spiked. Yeah, go ahead. But, you know, I don't think people really take it as serious until it hits close to home. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was one of those things. It's like because, you know, when it first came around, there was so much misinformation going around. Um, they weren't even, you know, like health officials weren't really sure. Oh, yeah. So it's like one of those things where I don't think people will take it as deep or as serious until it, it's one of those things that hit. And yeah. yeah, sadly, that's what's going on with But me. the thing is, there's still so much that they don't know, even with the shot like there's a lot of unknowns there's they're still right. learning about this disease still learning about its effects how you know if there are long-term lingering effects they're like it hits some you know some people have gone blind from it some people have had you know loss of taste and smell <laughs> that they've never gained right. back. let me tell you about this mm -hmm. video i saw oh. honey so there was this white lady Mm -hmm. And she had did um, a video and she was saying that she had got vaccinated and that she had been totally healthy mm -hmm. and she was just sitting there moving very, very erratically. Like she looked like a crazy person. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was many people buying into it. Um, you know, like she's just sitting there like uncontrollable. Almost, well, it appeared to be uncontrollable. And so I'm sitting there saying to myself, if you've received this vaccine and you're having this adverse reaction to this mm -hmm. vaccine, mm -hmm. I know damn well they're not going to turn you away from a hospital, doctor, whatever. And I thought it was really, really BS of her to do that because it does add to the fright of people. Mm. And it was just crazy. But I'm like, if you had had that kind of reaction to where you could not stop, like you're saying that you have to stay up all night, you can't stop moving. And like, she was just moving. And I was like, why isn't she at anybody's doctor? And when I went back to relook at the video, mm -hmm. 
I noticed that she never mentioned her going back to a doctor or a hospital. And I'm like, it's kind of messed up on her part to do that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, lady, you're if you're experiencing these kind of reactions, they would have you somewhere running tests. Like, come on. I, I yeah. just take this. That's even, the thing. I'm not even like one of those people like um shout out to the nurse and nerd. Um she said she had to take it because because of work and of she would never allow her husband or family to take it. I wow. can't say that I don't understand. I can't yeah, oh yeah. A lot of people in healthcare, I have a lot of uh, friends and family that are nurses and they've had to. I have some that are doing like traveling, they've had to take the vaccine. It's like, you know, they don't have a choice because they work in healthcare. Um, right. And I, I, I mean, I, I understand that. Like, that's your profession. Um, yeah, I, I, I ain't with it. <laughs> it was so weird because, oh, in, interestingly enough, I had a training that I did on Friday um, at work. And um, afterwards, we were just kind of like, you know, talking and just kind of um, catching up. And like, they were, everybody in the uh, training, in my virtual training, were of a lighter hue. And they were all like talking about like how excited they are to, to take it. They're like, you know, oh, you know, they're making progress. They're, you know, hopefully they'll have enough for everybody. And I'm like, oh, y'all, like I literally couldn't say anything because I'm like excited to take it. And some of them were even talking about like, I'm excited to take it so I can get back to work. Oh, baby, you on your own with that. Oh, <laughs> I do oh, not feel honey. the same way. <laughs> Oh, honey, maybe mm-hmm. it was the lack of, never mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, let's talk about Donald J. Trump. Oh, Lord, that fool. <laughs> maybe Trump is on some hell. No, we won't go. <laughs> They're going to have to drag him out kicking and screaming. Child. Maybe inauguration, schmoggeration. <laughs> <laughs> He is the F your couch mm. person if there ever was one. <laughs> Trump said he ain't got, what? Listen, he giving these people heck. I am telling you, this man is giving these folks heck. Seriously, what is wrong with him? Like, I, I mean, he, and now they said, and I didn't hear this, that he said if they, if, if Pence pardoned promised to pardon him that he would have um, exited the office. Uh, you Maybe know. Trump say something got to give. He know, and, and I'm sitting here like I said, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. So Republican, Democrat, two cheeks on the same ass. Of course. Um, I don't look at them as being uh, two parties that are for black people, period. I don't, and, and you know, y'all can shoot us down in the comments. Y'all can cry about it. Y'all gonna be all right. Um, but yeah, so when people are so um, adamant about these political parties mm-hmm. and thinking that either or has our best interest at heart, right? I'm like, this is part of a bigger agenda. Um, I'm not saying don't vote. No, no, no. Vote don't really but understand <laughs> your, but your, understand, your local elections count but <laughs> understand that these people are not for us like you know i mean do what you have to do 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 you know do your civic duty go ahead and you know do what you got to do but understand like that's my whole thing is ensuring that you 
know what it is that you're not disillusioned by you know these you know false promises by that they make every four years or every six years you know don't go into it disillusioned you know neither party is for us both have screwed us you know in more ways than one so yes like i'm not okay election girl Mm -hmm. but uh president Trump, mm. get your ass out of the office. Go on now. That fool. <laughs> get your ass on up out of here now. <laughs> and then we ain't going to sit here and talk like people ain't stole elections before. Because they were saying you stole the election um, when you got in. It's okay when it's him, though. It's okay when it's you him. You know? So ain't nobody else supposed to do it. Oh, okay. That's the thing. Now, this is what I wanted to talk about, too. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him being banned from all social media, like big social media platforms? Now, I don't believe in censoring people because that's dangerous. Uh, you know, when, when, once they start censoring, if they can do that to him, just imagine what they'll do to us. But they've been doing it to us forever. This is yeah. nothing that we're, you know what I mean? They especially they target black people, our posts, they 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 block us, ban us from these sites. So um, I, I understand that, but I also understand that you know this is uh, these you know these sites are privately owned. Um, in addition to that, it's also dangerous if you know someone is inciting some sort of violence to allow them a platform to speak on. So uh, you know I understand it from that point. Yeah, um, I wasn't with the banning. Um, mm-hmm from social media because that is a form of censorship mm-hmm. um i think when you fight for somebody else to be censored and you say something that somebody may not agree with or maybe mm-hmm. against um somebody else's beliefs mm-hmm. um i think it's a dangerous game i think it's a very dangerous game mm-hmm. like you remember what I, we were talking about um people getting people fired from their jobs from things that they were saying on social media and i'm thinking i'm saying like black people why are you fighting to get somebody fired from what they say on social media you know black people uh we've uh, we've been allowed to do certain things and get away with it because um you know we were here as slaves um they did do us dirty you, we've been allowed to do it for as long as social media has been alive, but that sword cuts both ways. And I'm like, okay, you're fighting for such and such to get fired from her job because she's saying she don't like monkeys and she's referring to a black woman. Cool, got you. Um, when you calling these people all kind of uh, cave people and um, stuff like that, yeah. Um, the thing is, see, I disagree. I don't see that black people have been permitted to get away with much of anything. Like, I, I, I mean, maybe because the groups that I'm in on social media, I see people getting blocked and blocked for the simplest thing, blocked for, you know, think like I, I what and I've seen this on YouTube, too, where they don't understand um, our vernacular. So as a result, we may say something and it's misinterpreted. Like it could mm-hmm. be a slang term, but it's being misinterpreted. So I haven't seen black people be able to get away, but I do understand your point regarding the swords, swords swing, swinging both ways. And I do believe that if somebody says something racist, baby out them. And, uh, you know, I feel like though, you also have to be uh, mindful of the fact that if you saying something that could be deemed as, you know, 
racist or prejudice or you know derogatory towards a, another race, then you're going to be held to the same standard. So I get you when you say that. Yeah. And so that's one of those things that worry me because it's like, um, you know, y'all want to get on here and say whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it cuts both ways. So, yeah. you know, True. Um, we might want to be careful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got to be mindful of that because it does. Um, and, you know, that that is what it is. I, I feel as though, you know, um, it's up to the company. I, I, I'm, I, I am. Listen, I'm in groups where we out people, baby. Um, that is solely created to out races. But um I feel like if you're saying something racist, mm -hmm. I would certainly share that information publicly because some of these people like our school teachers, like how, how would you feel if your son's school teacher was found to be making racist uh, commentary, you know, online or, you know, like how, I, I don't want those type of people teaching my children. I don't want to buy a house from you. If you, you know, knowing that you're a known racist, I don't want to give you my business if you're a racist. So I'm with Outnum, child. I don't know. I kind of look at it. I I can't say how I how I really feel because this internet is, honey. This here's America's internet. Well, just answer the question, like, okay, what if it was your son's teacher? If it was your son's teacher, would you yeah. not want them to be outed? Um, I'm gonna say this, mm -hmm. and this is this is messed up. I already have preconceived notions because of how the country was built and yeah. what um, the country has stood on for True. so long. Right. So I already have my preconceived notions as to how they view um, us anyway. Yes. So I don't look at it like you would be surprised. Otherwise, not a lick. Okay. <laughs> you, you hear what I'm I saying? Got you. I got not you. a lick. And then especially especially in in the great um oh yeah you in the sip <laughs> yeah honey, Listen, I, honey baby. it would be surprised if they weren't you, you know, know I, I'd, you I'd be surprised if they weren't yeah okay i got you i got you i got you no i get what you're saying and really and truly i operate under the assumption that they are too however if it's confirmed baby i want you gone <laughs> i want you gone but but i do understand what you're saying like 100 percent. and like that's a good point that you just pointed out like you know you you're you're deep in the south like baby the middle I of the bible know, belt yeah, honey listen. uh it's still certain parts of mississippi i wouldn't go to okay. after dark that makes sense yeah, honey. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, you, you know, the whole thing is it's been indoctrinated into them since they were yes. kids and babies. Oh, like, so, you, you know, didn't okay. Mississippi just change the um, flag? Girl, like, don't talk about us. Listen, you're right. But, oh, look, I forgot. You're right, sugar. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fetal thing, please. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Point, point honey, taken. Oh, wow. Point, point taken. <laughs> yeah. So I. Oh, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, girl, what's for dinner? Okay, <laughs> racist, racist. Good point. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. it's Mississippi, honey. Yeah. So, but but now, um, if I lived in a more progressive state, I probably would be a little bit more uh, mm -hmm. adamant about it. But yeah. honey, this is in my cricket yeah. love. <laughs> baby, listen, back. Listen, okay, I got you. I, I one hundred percent understand. <laughs> But um, yeah. What else is going on besides your president? Oh, uh, okay. Um, honey, let's get off into some of these. 
celebrity. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I wanted to say something really quickly. This has nothing to do with the topic we were just talking about. It's just a real quick mention. Um, I just wanted to say, like, I am really, really, really enjoying Clubhouse. If um, there's anybody listening and you're on Clubhouse, follow me at um, C Rose One, and I'll make sure to follow you back, C E E Rose One. But it is such a different space from this space. <laughs> I'm telling you, it has been extremely refreshing to be in some of these rooms talking to black men who still want black women who still want to foster relationships with black women who are married to black women who wait you wait, know, wait 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 a minute wait baby. a minute wait I don't I don't forget you know with this bullshit uh, wait what I you were saying Danny <laughs> go ahead so go. you're saying that there are actually black men mm-hmm. and they <laughs> want to be in relationships with black women baby a ton of them. I'm talking about, and these are men. These are we have an. This is amazing. Con- we're having intimate conversations. These men proudly talk about their wives. These men proudly talk about their love for black women. And I'm talking about these are not conscious spaces. I'm I'm not talking about the conscious spaces at all. I'm talking about regular spaces on marketing, on relationships, on you know healing, on a plethora of things. And not only that, like they are yearning to understand black women more and their desires and what's going on with them so i know people in this space gonna be like that's because they're uh you know uh raising the matriarchy and all this that and the other but i'm just here to say like it's refreshing it's completely different and i love this space but it is it is it's refreshing to to see and, Um, and partake in Aries Queen said it won't let me in. It has me on hold. They say people are being bullied and harassed on Clubhouse. Now, there are some ratchet rooms. I don't like I haven't even been in a ratchet room. There are ratchet rooms with scammers. There are like it's what you make of it like any space. So if your your hallway will be filled with like ratchetry if you follow people that are ratchet. But um, Aries Queen, like anybody in your phone like anybody if you know someone else that's in there they can wave you in all you have to do is like you don't have to receive an invite because some people were mistaken and thinking that it's invite only um if there is someone else that is in your call log that has your phone number they can wave you in um now i do want to say that it's for ios users only right now however Mm -hmm. coming february they're going global so it's going to change the game but they'll be available to you know to on every platform okay okay clubhouse and what's your uh what's your follow information again it's c rose c-e-e rose one Okay, see Rose one. So y'all make up. sure I will follow you back. Mm-hmm. So you ain't gonna act like a celebrity and not follow anybody. Oh no, baby, I follow everybody. <laughs> like I follow so many. If I find you interesting, everybody that follows me, because when I'm in these rooms, I'll get on stage and I'm talking, and I, of course, I'm telling people about the platform and what we have going on, and so yes. people follow, and you know they'll follow me on this on my social media. But I follow everybody back. I'm not one of those like stand, people stand you with my followers, baby. If you follow me, I'm gonna follow you back. I'm gonna show you love. Is that you with them damn chips again? No, baby, that's Magic Mike. Oh, no, that's I'm no like Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, ladies, how you doing? Good. Hey, how hey, are you? Oh, I'm just uh chilling, uh, cooking something for uh, Roxana this morning. 
Oh, okay. Later, I met at LA Fitness. Uh, I, well, I got good news. I'm no longer a mercenary. I'm working there. I'm working at LA Fitness down the street. Edward, Edward, come up here, plug in his mercenary every week. Every Baby. week. She's like that beauty of the week, honey. He wants y'all to know he's yeah, in these streets. Yeah, Roxanne is 21 sheets. years old. Oh, okay. Oh, well, 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 actually, they're trying to get to my sheets. Actually. Oh, okay. Edward sure. wants y'all to know, baby. He got it going on. So for you ladies that's in his DMs, baby, just know what you're getting into, getting yourself into. Because he got it going now on. Here, now, 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 here's one thing I had to say. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, wait a woman. minute, wait a minute. I got a question for you, Edward, because this is the only way I'm going to buy this shit. <laughs> is, this right. you, is this you in this avatar right here? No, that's uh, Jack Johnson. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, the first black heavyweight champion in the world. I mean, you, you remember the first time I was on the panel? You, 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 hey, you remember the first time I went to the panel? I did cam up, right? Y'all did see me cam up, brushing my, br- yeah. brushing my ways, right? Pipes on here. Yeah, oh. and also, uh, and also, you remember Bomb Cherry peep, peeped at me too. She was the one that said, I, "I'm good to keep my body in shape." She said that to the Obsidian when Obsidian was up there tripping with me on the panel. You remember that, don't you? I mean, Obsidian is a little ticklish and fluffy, so we're not really gonna trip on that. Um, I got you. Yeah, I never mind. Let me get out of there. I, I, never mind. Uh, 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 let me just say that the advice that Mr. Pipes uh, gave to me about getting those uh, Rhino Dragon pills is that the well. ones you got from the gas station? Here you go. Mm-hmm. No, the ones the ones I got from the website, the uh, A one for shops for uh, for sale. Uh, dot com website what about them the pills work pretty good and they last for about why do you days. need them if you're good working out and eating healthy well this man is over 50 maybe <laughs> you know maybe well, you still need them <laughs> let, let's just let's just say that the uh let's just say that the uh women the 18 to 27 year old oh, young women on my, on, on my yeah just listen on my roster the premium vitamin d drill team are very demanding Oh my gosh, get, listen, they, don't you have kids? Just, just, just listen. They give me the premium vitamin P. In return, I give them the premium vitamin D. And it's a balanced, <laughs> harmonious, and synergistic relationship. <laughs> listen, I need to like Polyam- polyamorous, of course. Baby, okay. you doing that book performing witchcrafts on these looker excuse <laughs> on these young women. Hey. Don't, I'm not trying to don't say make that. Fun of my don't make fun of my voodoo heritage now on my dad's well, side. Um, hey, don't be making fun of Mama Watson. That's my great-grandmother on my dad's side. Don't be tripping about Mama Watson now. She don't we play got a few more topics that we want to introduce before we do this with Edward. Because, baby, I'm not about to deal. And well, I, well, well, I guess I, well, I got something to say about that because, you know, they're, they're trying to say Trump is racist, but Joe Biden said something racist like this. He said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black enough. That was racist sure too. Yeah, absolutely. Is. I'm sitting there like Brian can't tell me nothing about if I, and I girl. I, I ain't fooling with I ain't fooling with y'all uh, future president. And Joe and, and Joe and Joe Biden, when he was a senator back in 1994, he was the one that uh written yeah. and drafted the crime bill absolutely. that locked up a we, lot of innocent young black men and we young are black women. Aware. Absolutely. Ain't nobody fooled by him. But listen, he a wolf, wolf in um, sheep's clothing. But Danny, what else we got on the roster? Because there's a few things and, and I want to get through um, through through our topics. Okay. okay. Um, What's well, the topic? Let's talk about uh, YF and Lucci mm. and, uh, and resume. resume. 
<laughs> resume call your dad. Who is this guy? He's a rapper um, from Atlanta. Oh, and great. He was jailed on his involvement in a murder. Now, there's too many rappers in this world. Too many. So, hold on, Edward. So supposedly he what like someone was um, shot in a in a I don't know if he was, they were shot in the vehicle and as they were driving they they you know pushed the man out of the car and um, two women saw it and they called the police and he was allegedly the person driving the vehicle to my understanding. Mm. Honey, um... and resume riding with her man. This dude is okay. So when men flirt on social media, especially those in relationships, I found it as a big red flag of disrespect. Mm. Um, it's certain things like you can't be sitting around putting hard eyes under chicks' pics. Mm -mm. Um, I know what you was about to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially when they half naked. Okay. I Is that what he doing? Baby, he he doing more than putting pics uh putting heart heart emojis. I would have cussed Y and F and Lucci's ass out a long time ago. Why no with that man? He like 10 right. years older than her. She's like how many kids he got? How many yeah. kids he got? Um, yeah, like five, how many kids? I don't even know. I know he has multiple. By multiple women. Mm-hmm. And she feels like she's this innocent. And I'm going to tell you about a Sagittarian's narcissism, honey. Mm. Let me tell you about our narcissism. Let us know. We will get with somebody who has the biggest red flags. Red, red, red. Don't do it. Don't enter. Big stop, stop sign. Mm -hmm. Ignoring we, all that. We think we have the magic, honey. Mm. We think we can turn them around. We can change it. them. All we have to do is love them through it. Mm. We're healers. We think we're that that girl. Mm -hmm. And Regine, if you ever come across this, baby, get on out of there. Don't do that. Please um, run for the hills. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she's a Sagittarian woman. And so I kind of understand the narcissism a bit. But um yeah. but what's with this notion of, of young girls feeling like they're gonna ride for their man? Now the thing is how dare you But listen, this is a you know young girl who has access, who has you know money, she can you know date somebody who is in medical school, who is you know like an athlete, whatever. Like, why are you riding with this guy who's you know multiple kids, 10, 12 years older? than you, you know, taking you through it, be embarrassing you in public, going to jail. Why are you writing with and for him when, you know, you have access to, you know, she's a very cute girl, you know, very young. She still has her whole life ahead of her before you get trapped up with a guy like this and end up pregnant or whatever, you know, going to jail because you're riding for him and riding with him. You know, why wouldn't you seek out uh, a, a a thinking man. Um, I'm thinking like this: when you have had um, parents that have been in the industry, mm -hmm. um, your father sold uh, drugs at a very young age. He was a street dude, three um, years old, <laughs> with a pack, baby. <laughs> from okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> from diapers, honey. I'm telling you. Trapping. 
Um, and your mom um, has been indoctrinated into a certain type of culture. So then you have this keep up with the Joneses mentality. Mm -hmm. um, you, Regine has always loved her daddy and you can kind of yeah, tell she's a daddy's daddy's girl. girl. Mm -hmm. And so when your dad is Lil Wayne, now I don't think Lil Wayne is an idiot or anything. Now he says some stuff that's off. Dang there, he ain't far from, but go ahead. No, I'm sorry, what you say? But I'll say that Lil Wayne probably possesses a certain type of intelligence that makes him smart. Like, I mm. think he's a good rapper. I don't think he's trash as a rapper. No, he's, he definitely got some skills. He's disconnected as hell from what reality Re absolutely. is Absolutely. There you go. You hit the nail on the head. Um, And then, you know, when you see Birdman that convinced him to kiss him on the mouth, <laughs> Listen. you really always kind of have to wonder, like, what people will do for money, clout, fame, attention, <sighs> and the third. Yeah. And I'm sitting here looking at her. She's um surrounded by all these people. Mm -hmm. She wants to be that girl. Like, it, yes. it's wanting to be that girl. But then, um, you know, it's why women choose certain types of men. Um, so why an F and Lucci possesses a certain type of masculinity mm -hmm. and women love that type of masculine women like a warrior spirit. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to sit here and say that we don't, we like a warrior spirit, but generally if a guy has a certain type of warrior spirit, he's, you have to exercise to even though you have it. Um, and Lucci exercises that, that spirit. She's attracted to that, but she, to me, and this is my personal opinion, to me, she has some healing and shit to do um, on the inside because yeah. her, her low self-esteem kind of speaks volumes. Listen, I was just sitting here thinking the same thing. As attractive as Regine is now, yeah. I'm going to talk about something that y'all probably tired of talking about. I have to take it here. I think that she is impacted by colorism because she's in this limelight where typically lighter exoticals are are elevated and dark-skinned women are not and she always seems like she's trying too hard to convince you that she that be you know type yes. of yes 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 and so like i said i think she has some healing to do mm -hmm. um i'm actually kind of the no i'm not gonna say i'm happy the man is going to jail no but i am happy that she'll have some space mm -hmm. yeah um, maybe she, is. she can get herself together because right um disconnecting from um powerful penis mm. is a thing and that man does possess a certain power with his penis over first her. of all listen just think about this i'm gonna ask you something now i'm gonna ask you something personal you can answer or choose not to when you were a teenager had you experienced sex with a grown man i think that that's something different she was like 18 17 18 when she got with this guy he's super grown know what mm -hmm. he's doing and she probably went head over heels because of that i will say um i was 19 when i had um a grown um man but the man um like i was 19 he was 25 but 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 it was powerful and it was it was something that kind of still had me gone um he cheated on me he dogged my ass out mm -hmm. And when I say I was walking around like a chicken with my head cut off, um, trying to disconnect, and, and it was like um, I know the feeling. Yeah, yeah. My my mom was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God rest my soul. But my mom was like, um, "Yeah, like they this this ain't what it is, honey." And and you're too young and you're too beautiful for that. But 
when it's um when men are seducing and, and people don't talk about this in this space a lot. Men have seduction qualities as well. Mm. And like I said, that's what that D was powerful. And it wasn't anything that I could break away from. So I would say I was gonna stop talking to him. He would call me, my ass was okay. Uh, yeah. When you want me to come to you want me to cook? I'll drive 45 miles. To mm-hmm. get you Listen, you young and dumb. Mm-hmm. Baby, I was dumb as a box of damn rocks. Oh, yeah. Thank God I ain't get pregnant, mom. Oh, yeah. Listen, uh, yeah, that was a blessing. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 tough when you, you know, I mean, you're a young girl and you're dealing with someone so much older with so much more life experience that, like, that is always been my concern and i've voiced that in this space when we talk about young men like dating these young girls fresh out of high school like they have the ability they have a a, a, a ability to manipulate these women these young girls and you don't realize it until like years later like dang you know i was being manipulated Strong along, play. He's 19 and getting expert love. This man and probably had a hundred sexual partners by the time he didn't reach 25. Um, and I'm not gonna say uh young girls um don't have those type of numbers these days because you know they, they, he's this is a trip, but it was a thing like 20, 25 and I'm just like I said I was walking around with a chick like a chicken with my hair cut off honey I was enthralled and I was encaptured and it, it took me going away to the military to get away it took me leaving and going mm. to the military to get away and he was trying to convince me not to go to the military and I was oh thinking, lord he was gonna ruin your life my mama was like if you don't take your get your ass up out of here <laughs> 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 Maybe I was out and um, you know, but those tables do turn. They did turn, but honey, it was I was gone. When I left, I was gone. So uh, well to American Negro. Um, he says Reggie picked a man like her pops. Mm. Yes. Uh Edward, if you don't who was that with that goddamn clicking noise? And I think, I think it's, it's Edward. Well, um, Edward, I can't see who else has joined us, but do you want to see if our um, guests have something Michael on the Jones. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Hello. Good, how are you? I'm real good. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I really love you guys' show, and it's my first time ever been on the panel, so I'm a little nervous. Oh, wow. Thank you for joining us. Don't be nervous. It's like you're talking on the phone to your family. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Great okay, to meet I just, you. I just love when I see beautiful black women and intelligent black men talking, just having a conversation. That's just beautiful. On my point. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate wow. that. Thank you, but, uh, Thank you very much. As far, far as your topic or what you've been saying so far, I think uh, anybody watches the, the verse battle between Too Short and E40? Oh, I've I seen that. I that didn't that happened a long time ago, didn't it? Yeah, but I think some people need to go back and actually watch it because they were teaching a lot of game in there. And one thing that stands out to me, I think a lot of people have missed, is talking about OGs teaching the youngsters and the youngsters need to shut the hell up and listen to the OGs. And I think that's the problem with our community is we don't have enough OGs that's actually teaching. And a lot of youngsters out here, a lot of females, doesn't matter, males, they're not listening. They're just talking, talking, talking. And that's why- Hey, I, I have some good news for y'all related, related to what you just said. Uh, I was up there working out on my shadow box in the LA Fitness uh, yesterday and two young black men, uh, Trey, age 18 and CJ age 
uh, 20, asked me to teach him how to box. So I'm going to start teaching him how to box today at LA Fitness down the street. Good, good, um, Edward. Uh, we wanted to hear what uh, Michael was saying because I do definitely think that he has um, a good point, and I wanted to hear more Very of good what point. you have to say relating to that. No, I just, I just hope that you guys like really touch on that because I think that's the problem with a lot of our youth is that um, we're not listening. They're, they're just not listening. It's like when I was little, I was around a lot of OGs, even a lot of older women that taught me the game, that taught me the female game. That taught me the male game. That taught me the OG game. So when I came in my thirties, I started uh, really getting into my manhood. I understood life, and a lot of people think you need to go to school to learn this, and it's not. You need to don't need to go to school. You just need to shut the hell up sometimes, and just listen, or just watch. Sometimes it's just Ooh. watching your older cousin, or watching your older uh, your older uncle or something. We just need to look and just and don't make the mistakes that other people are making. I don't think most of the people in this space have that sense of community like that. They they said that, you know, right. they don't want to mentor the youth. They don't want to pour into the I, community. I think, well, I, well, I think well, we well, well, let me just say this. Let me add a caveat to that. These are the men that are talking about not wanting to mentor youth and have certain connections with people or people who didn't have uh, they don't have kids. Um, they they haven't been married, so I've heard a lot or of. even men who have kids said that they don't want to mentor and pour into kids outside of their that that's not their jobs. Yeah, and 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 it, you know, it, on one one hand, I can't say that I disagree, um, because I'm not walking around taking in uh, teenage girls that are crazy as hell and need some some mentoring. You know, I do where I can. But I'm not taking them in, and I'm not, and I don't have that as a full time job now. That's probably something that I I, I can work on. But um, yeah, I, I can't say that those people. You know, it's like you have to kind of figure out like what's actually owed to certain people. If yeah. your mom and dad help fuck up a community, and excuse mm. my language, if they help uh, mess up a community. And she's now looking for somebody to do this, that, and the third. You know, I feel like that's on the parents to seek those um, resources out. But I don't blame random men for not doing um, something that's not on them. See, I have a collectivism mindset and a community mindset. And I do think that, like, I have, believe in that each one teach one that, you know, um, we owe it to the community to help each other. Like it really takes a village and in whatever way that we can, but I don't expect people to find, you know, like I'm talking about the people who you have relationships with. If you're in a position to, you know, if, if, you know, you're in a position to help those who you're connected to, even helping in that way, it may be a nephew or a neighbor or, you know, somebody that you have the, because my influence, because I have, you know, just a ton of things on my plate it, it, it is um, directly to those that I can reach, you know, like my nieces and nephews, my, my, my children, of course, uh, you know, um, my God kids, like uh, my, the children of my friends, you know, things of that nature. Um, and I have a big family and big friend circle. So it's, it extends pretty far, but um, I don't have a lot of free time to go out into the community and find people who need help. If I did, I would do that. If if I could say, I know 
I kind of ran into this uh, selflessness when I started building myself as a man. And I, once I realized that I, I'm, a, I'm a person that, that can help influence, I was kind of being a little hesitant of giving the information because I thought, let the youngsters just figure out. But once I started talking and talking and talking, they started, then I started getting more people to understand me. The more people started asking more information, then I was, then instead of giving them the wrong information, I always used to go back and actually school myself to make sure I'm giving the right information. That would, that would make me better. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed ever, but one thing I always did in my life is always listen. And I think that's the problem with our community is we don't want to listen. And sometimes, like a, one thing I, I learned as a man, especially working at my job, especially working in a, a construction industry, is that you have to listen. You have to listen and man up. But a lot of times, you 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 got to lead. That's a problem with our, 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 a lot of black men in our community is we don't want to lead. We're just hoping that somebody else will help us and fix it. But sometimes the black, black males, we got to lead. That's the whole key. It's leading. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit nervous. So I'm mixing my words. No, don't, don't be nervous. nervous. We appreciate it. But it's yeah. a it's this a is lot. some good this, stuff. This topic, this topic is bigger than than every. I hear a lot of these panels, but the topic is bigger. It, even you, you can bring the race topic up, right? The white man. This is their last raw raw on this all this American stuff. That's why they're suffering. That's why they're mad. It's not they're mad because that we're we're, we're, we're driving as people. They're mad because they seeing black people come. They seeing. The, uh, the minority community coming. That's why they math for. If you work in the, I work, I work, I've been in construction for 10 years. Um, I'm a apprentice. I started off apprentice journeyman and I worked myself up to a foreman. So I'm in, I'm right. in a major leadership role where I have influence. But the problem is, it's only me though. So when you, you just me in these positions that you see the white people, they're getting mad, they're mad, they're mad, they're mad because they see us coming. The best way to keep them mad is keep working and taking their jobs. That's what they're getting mad about because they're so used to having this power. So their default is always power. They'd rather give you the money, give you the money, give you the money. They know that money's going back into their white community. What they will not give up is their power. And people have to understand that. The best thing you could do to tell a young black male, black sister, work, 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 work. Prove yourself. Work, 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 work. That's why they're mad. That's why they attack that capital because their power is leaving. A lot of, I, I know, uh, I forgot who, uh, who was talking about this, but some people get this. Some, if you don't in these spaces, you're not in any conservative spaces, how they think, how they talk, you don't understand this, but this is what's really going on. You guys go ahead. I'd just like to say this. Uh, my uh, mother, Florian Bailey, rest in peace, said this. Wisdom comes from hard work, and your work proves your wisdom. Yes, sir. Thank you and again, also, Michael. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and also, my uncle uh, also uh, told me this. Nephew, when you have a flat tire, get a spare. Another, another caveat huh? about that. Huh? What the? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah. well, 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 my, well, my uncle was the one that raised me. He, he's the one that taught me about relationships, how men should deal with each other, how the women should deal with the men, and so forth. Danny, can you? He was the one that taught me about Mackin. Baby, if you oh, have a flat tire, make sure you have a spare. <laughs> but what did that have to do with the? Okay, never mind. No, 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 no. I mean, but no, no. What, what, what has to do with the topic is about how the elders teach the young. That's what I'm saying. When I was a young cat, that's how my uncle taught me about things. Do simple things in the, the streets and in life and nature. That sort of thing. Okay. 
Yeah, but I don't understand the correlation to helping the youth and well, well, having well, so a spare. Well, 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 here's the thing. Well, I learned from my uncle. I pass it on to my nephews as well. Okay. Because my nephew, uh, my nephew Joseph, wanted me to teach him boxing and martial arts. I said, well, first, you must understand the principles of the Tao and the principles that our ancestors lived by before I teach you anything else. Okay. Well, we just got us a sensei up here. That's all it is. Um, General, what you got? Thank you. Hey, what's going on? What's happening on this on this glorious day? What's up with y'all? Nothing. We just chopping it up on the hey, so how you topics. Doing? Hey, what's going on, brother? Hey, yeah. Uh, I was waiting to the conversation got juicy, and then I was okay. Gonna well, we got and, we gonna and, keep and it pop moving. It off. We got some more topics to present, so uh, we'll we'll come back Country to you Rose, first. Man. Thank she you. She don't like me. Oh. You don't like me, concrete. Kill, don't don't tell that lie. You you fam. What is up with all this happening? Oh, that's, that ain't me. I was on mute for the longest. Either uh, that's Michael Jones. Michael, I think there's something muting your, with muting your mic. I think it's something within the stream yards itself because I noticed that it's been happening on a lot of different panels um, as of late. You know, people go on mute. You've always got the, the clicking sound comes in. So I don't know. Yeah, I think that was Michael. But Q, you know you fam. I, we go way back. I know. Oh, I'm, don't, just, don't play. I'm just drawing you. Just okay. Hey, listen. So, did you guys happen to catch the Congressional Black Caucus uh, on the Roland Martin show? No, I missed that one, and I I, I watch Roly Poly um every now and again. Yeah, Michael, it's you with the yeah that yeah okay okay. Whew. Um, I actually wanted to bring up something else. Um, okay, that I wanted to, to discuss. Did you guys catch Corey Holcomb? In yes. Zoe Williams' um, fallout. Yes. No. I'm a what happened? Of Corey Holcomb. And let Williams. us let us know who the, those of us who don't know, because I, I have no clue what's going on with him. Okay, so Corey Holcomb is is um, a famous comedian. He's been in a couple of movies. Um, he has a great stand-up. Yes, um, he does uh, some real, real off kilter jokes. Um, Corey's been around for about a decade, I want to say. About a decade. Probably, um, probably closer to two. He's been around for a long, long time. Yeah. Zoe Williams has been around for a long time. Um, Zoe Williams uh has been a mentor from what I've under what I understand. Um, he's helped Corey out with the show. Um, he put Corey on to a lot of different people. So the situation happened. They had a show a few days ago. Um, Corey had got into it with someone else named Grady, um, but, you know, supposedly him and Grady decided to go their separate ways. Corey bought Grady up during his show. Um, Zoe Williams is a co-host and one of his, uh, he has a female co-host, uh, what's, is her name? D? Darlene. Okay. Um, so they're both like, no, nah, you know, like, leave it alone. Uh, you ain't got to do this. Da, 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 da. And so um, Corey was basically saying that they were going against him. Um, he called Zoe Williams the weakest link on national air. Um, basically told him that he had been on some bullshit. He had been riding with him for a while. Um that it was it was just it was bad. 
And it was kind of interesting to me that he disrespected this man on his platform like that, especially after this man had rolled with him for so long. And I, I wanted to know you guys' thoughts on that. Tell it, well, CJ, bring your ass up here and tell the story. <laughs> Listen, CJ, please come up and enlighten us. But I want to say that I think that it's tacky that if you have a business relationship with someone that, you know, certain things should be held off, uh, should be handled off air. I don't care if it's a situation that you feel like you're getting so hot that you have to end the show or or take a, a, a break and play some music and address it right then and there. I think that Black people in business, oftentimes we don't handle things in, 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 uh, in a professional way. And I think that that, you know, comes back quite often to bite us. Like, I, I think that is tacky. I think it's whack. Yeah. So do y'all think y'all can ever... Um take disrespect a public disrespect from a friend and remain friends with a person uh it depends on the level of friendship that we have and it depends on the the, the, the type of disrespect that it is now um that whole thing with Corey and that show i, I was actually watching that show live when it took place and uh, oh, Corey, Corey was definitely he was definitely out of line for that because Everything with Corey is about jokes. You ever had one of those friends that they be really wanting to say something to you and then they chop it up to it's just joke? Yeah. <clears throat> have y'all ever have y'all ever had a person that you hung out with, you've been friends mm -hmm. with forever, and they they're they're the ones that it's always just a joke. Y'all know I be bullshit and I just be joking. But they say shit uh subliminally, you know, in their mind to cut you. Well, not subliminally, that's the wrong word. They say shit. Uh, under the poker dagger guide mm -hmm. cut you deep. And that's kind of what happened with that whole scenario because he started with D. And um mm -hmm. it's always been coming to a head with, with D, but that's been coming to a head for quite some time. Um he said things about her ex. He's made jokes about, you know, even her son. They call him uh they call him little ice tea, little tea. And um Corey has always been kind of borderline disrespectful to people that he that he interacts with. But not fucking with Corey Oakland. Lord knows I do. I think he's a good brother. He said a lot of good things. But that particular night when he went at D and then he started in with you guys are against me and y'all taking up for that, you know, that what he called Perfect. him a pussy ass nigga. He said, Y'all taking up for that pussy ass nigga. It's that third. We got you the first time. Shit. Oh, I'm sorry. And then he wanted to talk <laughs> about how how great he wasn't from the shy, you know, and all this stuff really going in. And so then Zoe sitting there being a friend of them who actually met um, the brother through Corey. He said, hey, why do I need to be mad at the brother when I met him through you? You said he's a good brother. I took you at your word. And, you know, I have a problem with that brother. So what Corey wants is what we see here on YouTube. And I'm going to pass the mic for just a moment. What we see, what we saw was the perfect example of what happens here in YouTube. You take, for example, you will have content creators that'll be cool. And then they'll get with another content creator and all of a sudden, you know, it's some shots that are thrown out and then they fall out with each other. And then it's like, well, you ain't on my team. You're not on my side. No, you should be with me. You didn't say nothing when such and such was saying this and that third about me. And then it's like, you want me to be mad at somebody else over some bullshit you got going on. Is that, is that really what it is? When I don't have- That doesn't make that sense person. at all. You see what I'm saying? So that's what Corey wants. Corey wants he, him and D to go in on the brother uh, that he has the issue with. 
because they are part of his team. Now, if you watch that show, and I did, there were two other guests that were up there as well. There's the brother from Arkansas, uh, Little Rock, and then there is the uh, Craig, the light-skinned brother. If you notice, if you play that show back and watch it, they kind of stared off into space, didn't say anything, kind of folded their arms and sat back and was like, I ain't got shit to do with it. But then he told Zoe, he said to Zoe, well, you, the, you know, I don't normally have weak niggas around me, and you the weakest nigga that I so that I I'll be around me. And I ain't disrespectful. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> so I'm, I'm surprised back. that Zoe didn't uh, get up and punch him dead in his no, mouth. No. Well, so let me give you a little bit of the a little bit of the aftermath. So okay. if you know, I don't know if you guys subscribe to Zoe, to Zoe Williams. So Zoe has his own podcast, has had his own podcast longer than Corey, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zoe went live and he said, hey, I think it's time that I tell y'all who I am so there won't be any misconceptions. And it was really pertaining to what happened on the show. So he gave kind of like an intro into who the real true Zoe Williams is. He talked about his childhood, his mother, the way he was growing up, how he got from Chattanooga, Tennessee out to um, out to California and all of that good stuff. And he kind of subliminally i won't see i would say it was some subliminal shots kind of directed towards tory and his uh, corey and his behavior but he was also very pointed and he was saying you know we're wearing the same jersey we're on the same team i don't understand why brothers can't you know can't we we got to do better you know that's hey if you're not honest. talking please mute up thank you so so that's kind of Zoe's moniker so what you have to do is you have to kind of you have to watch um the show that Zoe did on his own, on his own uh, platform, and then you'll kind of get the gist of the whole story of what actually took place. Because there's a twenty thousand dollar, there was a twenty thousand dollar lawyer fee, and I know I'm long winded, but I'm gonna pass the mic because you guys may or may not know all of this. But when he and the other comedian that Zoe got into it with, he got sued. Court because it was on the court holding show. So I think. Corey, what was said was Corey fronted Zoe the $20,000 retainer for the for the attorney. Zoe said that on the show. Said, hey, man, as soon as I hit a lick, I told you it's off air and behind the scenes. As soon as I hit a lick, even though you said you ain't worried about that, I don't have to give it back to you. But I because I told you several times that as soon as I hit a lick, I'm going to give you the 20, the 20 bands that you gave me for the attorney. And then Corey persistently wanted to be disrespectful and said, I don't believe you're going to get nobody $20,000, you know, nigga, because if you had $20,000, you ain't giving it, you know what I'm saying? That type shit. And it was, it was really disrespectful to their friendship and to yes. what they got going on as business partners. And I'll pass the mic at that. Okay. Um, we're going to get uh, Baby Maker 3K up in here. ARC, what's good? Hey, ARC. What's happening, Concrete Rose, Sister George, and the rest of the panel? Uh, 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 what's I gotta, up, man, I see. Hey, what's up, Brother Bailey? Sister George, now, yes. you know, uh, you and Bernard, yeah, I, I'm going to write a sitcom for y'all. Come on with and it. pitch it to Hollywood. Because <laughs> y'all got some of the best playing the dozens chemistry on YouTube. I have to get Bernard before Bernard gets me, and I'd be like, "Son of a bitch, you got me that day." Okay, I got him. So, 
But uh, yeah, I am familiar with both of those brothers, and it was sad to see what happened because, as some people might not know from the YouTube community, I I was uh, part of what's known as the Chicago Black Comedian Circle mm-hmm. um, back in the late '80s, early '90s, and Corey Holcomb from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew him from those days and then Zoe I interviewed him on my blog talk radio show we've talked on the phone at least a couple times and um and I tried to write you back in the chat room responding to you but you got these brackets on your name now it didn't even, it didn't even come out right anyway um yeah I thought Corey as much as I have love and respect for him he was he was totally in the wrong with how he treated Zoe on that. Episode. It was shocking that all of it came out on air like that, and I'm like, okay, um, you can see where it was a lot of resentment being held, and it's like, okay, Corey, if you're in a certain position and you're able to put people on, and you decide you make choices to put people on and to associate yourself with people. Then to tell a man you're the weakest link and that I only have you around because you're intelligent. It's like, dude, why would you say that to somebody that's actually on your team and has been supportive of your plight? I I, I was, I was disgusted by it. And Corey is like, I have not seen any comedian as much as I've seen Corey Holcomb. And I was like, Oh hell no, that's not it. That's not it. But here's a good thing, though. Here's I, I would say this kind of as the more or less the blessing in disguise is that I actually did a video, and I'm not gonna say this brother's name, but as most people in the black manosphere know, I had a major falling out with someone I was real cool with initially. And at the time we fell out. <clears throat> He did a live stream saying a bunch of insulting things about me and people, people who follow me and support me were like, well, ARC, aren't you going to fire back? And I said, no, no. I said, because here's my thing. If you're cool with somebody, I'll use sister George example. Let's say me and sister George are cool and we happen to have an argument. If I come out after the argument and say, well, Sister George, you know, I want to tell you, you know, your breath stank anyway. And, you you know, you a bitch. And, you know, I I can't stand you anyway. That means I was holding all that shit in while we was supposedly cool. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, if, if anger provokes you to come out with all these insults and all these venomous statements, that means you you had those all along, but you were just suppressing them. Under the guise yeah. of your fake friendship. Right. Yes. I agree. I and, and so I what I said in one of my videos with me and this brother I'm t- referring to fell out. I said, man, I, I didn't suppress anything towards this brother. So I don't really have anything. I, I'm the type that if I'm cool with you, like if me and the general are real cool, even and while we we're cool, if he if he says something that I don't like, I'm gonna tell him that while we're cool. Right. I, I'm not gonna suppress it. Like I don't know if he, I, I, I make up something. He calls me big waterhead. Hey, big waterhead AC. Let's say that irritates me. I'm not gonna hold that in 
for like six months or a year. And then when we fall out, I say, hey, motherfucker, man, I ain't like the fact you call me Big Waterhead AC. You right. know, I'm going to tell him at that moment. So anyway, going back to Corey and Zoe, man, the fact that Corey came out and, and was calling him the weakest link and all these other insults, I was like, so what Corey is telling me is that he's been maintaining a fake friendship with Zoe all this time. Because yeah, if he looked years. at Zoe as his brother, number one, he if he had some disagreements with him, he would have handled that shit off air. Right. Exactly. And uh, so I I was just, it was very hurtful for me to see that. Cause again, I generally like both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this matter, I'm on Zoe's. Cause see, I remember like he kept criticizing Zoe about when Zoe uh, punched Ari Spears. I remember that episode. So do I. And and yeah, if anybody saw that. that episode, I don't think it should ever come down to throwing blows. But the reality is, Zoe for a while during that episode exhibited a lot of patience. Like I probably would have threw blows quicker than he did. The way Ari Spears kept disrespecting him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just kept disrespecting him repeatedly. And initially, Zoe was trying to keep his cool. He was basically like, dude, chill out, man. You know, chill out. And he kept saying shit like, oh, all you light-skinned brothers are soft. All you like, you know, I've heard that shit before. Yeah, he you was white. That's how he was coming at Zoe. He's like, all you light-skinned niggas, y'all ain't shit. Y'all soft. You know, y'all punks. And finally, Zoe couldn't take it, man. And, he, you know, he stole on him. But, uh, yeah, Corey was. Now, here's, here's the one thing, though. That Corey said that I, I'm actually in defense of Corey, though. Not about it wasn't about Zoe specifically. It's about brothers in general. Because Darlene criticized him for calling out a brother. I, I want to say it was that brother you mentioned. I think his name was Grady. It could have been somebody Grady. else. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Grady. Grady. But Darlene said, Corey, you was wrong for calling out that you and Grady have fucked women while you're on the road. I thought that was crazy as hell for him to do too. I'm like, you're the king of having side chicks. Side chicks has been one of your um your your uh staples in your your stand up. So for you to even mention that other guys are doing the same things that you're doing, it was some hater ass shit to me. But and I'm like, you're a dude. But here's what, here here no, here's actually where I'm a defend Corey though. Corey made a statement that's honestly in line with my mold. Because if anybody familiar with my mold one philosophy, say I don't. I'll be honest. ARC, I remind me, I have a movie that I want you to watch. You remind me to um tell you about this little. It's a YouTube movie, but you and the wife will enjoy it like hell. I'm gonna t- go ahead. I'm sorry. I just thought okay, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to. Yeah, refer that to me. But I was gonna say. Yeah. See, part of my mom one philosophy is I don't. I don't believe in the whole. I know a lot of brothers have had them for years, but I don't believe in the whole side chick shit, mistress shit. I'm all about upfront, straightforward honesty, and because of that, when when Corey said. I'm going to slightly paraphrase his words, but when he was getting criticized for what he did, he said, yeah, that was that probably was wrong for me to do. But he said, I'm going to say this, though. He said, a lot of y'all brothers don't have the courage 
to tell y'all women that you want to fuck multiple women and that you're going to be fucking other women while you're not with them and while you out of town. He said, that's on y'all. He said, you could say I'm calling motherfuckers out, but he said, y'all need to be more courageous in letting women know that you want to fuck multiple women instead of pretending like you all monogamous. On that point, if no other point during that stream, I said amen to court because that's how I feel. ARC, I don't think you would have been with dry snitching though. And yeah, what right. the time mean was it. dry snitching, I, and it was I, dry I, snitching. Um, the whole the whole factor of the matter is, if a woman comes to you and asks you about her man cheating on her, let's say it was your best friend's uh wife, and your best friend was cheating on his wife, and the woman comes to you and asks you about um, is her man cheating on her? I would not expect you as a man to get involved in another man's business especially as it pertains to their relationship. Well, actually, uh, it's funny you mentioned that, Sister George. I've had that happen as many as four times. So I have actually had that happen before. Okay. Like one of my close like frat it. brother's wife came to me and asked me, was my frat brother cheating on her? And Did I didn't try snitch. I, I, said, <laughs> I said, no, to my knowledge, you know, I don't know anything about that. But that so, said, so I'm not, I'll say this. I'm not, <laughs> I've never dry snitched on a friend of mine. But the sentiment of what Corey, the spirit of his statement, I generally agree with. Okay. Okay. I, I, I can understand that. But here's the thing. If you and I are, we've been friends for 10 years and we hang out on a daily basis. We do shows together. You know, we, we're here to support one another. And um, you, you, you might do, I do. We, we're 100% in the game, right? You know, we're from the same place, kind of. You my guy. Mm -hmm. And then I'm on your show and you know my current situation at home. Regardless of what we do on the road, it is not your responsibility to point that out, even though during the course of your show, if that's the conversation, you don't rat your homeboys out. And what Corey did, because I watched that episode between him and Grady, I watched it live. That was some rat shit that Corey did. He put the man on blast knowing the man's situation at home. That was simply some rat shit. You wouldn't yeah, that was appreciate wrong. That it. Was wrong. You wouldn't appreciate it if I did it to you. Now, the sentiments that he laid out about men not being honest enough to say, hey, look, when I go on the road, I do fuck other, uh, I do have sex with other women. That's a different, that's a whole different story. But to sit there and then rat your homeboy out, me knowing that you recently got married, we hang out, you my guy. And we doing this show together. You wouldn't take it if you come on my show, and then I sit there with that's the conversation, and I rat you out like that. Well, you fuck other hoes on the road too, ARC. Why can't you just tell the truth? Why can't now, you, you know, just be up front? That's not now, you know who man. on the side note who kind of sort of did that one time on national TV. I never forget this. I was watching Oprah back in the day, and she had on. I want to say. It was after the Bulls won their first championship. Mm -hmm. Kobe yeah. Bryant. Okay. No, she no. had Jordan on. She has Scotty no, Pippen, Harvey Grant. And I think it was either Scotty Pippen or Harvey Grant. Oprah at one point said, I know y'all NBA athletes got a lot of groupies. How, mm -hmm. it, it, how do you resist them or do you just, you know, indulge them? 
And either Scotty or Harvey said, oh, yeah, um, we all have groupies. And, yeah, we've all – we've all – and he specifically said, we've all taken advantage of them. And then Jordan, because he was married, he went like, uh-uh, trying to give a clue to Scotty and or, or Harvey. Like, don't, don't include me in all of us. Because his wife was right there in the studio with him. Mm-hmm. So he was he was like, you know, basically Jordan was like looking at him like, dude, why y'all trying to call me out, man? <laughs> but, see, that was kinda, but, see, but see, that was kind of like the same thing that happened with the whole great show. I watched it live, and that's what Corey did. Corey put that guy on spot knowing his situation. Now, you're supposed to be the home team. Like, come on, homeboy. You don't do yeah, that. That's foul. Oh yeah, somebody put uh, Kobe. Kobe. Now, what he did with Shaq, you know, Shaq said he admitted in an interview. He said he wanted to kill Kobe because of what Kobe did. Yeah, because Kobe did that. Uh, well, Shaq did it too. Um, yeah, it's, Kobe did that to Shaq uh, some years back. And to be honest, that was one of the reasons why I didn't like Kobe. One of the reasons. I ain't gonna get into everything else, but yeah. You said it's a laundry list of reasons why you didn't like Kobe. Yeah, that. I just I've never been a Kobe fan. I'm a I'm a uh I'm a 80s, excuse me, 70s, 80s baby, and I'm a Jordan girl, but yeah, I, I just I was never a Kobe fan. So I, I'm just like, dog, <laughs> you gonna say that on you gonna put your homeboy out there like that? And it's like you got caught, so you want to bring everybody else down because you got caught. And so, yeah, that's what, that's, that what that, that's kind of like what happened with Corey and his now, I guess, estranged uh, woman that he was living with or dealing with. That's kind of how the whole thing kind of you know came out. And that's what Zoe, if you watched his show, Zoe was kind of laying that out there on the line. He didn't say it in words of that effect. But Zoe kind of told him, like, was saying that that was, you know, foul. You know, whatever issues you got, whatever issues you dealing with, don't put that on me. So Corey yeah. has a bad habit. Corey has a bad habit. And I'm going to give up the mic because I know somebody else want to respond. But Corey has had a bad habit of doing that. He did the same thing. The older brother that used to be on that talking about the water. Remember him? Uh, Bobby, yeah, from, uh, he's from Bobby, he, 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 Bobby? He, he, yeah. He, he, yeah, he did Bobby. He did Bobby <clears throat> foul, and Bobby was the one who was bringing a lot of big time Hollywood famous people, you know, Corey's way. Right. He did right, Bobby. Right. I, I, Corey has. A I just want to say one quick thing shit. regarding Corey. You, okay. And you, now that you, when with you pointing that out, I just want to say one thing. Um, to me, it's apparent that um, Corey Holcomb's character as it relates to maintaining relationships with those around him is questionable because there have mm -hmm. been so many instances where he has been foul and you know he may be a funny comedian but i, I question the character of a person that you know he, he toxic he, he as hell like a narcissist i'm just gonna keep it he's he he like a narcissist <laughs> and you know what I mean? like he doesn't care about anybody else or how he steps on anyone else's toes and that's a you know person of questionable character to me those yep. that are very lame have no game at all those that they are very lame the have comedians no game. be the ones be with be with the most bs child so i you know i i, mm -hmm. I was surprised that 
this situation went this far. Um, I'm still trying to figure out. I had stopped watching his show because um, he was doing some jokes on his own show, um, like on the 5150 show on that broadcast that I was like, bruh, not every show. But that's why I stopped watching him. I'm still trying to figure out what happened to Freeze Love. Um, hey, uh, Sister George, uh, he said he said something offhand to, about Steve Austin. Say he was going to try to beat up Steve Austin. Now Steve Austin is at least about uh, six three, six four, and pretty muscular for a, a, a TV anchor. And he's understanding some other mess about chubby, Charles Barkley. Man, Steve Austin would have stumped that stumped that dude to the ground. Oh, well, I have something else to say about what uh, ARC uh -huh. was talking about being open, uh, open and honest. I had a certain conversation with a uh, Somalian lady from uh, Canada last night named uh, Amiyana. And uh, I what told her that- What are you uh, doing in your background? Uh, that's me. That, I'm, no, sorry, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, that's not me. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I had it, uh, as I was saying, for my uh, Mac uh, diary. Um, <laughs> oh, and uh, ARC, uh, I want to tell you something. Uh -uh, when I first uh -uh, met uh -uh. up uh -uh, I mean, because uh -uh. you and ARC gonna what? have to have y'all's conversation offline. Um, because we still well, 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 we'll, we'll take the Patreon. I, well, I, I'm a subscriber to his Patreon, so it'll be all right. Okay, so I'm one of his subscribers. But as I was saying, um, uh, I had a talk with uh, Amiana uh, over the uh, Facebook Messenger, and I told her, even though I mostly date 18 to 27 uh, year old women, especially young black women. I do make exceptions. If that woman's in the 30s and 30s to 50s and she stays in excellent uh, premium vitamin P shape, I'll deal with her. And I told her this, if you want to be down with me, if you want to be a part of my team, I am the God of your life. You got to accept me oh and gosh, love me forever for the rest of your life. No, 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 I'm serious. I'm serious. Listen, we understand that that's an ego boost, and you don't have to repeat uh, like 15 times. No, 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 no. Okay. 18, 18 to 20 well, year old women. We, we, we get I mean, it. We get I mean, it. Con Edward, concrete. You, I was just being honest so that we don't misunderstand. Oh, I, I, well, I'm one of them. <laughs> okay. And you, oh, also have the an, and you also have another Mac on the panel, ARC, too. So and we mess with you. The nurse and the nerd but, hasn't um, had an opportunity to speak, Edward. We want to make the nerd of Go ahead. honey. Hello, Sister Rose. Nurse and a nerd. Hello, hi everyone. I hope everyone's having a good Hello. Sunday so far. Well, yeah, as far as Corey, I'm kind of surprised why everyone else is surprised. I don't know him personally, but based off of what he showed on himself several times, Corey is a loudmouth guy that you could tell in high school that never had any game, and he's now coming to money, and he's now pretty much, you know, maturing as a man. And unfortunately, with this whole situation, I don't fault Corey. He's been a loudmouth. He showed he's a loudmouth year and time after time. I fault Zoe. You are a grown man, woman, whatever. You do not owe people not a dollar. If Zoe was ever going to pay that man, this has been years ago, he would have at least paid Corey $600, $1,200, $0.25. He would have at least had to say, hey, Corey, can you take... Um, two uh, $250 out of my check every other week so that at least I can pay something off the balance. You do not allow some loudmouth type of person to ever have anything over your head. Never. So as a grown adult, even if I couldn't pay $20,000, $20, I would have at least paid uh, uh, $200 every week. So at least you can never, you know, come around and say anything else around me. 
but and you like, know what? But you know what, the nurse and the nerd, what I did notice Corey say, because I went back and watched that uh, show a couple times. What I did notice him say was that he told Zoe that it was all good. Zoe insisted on paying for it and it was damage that was caused to the studio, which is why he was paying him or why he said he wanted to pay him. And Corey said it was all good. Don't worry about it. Even for Corey to come back and um, throw that in his face, I still think that that was definitely some BS. Sister George, the only time it would be okay is if you showed that, hey, I gave Corey $4,000 and Corey on a text message say it's all good. Like I literally handed you money. That's right. the only way it's all good. That man is a loud mouth. There would be no, I don't care. I would have a videotape of me showing, hey, I'm giving this man $3,000 and You're I would right. actually okay. have on tape. But, but if, you remember, okay, if you remember, closely, so. it sounded like uh, Zoe was blindsided though by that amount. He was. And it seemed like was. Corey must have told him earlier that, yeah, you you caused some damage and you owe me some money, but he never said until that episode 20. Because I remember I looked at Zoe's reaction was like, he said, $20,000? He said, you saying I did $20,000 worth of damage to this hey. Either way, he could have been and $5. Then, Either and, way, and, and with then, people too. like that. You clear. You have to be clear with people like that. Right, but but what 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 you what I think also what was being missed by your statement that you just made. You're talking about two men that have had a a, a brothership for the last ten years or so. So it goes deeper than just you know the business part. And and Zoe even said that. Like I I told you I was going to pay you the money off air. You know, uh, and you told me it was all good. Don't worry about it. So when you got I got a partner as an example. He went through something real, a bad situation, you know, with, with his mom, losing his mom and things of that. So he needed like six grand, right? He come out with deployment. Cool, no problem. This is my guy. I've been stationed with this guy on and off over the last 24 years of my military career. He's a brother to me. He served on three different deployments. This is a guy that would take a bullet for me. I, I told, he came back. And was like, hey man, I just went on my deployment. I got this tax free money lump sum. I'm gonna go ahead and hit you off. Nah, bro, I'm cool with that. Don't even worry about it. Cause if I go to him and I tell him I need eight to ten thousand, guess what? I know I'm good for it. And and it's a different dynamic for everyone. But if your main man tells you your homeboy that you've been rocking with every day for the last ten years, that's a brother to you. You know, you don't. We have to understand that there's a different dynamic there when it comes to things like money. And as ARC said, Zoe was blindsided by the amount. He said, "What twenty thousand dollars? You you know, you mean to tell me I did twenty thousand dollars worth of damage to the studio? Like, come on, man!" But the general, you said two different. And I know Chicago niggas, Chicago niggas, and, and this is close to where ARC said not not in them. I know ARC has dealt with a lot of people. <laughs> Uh, Indiana and Chicago is right there. Chicago yeah. niggas always have an angle. Always have an angle. Even if it takes them three, five, seven years, they're going to figure out a way, because he's a hustler, mm. to pull out that angle mm. on your ass. But like That's the general, the you said two different things. Are. You said two different things. You said how you said uh, about your brotherhood. You know that if you gave him that money, if you ever needed money, that person would be there. Zoe, based off of what he said, he's never had any type of money to be able to help Corey in any way, shape, or form. 
and also when we are talking about like even if you say an example would be marriage most people break up due to finances one thing i don't do is play with people money i don't care if we've been brothers sisters and cousins or whatever for 225 years when it comes down to money you do not play with people money i'm gonna give you something so you can never have anything to hold over me and that's just based off of people's character and i understand what you're saying and to each his own i get it because i'm that way as a man, I don't want to owe, owe um, another man nothing. You'll never be able to say that I owe you five, ten, fifteen hundred dollars, uh, five dollars, uh, five thousand dollars. You'll never be able to say that because I understand how people can get when they come down to money. But at the end of the day, I'm a little bit different. You understand what I'm saying? That's just how I take it. We gotta yeah. understand that this is. This, we gotta understand that there's a different uh, strength dynamic there when you talk about men versus women. I believe. And I know this to be sure because ARC is a fraternity man. I know he's done things for, for some of his fraternity brothers and he doesn't expect to, you know, get it back in return. I'm just giving this an example. I don't know this to be fact, but I know how fraternities operate. And I yep. know how brothers are. I know that he's helped brothers out, you know, with, with, with whatever over the years. And he's never went back and said, well, you know, remember, you, you remember back in 1993, we was at the concave and, 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 I paid for your whole and I, But you know, the and thing I, is, you're I missing the character the of the person, though. What yes. she's saying is right. the character I, I, of who she, who he loaned the money, borrowed the money from. Of Corey. Out of all the people, I wouldn't even be, no woman should even be Corey's side piece. Because but Corey, you'd say the wrong thing. Corey will call you all type of H's, B's, and everything else <laughs> again, and underneath the phone. Wait, let's clarify, though. You, I heard somebody say loan. No, it wasn't he loaned yeah, so I'm sorry, money. I misspoke. I understood it was for damages. Okay. Yeah, and I, right. I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm not in the studio, but it, just looking at it, and again, I remember that episode with a fight. You know, I don't remember no twenty thousand dollars worth of damage being no. done in that studio. No, I believe that also attorney fees as well. That was the and that was yeah, the interest. Was fees. Yeah, okay. that was an attorney fee. But at okay, the end of the day, if okay. you tell me, at the end of the day, if something happens on your show, at when I'm a guest, and Zoe laid this out on his podcast, I don't know how many of you guys watched it, he laid this out. And he also laid it out the night that it took place. He said, hey, bro, I met you down at the foxhole. Remember, I've been bringing people to your show. I've been getting people that I know that's in the business, big name people that's in the business and helping you out. When you come to my show, you're a totally different person. He called him out on that. Corey didn't like it. He said, uh, told him, so when you come to my show, the Corey that's over here is not the Corey that's on my show, and people like it. He said, so I've never asked you for anything. You see what I'm saying? We missed, y'all missed that. Because Zoe said, I never asked you for nothing. I've never been a hanger on and hanging around w- with you just to get something out of you. He said, name me a time when I've ever asked you for anything. And Corey couldn't do it. That's when Corey switched it up. Yes, I'm going to send a very special shout out to Brother David Johnson for the super chat. He says, salute to my sisters, Concrete Rose and Sister George. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you, bro, David. We appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Um. Well, do we want to switch gears? Hey, Concrete Rose, let me tease you real quick about your avatar. What? What's wrong with my um avatar? 
Oh, you me, had an expression me. on your face while you holding that cup, like nigga, say it one more time, say it one more time, and I'm gonna slap and I'm you with this cup. Her photo says, bitch. What you listen, mean? and that's like the opposite of who I am, but um, I was gonna say, mm, that's you, pretty interesting. You, you better get out of here. Do you want to do you want to switch gears because I wanted to introduce the topic relating to um, Dr. Dre and all of the mess that's going on around him. Um, There's a close call know, in the hospital. Yeah, he had a close call in the hospital, but and, and as a well, and not, as a result, hope, let me finish, Edward. Um, he uh, had agreed to the two million dollar per month um, spousal support. Uh, but it was just a one-time payment, um, and it's like temporary. And I think they go back to court in April. But his wife was asking for two million per month in spousal support. Um, wait, wait, wait a recently, minute. go ahead. Well, I want you to finish your statement because okay, just really quickly. Recently, she came out with out. Well, there were allegations. I think it was in the the court docs that he held a gun to her head and he punched her in the face back in two thousand and one. Giving beats and by Dre a whole new name. <laughs> uh-uh, I'm about to. Look, I'm leaving. <laughs> I wanted to know you guys' take on it. I, I mean, personally, I don't under like. I've never had a nasty breakup where I want to slander someone. I like my ex. Like things were extremely amicable. You know, like we're friendly. You know, if we see each other at anything, you know, any function that the kids have or whatever. Um, it's not. Uh, I've never had a nasty breakup where I want to hurt some. Like this man just got out of the hospital, could have died, had an aneurysm, and now you know you're filing these, uh, you know, assertions, which I don't know if they're true or not. But this is something that allegedly happened 20 years ago. I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's any evidence of it. The police weren't called, and I don't understand how things get so tumultuous that you want to, you know, hurt this person, and you know. If it if it did happen, like it was over twenty years ago, you stayed in the relationship. I don't even I don't know if I believe it. Um. Well, have you heard that they're trying to reconcile? When was that? Because this just came out this week. When since when are they trying to reconcile? Um. I actually heard that. I want to say either Friday or Saturday. <laughs> You listen, it's cheaper to keep, but he'll be smart to reconcile. I'm not with the domestic violence. I think that that's absolutely deplorable. But I do think that there is something to be said about the timing of it all is the only point that I'm making. I'm like, sis better go learn how to get her some damn hot grits. And, you know call what? And, and we All know right. that this ain't the first oh, okay. person that's alleged oh. that he's abused them. So, I mean, okay. I'm not saying oh. that it's not true. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got the ladies' takes on it with the high grits and all that. Here, here, here's the scenario, right? He's married to her, not to her mom. Remember, she's also seeking money to, to, for her mom to be taken care of. She he wants him to pay for the house yep. that her mom is in that he bought for them. All right, no, no, you don't get that. Sorry, not married to your mom, married to you. That's number one. Number two. Have we forgotten about the daggone, uh, the, the, the little prenup agreement that she thought he ripped up, but all of a sudden, mysteriously, returned from the shredded bin? We forgot about that, right? Okay. Dre was over there playing, the next, playing her Ronnie Ho games. He was like, the, I ripped the, it up. Well, the next, the, the next thing is this. 
right? So <laughs> when relationships in Hollywood and being from the Southern California area, and you know, I don't really get into that whole circus that they got going on, but I, I keep my ear to the street. Um, I got some homeboys out there from the city. That's where he's from. That new Dre. I, I remember Dre and Easy and all them niggas when they was doing uh, uh, corner goddamn raps on the corner and shit. When he was a part of the world class working wrecking crew, uh, and he had the makeup and he was the real Doctor Dre. Okay, so um, what we have here is a relationship that has ran its course. I don't believe. In my humble opinion, this is just I know a little bit how the games are played. I don't believe that Dre was all that jacked up and in the hospital with anger. I don't believe it. Number one, it's a way for him to get off and underneath that because now his attorneys can take over and say he's incoherent. He's unable to defend, you know, himself in court of law. And that's how he's trying to be also trying trying to beat that $20 million a month. It's a way for Dre to keep from having to pay her. $480 million, half of what he's amassed in his music, over his musical career. That's what's going on with that scenario. That's just, that's my assessment, my humble opinion, just kind of keeping loosely based on what's going on with the story, right? That's why it came out that she, he gave her the $2 million, the one-time payment, and now they got to go back to court. So now the medical record is due. Dre is incoherent. He's unable to, you know, speak for himself based upon this. It's a legal war now. And that, this is why, this is why the, re, the, the, the um, what did you say? The, the, this is why I'm trying to come back together right now. That's just my opinion. She's like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not going to get what I thought I was going to get. Let me get my ass back in here and sit down and keep getting these beats by Dre. <laughs> Listen, for me, this is when the preferences come to hatch. You sit up there, you preferences, 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 now look at them. The mother-in-law, the wife, I would never in my life even be in the house with these people to ever trust them to be around you. Not only was this man all of a sudden robbed out of thin air, like someone came to rob the, the home, the fact that you had a brain aneurysm, it, it can't happen to anyone really. A uh, brain leaking is not mm -hmm. abnormal. But with that being said, when you are, for better or worse, when you are there as a wife to or husband to the person, when the person is ill, I've seen where even in the hospital setting, you've got ex-husband and ex-wives, they will be the ones to make decision, the care of that person. They're the ones that say, hey, bring them to my house, let me care for them, because at the end of the day, there was love there, even though we're not together. So at that time of need, I will make sure that I'm bathing that person, I'm feeding that person, that person's health is to get back to where they need to be. But for this woman to do this, this shows she never had any love for you. The moment that you are physically and health-wise down and out, this isn't a basketball rebound game or put some ice on you. You have a medical condition, an element that really can never you know, get back to what you normal was. And if this is the time this woman is choosing to stab and, and kill you and put you down to the bottom, that lady mm -hmm. is to never be trusted a day in your life. I would rather give all my money to a dog before I ever leave a dime to her. Oh, boo, boo. Well, well, rumor has it that that's kind of like, you know, she found out. The reason why the reconciliation is coming is that she found out that, you know, in the event of his demise, she wasn't going to get it. Wow. 
people and their motives. Uh, it's or always... as much as what she thought she was going to get. And y'all got to keep in mind, I'm sorry, Concrete, real quick. Y'all got to keep in mind, that's Hollywood. In Hollywood, they do things so that they could remain relevant and stay important yeah. in the lifestyle of being a star. Remember, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian right. all of a sudden was going to get the divorce, and now right. it looks like what? Oh, no, we're not getting a divorce. But they got the general, relevant. people in regular, like, you know, regular everyday folks, working class people like us, also kind of hit below the belt when it comes to divorce. Also, you know, kind of like take no punches when it, it you know, it, 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 as it relates oh, to divorcing and pull out. Trust me, I know. I've been to a couple. I know. And, I know. Trust me, I've been through a couple. I was able, smart enough, just not me beating Damn, my chest and patting myself on the back. This <laughs> is me understanding how the game goes. I was lucky. The we got a divorce expert on the panel. Uh, you, thank you. Yes, thank indeed. You. I, I, yes, that's that's correct. So I was lucky. My first wife and I, we separated very amicably. We co-parented very well. Our my oldest son is doing quite well for himself. We're better friends. We laughed about it. Matter of fact, um, matter of fact, I think it was right before Christmas. You know, we always kind of call and talk. We keep in contact because she's considered family still. And we laughed about it. Then, you know, you remember we always find something to laugh at. So we're cool. I didn't have shit. She didn't have shit. We were both college students and wasn't shit there. So we just said, okay, you know, you go over here. I'm going to go over there and we'll call it a day. The second, now I'm not going to call her any names, but that she was the worst listen i came back into the service i'm gonna give you a small peek into my life we were separated pending a divorce i went to went off to germany filed for the divorce do you know the 10 years i was over in europe she kept getting the divorce kicked out of court i had to come back fly back to germany all the way to the states not let alone uh petition to get custody of my children from this woman over $47,000 trying to go through that whole fabacle, right? And she still kept getting it put out of court. Well, he's not in America. So the judge finally said, the last time I went to court, he finally said, he said, listen, Miss, Miss, Miss Sergeant uh, at the time, he said, listen, you two love each other. You had two beautiful children. You were buying a home. You had cars. You had trucks. You were taking trips. You were doing all this wonderful stuff. There's something obviously wrong. You want a divorce, right? Yes, I do. This is what she said. You sold too, right? I said, yes. He said, well, it's mighty funny to me that this man not only left the home that he shared with you, this man not only left the city where you two were living, this man not only left the state where you two were living, he left the country where you two were living. Why do you keep holding the, the divorce up if you say you want to get a divorce why do you keep holding on what what is what else is there to be to hold on to so finally the judge kind of said hey you know what i'm gonna go ahead on and grant this divorce and get it out of the way because it was always constantly some bullshit just holding on holding on holding on holding on you know what i'm saying my third situation was even smoother than that she didn't ask for anything she didn't want nothing nothing so I, I was able to maintain and hold on to what little assets that I do have. Although I was I was extremely generous to her. I took on all of the credit card bills that she had 
because she has, of course, me being in the military, I can have physical custody of my daughter. <clears throat> so she's the, the joint physical, uh, she's the joint physical custodian of, of our child. So we co-parent, even though it's a little bit difficult, especially now that the pandemic is here, but I don't have any issues with her, you know, when it's time for my daughter to come to the States because they're in Europe. I don't have any issues. It's all about the people that you tie yourself to. You understand? But you also, during the divorce, people get very protective of themselves. That instinct comes out like, oh, this bitch trying to get my shit. She's trying to hit me for half my shit. She didn't go on one deployment. She didn't drag not one duffel bag. She didn't dodge not one bullet. She wasn't in the gym. Say <laughs> so what? Mm. She wasn't with you shooting in the gym. Yeah, she wasn't with me shooting in the gym. But mm -hmm. thank God for the last one, I didn't have to go through that. So yeah, it, it can be dicey at times. But remember, people, self-preservation becomes the main act, especially when you're going through a divorce. If there are things to 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 to, to gain. And okay. I'll pause. I'll, I'll pass the mic. Okay. Um, well, I kind of wanted to switch gears. Um, and I want to talk about some things going on locally. And by locally, I mean right here in these YouTube streets. Now, Concrete, while you were sleeping, mm. it was some stuff happening here on this YouTube, honey. Fill me in. Okay. Let's everybody, let's take a deep breath because this is crazy. So, um, shout out to Jessica X. Uh, Jessica X has been killing it on she her has. channel. Good job, Jessica. Yes. Yes. She has definitely been killing it. Um, so, last night, this morning, very early this morning, mind you, um, she had, uh, she was seven came through. Um, Janaea Moore came through um, in the pink pill. She had all of those people come hey. through. Okay. Honey, Kevin Samuels, Obsidian. She had, yes. Yes. She had an all-star uh, team. Fantastic. I want to say I saw him up there at one point. Game changer. Shout out to all of you guys. Um, so over the weekend, um, you know, her, um, Jessica and Shira Seven have been going back and forth. They've had a, a, a bit of a back and forth. Um, which is why Shira showed up to Jessica's uh, panel. They were supposed to have, a, have had a conversation. I guess that didn't come into fruition. But anyway, Shira shows up. Um, they talk it out or they talk. I ain't going to say they talked it out, but they talked on their panel. Um, the big thing was Shira 7 or Shira 7 had posted a picture of a lady named um, Sarah. Is it Soraya Stewart? I think that's her name. Soraya Stewart, right? Yes. Seeing that this was Jessica X. Um, they had also posted a picture of a guy, Peter. I don't know Peter's last name, saying that that was Kevin Samuels. And these were not these people. These were random people. Like random people off the internet. And case what of mistaken identity. Mm. It, I, I don't even think it's a case of mistaken identity. I think you have some people that are so desperate to see who a person is 
that they will go through no um whatever links um but kevin links. shows himself like it's clear how kevin looks i don't understand how he how how they well mistook kevin it was I, a I didn't understand that part either but i'm going to say i do think it was from this i think uh Whoever Shira Seven is getting her information from, I do think it was like the same people that was involved in um, saying that Jessica was uh, not in the UK. She uh, she wasn't in the UK. She's a catfish. She's this, that, and the third. I think oh, those thing. those same people because I noticed mm-hmm. that Shira Seven used a lot. I don't know. I went and watched a couple of her um, live streams, but I noticed that she was using the same rhetoric that we had just heard. So mm-hmm. I, I was like, that's interesting to me because it. I think Jessica's pretty much proven that she's definitely in the UK. Um, I think she's proven herself in that regard. Now, if they were trying to get her to cam up and the way they dogged uh, Soraya Stewart out, you had oh. people going to Soraya Stewart's uh, social media platforms. Wow. Um, and this lady does the podcast. People um, gotta be careful they were, that. That's cause for a lawsuit. Honey, listen. So these women were in her Instagram. They went to Peter's Instagram. They were spamming um, all kind of uh, disparaging things under these people's... What, they were all over the place accusing this woman of being Jessica X and accusing this man of being She-Ra 7. And I, yeah, I said that, babe. Yeah, and Kevin Samuels. Yeah. No, you had a Floridian slip. You said accusing this man of being oh, she Ross Seven. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all were dead. Child, you know, yeah, you're, you're messing with Jessica X. Now you're messing with you, honey. <laughs> we don't want no smoke. No smoke. Shout um, out to Jessica X, the madam of the black metasphere. The madam. Yes. But I she just. the madam wanted, of the black metasphere. We, we got Go you. Ahead. We got you, Mike. But What's I up? just thought it was so crazy that you, that all these random people were going to harass this woman who does not have anything to do with um, wow. the black manosphere, Jessica X, Kevin Samuels. The man, Peter, didn't even know who Kevin Samuels was. He was like, who is Kevin? Sa-? And, and, and you know, there's no slight to Kevin, but they're all the way in the UK and people have bought smoke to these people. That woman was on Jessica X's panel crying last night really? the way these people had her. Seriously. Wow. And I'm sitting there and I'm saying the mob mentality is so deep and it's so crazy. People will just kind of go what, what the sisterhood, honey, but people will go through whatever links. And it was just interesting to me because it's such a rush to dox her as uh, a rush to expose her identity that mm-hmm. people don't really care about who gets hurt in the process. And I thought that that yeah. was absolutely mm-hmm. parted and crazy and I feel like that woman is owed an apology um, mm-hmm. Jessica X did apologize for her involvement in it and I respect that Jessica um, but I do think she or seven owes that, that innocent woman and that man I think they owe those people apologies mm-hmm. um, I thought well, it was crazy I, I, I thought all of it was crazy it sounds like it was quite a spectacle 
Um, I mean, to be completely honest, you know, I think that they're doing this, they are doing this tit for tat thing. You know, Jessica is mainly sticking to like attacking their points and, you know, their talking points and stuff like that. So um, as a result, they're coming at her in the only way that, you know, they feel they can and attacking the fact that she hasn't cammed up or that she might not be who she says she is or whatever. Personally, I think that is their fight. I mean, I would advise them to do the right thing as it relates to the couple that was harassed because that could have some dire consequences. And I hate, hate, hate that, you know, I hate that social media is um, coming to, um, you know, people being attacked and coming down to like you know all the strife that we see regularly i mean i get that it's entertaining i get that it's something to talk about but you know the thing is you don't know how people are being affected by you know some of the things that they're experiencing like i've seen people i watched this this is like kind of a little bit off topic but i'll be quick so i there was this young woman who um was made into a meme because she has like a, a pretty large fula and she had no butt and people were saying, you can't tell which one is the front and which one is the back. And she like said, she was watched her video and she talked about how she woke up and she was a meme. She thought she was taking some cute pictures for her boo and you know, she thought she was looking good. And you know, you don't know how hurtful it is when, you know, people are harassed and, you know, have to go through all of this. So that's something that we don't consider. And I, I just like wish that it didn't have to result to that so often. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He said she even said she understands why people kill themselves over cyber bullying. Um, oh, thank you so my much, gosh. Black Wizard. Um, yeah, because the way they and and then I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Um, I don't think I'm not going to say the mental the mental sphere has a way of dealing with stuff, too, because y'all will take y'all's asses over to um, these divestment chicks uh, platforms. Y'all are all over these different chicks platforms as well. And if oh, you yeah, don't double sided. Yeah. And, and my whole thing is, if you don't want them, you don't care about what they're saying. You're not you don't want to deal with them. Leave it alone. Leave them alone. Say it louder for the people in the back. Leave them alone, goddammit. <laughs> and so um I, I'm saying this to both sides. Y'all don't if y'all don't care about each other, these are broke dusties over here, and these are thoughts mm-hmm. and holes and whatever mm-hmm. over there. Swirlers, whatever. Bad witches and all mm-hmm. now, the, the church say amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. You saying the word this Sunday. Well, as far as all of this, honestly, after seeing, I don't know if any other community, because I'm clearly black, as far as the black community is concerned, Uh-oh. I've never seen the level of doxing, quote unquote. So I personally, if that young lady or whoever it is, they don't want to cam up or show their true identity, I don't blame them. After yeah. seeing how we put people information out, addresses, children's, um, children's places of schooling and all this stuff. I don't blame no one for not putting their real identity out here because these people are truly crazy. There's two sides of it. There's the real world where you're seeing a lot of these people, they don't like, they don't actually live in the real world because one thing about it is as far as bullying, I can't say who's strong and who's not mentally strong and things of that sort, but we also have to realize the power is in yourself. 
if the person, if they make you a meme or they say negative things, you have the option of turning off your phone. You have the option of blocking people and moving about your day. You cannot give some random person you don't know that you'll never be able to see in person and really, you know, touch on them. I can't give them the power to have me out here feeling like I'm less worthy and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. Good you don't pay point. my bills. I don't care. Yes. But there's Good also point. an but aspect. But you know, it hurts though. Like when you, yes. even if you don't see it, like everybody, like the girl who was um, had her hand on her face, she, like, I think it was like five years ago that she became a meme and she recently was talking about it. Like, that's something that can follow you. And the thing is, we're social creatures and especially in the age of, COVID, you know, we're on our phones more than ever. We can't really go out and right. socialize. So, I mean, how do you get away from that? I know you're saying you could turn off your phone, delete the app or whatever. Well, you know, when, when we went through it, when we, when we got to the space and our channel was taken off pretty fast, we went through where people were harassing us and talking shit and attacking. But people will say that you can get on here and being that you're on this platform, Whatever is subject for attack, everything is up for discussion, whatever, whatever. Yeah, because they're saying you're like taking on being a public figure. So if you're being a public figure, that you got to take what comes with it. That's what they like. And I kind of feel like that's bullshit. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you why. It's bullshit because if we had gone back at these people, you people act like they're not accessible. Um, Mm -hmm. I can, and I'm crazy, man. That's my disclaimer. I'm a little crazy. I can sit here Y'all and tell you a lot of, honey. <laughs> but I'm saying like I can sit here um and and if you if you ever go on camera and I can see what's in your background, I can locate you just like that. And I'm not talking about me playing around or bullshitting, but I can locate you just like that. And I'm saying that people talk all this shit from behind these screen names. You you messing with people? You don't know what people are capable because of. They think they're anonymous and they're hiding under the guise of anonymity. Get and y'all to go to the every week. Yeah, and I just think that it's BS because you're on a public platform. And I, like I said, I don't mind you attacking talking points and you 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 going against uh, people's talking points and uh, their minds. I don't. I'm not really tripping about that. But when we're starting to make personal attacks upon each other, and a lot of you guys will hit below the belt, you're hitting below the belt, and then you're expecting a person not to clap back in certain ways, and you don't get to dictate how a person claps back at your ass. Um, it was to a point, and I felt like people were coming at me and curling so hard. I'm like. You know, flights uh, to such and such ain't, but whatever, whatever. We could sit over here. We can wait, honey. And, and I'm like, y'all don't know who. This is the internet. We don't know each other outside of the internet, and it's so much shit that can happen. Life is too fucking short. You got COVID nineteen going on. You got people storming the fucking Capitol. You got uh, martial law. Get, get somewhere and sit y'all ass down. Let me read these super chats. Shout out to RBR Network for Women. He says that nobody that's a leader of black should remain should be able to remain anonymous. We aren't stalkers. We want to know the motivations of those in power. Um, RBR for Women, if you are allowing a woman to lead you anywhere, I'm going to say that's the first problem. 
But that's just something else. But thank you so We're much. We're gonna talk about RBRs, RBRs. Well, because I, I got another one. I got, I got uh-huh. another one. Shout out to Gabe A. He says neither side wants to leave each other alone. Shaking my head. They aren't happy, and they feed off drama. Facts, Gabe A. Now that's a word. Say man. That. But, but to RBR's point. The the fact that you know I don't, I understand black leaders, but people in this space are like they they've done things that's called so much as calling people's probation officers, calling people's jobs, and finding out where they were and trying to get them fired, calling people's children schools and all types of things. Like no one wants their family under attack for them speaking out and, you know, voicing their opinions on on different matters. Like that should not even be a part of what people have to endure to be in this space. That's why we go to the gun range. I don't know you. You don't know me. You pull up on the right day and the wrong right time. You're going to get what you need to get got. Listen, and I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, you yep. shouldn't have did that. You shouldn't have ran up on people you don't know. Stop playing I these agree. games. I agree. And people right. don't understand. You don't know me from Adam. I've had a woman on here that's a lawyer threatened to, to pull up in the city that I'm in because I disagreed with her in the comments. And I'm like, really? Like, if you come looking for me, you're going to get what you probably you don't get what you're coming for, but the, the, uh, it's absolutely absurd that you get that upset over someone having a, an opinion that differs from yours that you're ready to, to fly to their city. Does it? Well, does, well, he, he, okay. Let me hop in here real quick. Go ahead, brother. Here's the thing. Like, I've been in the same house for 17, 20 years, and ain't nobody pull up at my driveway. So until they do that, I don't give a fuck what nobody has to say. You know what I'm saying? They can talk all the shit that they want because it, at the end of the day, it doesn't change. It doesn't. It's. It doesn't change how I'm living in in our life, but it says more about them that they would stoop to that level to go to personal attacks because of some some bullshit that they're feeling. Yes, I said it. They feeling. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no logic in it. You know what I mean? So uh, un- until they pull up in the driveway, it's all bullshit and and talk. Ain't nobody finna do nothing. Well, the 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 whole thing about it is uh, it it shows a sign of mental deprivation. Okay, Um, if you if you can't leave people alone, like who gives a fuck what somebody? As long as you there's not a direct attack against me and them too, we're online as you guys have said. So, what difference does it make? But then again, people have reputations to protect. So you know big- what? And, and and this is the thing that I'll say. I'm not if you if you if we play the dozens and you talk a little shit, I'll talk a little shit. You go to your corner, I go to mine. We ain't tripping. This ain't it's not an everyday thing. You you like okay, cool. You've had people get on here and have made stream after stream, this, that, and the third after every fucking talking point that you've made. And I'm not gonna sit over here and say that that shit is right either. We don't have to start leaving people alone. Um, like you don't know what people were, are capable of, and because the other side is saying that they're being attacked as well. So I'm saying, like, everybody gonna have to take their respective corners and get somewhere and sit. Y'all, y'all got to chill. It's too much going on. But let's get ARC and Black Wizard up in here. ARC, what you got? Well, I just came back up because you actually said something. 
that I agree with now, and I kind of half forgot it. Well, I think it was similar to what Gabe said in his last super chat, which was that you got black men going at it with black women, black women going at it with black men. And I remember I, I did a whole video on it on my channel that I caught a whole bunch of pushback and blowback from. But I basically said that I feel like a lot of, and I think this is what you might have said, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you feel like some of it is, is, is motivated by more subscribers or more super chats and that type of thing. And um, you know what, ARC, uh, to be honest with you, till this day, till this day, um, we we were basically told that it was happening because we were content creators and that we needed to be used to people talking shit and making fun of us and harassing us. And we should be able to deal with it because we came to a public platform. Now, when. Yeah, but now when you get to smacking their ass back and you get to smacking them around and you talking shit and you doing it and now it, and and what's crazy is I'm that kind of petty. I've always said you bully a bully. I don't like to be bullied. Um and that that makes me want to react and and rehash and Curlin works with me on that very well. Thank you. But I don't yeah, you I don't, a lot of work with me. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I just don't like people messing with me, especially if I'm not bothering you. Like, leave me the hell alone. You can disagree with something I said nine times out of ten. I'm not tripping about that. But when people come for your family, um, talking all kinds of shit, why does it? My, my life shouldn't matter to you. If I'm not shit, why does my life matter? Of course, because you know women are vicious. They're dangerous. I have witnessed for the last five hours, six hours of wickedness. I said, oh my. Goodness. It's not just the women. It's not just the women. I mean, there's some men, but I have not come across no, men. Quite a few. Um, and, and mind you, getting back to mob mentality, we all have to recognize, and this is to the content creators, we all have to recognize our role as content creators and the people that are fans of our shows and fans of us as people. Who was that? The chaos, of course. Um, we all have to be mindful that when you say something about another content creator and everybody is following behind you because they believe in what you're saying, you do bear some responsibility in what your people are going to do as well. So if you say you don't like such and such and then everybody goes and floods such and such chat, you have to be mindful that you're putting some shit out there and that people will follow you because they like who you are. They like what you're saying and they, they want to be on your good side. So, you know, we have to, we have to be mindful of that. Um, shout out to Bat for the super sticker. Thank you, Bat. I'm going to shut up y'all. I, I, right. so, so, I saw somebody boy, make a comment. Wait, okay. I wouldn't finish speaking early. Somebody threw up a comment, but you, you uh, suppressed it real quick and probably rightfully so. But somebody said uh, something to the fact ARC has been guilty of threatening people. I never threatened people unless they talked about putting hands on me first. And to, to I think Sister George points and whoever else said, you don't know who you've, I'm going to tell you with conviction. Anybody talking about putting hands on me, they don't know who they fucking with. Not only respect to the retribution they might get from me individually, but there's a handful of people that know. I, 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 I'll just say in simple terms, I'm very well connected. I know people who their livelihood 
is mercenaries for hire in Hollywood terms, professional hitmen. I got somebody in my own damn family that's been in prison for being a professional hitman. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about putting hands on me, all I got to do is make a couple phone calls, literally. And I'm not in exaggerating or being melodramatic. I'm talking about I've accumulated. That's one thing over the years I've accumulated is certain friendships where people have come to me and said, Alan, if anybody ever fucks with you, and I ain't talking about no minor shit, but like in a life-threatening way, give me a call and I will handle shit for you. So, yeah, there's been at least minimum two people since I've been active on YouTube that have talked about putting hands on me. And no, one guy who I did threaten, I ain't going to say his name, but he's pretty well known black man. <laughs> he lied on me. He told a blatant lie. He, 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 he went as far as to say ARC once wanted to commit suicide. And I was like, what? That happened on uh, Ramil Amir. So anyway, but back to uh, – now, RBR says something that I halfway agree with. I don't know if I 100% agree, but I do have – because I said this also on my channel once when he said the point about black leaders – should not be anonymous. If you're an entertainer, like say Ice Cube, everybody knows his real name by now is O'Shea Jackson. But uh Jamie Foxx's real name is Eric Bishop. But when you're an entertainer, you can get away with pseudonyms and nicknames and whatnot. But I'm not gonna follow if Barack Barack Obama could never get elected president with some kind of nickname like Street G or something. You know, and to me, when you a self-help guru specifically, now not everybody on YouTube is some type of fancy themselves or some type of self-help guru. But one thing I said on my YouTube channel once in regards again to RBR's point is if you call yourself a self self-help guru, and you 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 saying that you can help enrich man's lives, you shouldn't be operating on no damn nickname or pseudonym. I ain't going to follow no self-help guru if I don't know who the fuck you are. Excuse me for all my profanity on a Sunday. But I ain't, I ain't going to follow you. You ain't going to be no leader of mine. And you you running around with a nickname or a pseudonym or some street name. No, I need to know who you are. I need to know something about your background. For all I know, you could have been a pedophile 10 years ago. How do well, I know? You're using a nickname. You could have been a, a convicted rapist. How do I know if you're using a, a nickname or a street name? I use, I'm one of the few people on YouTube. I always point this out. I use my birth certificate. Alan Roger Curry is on my birth certificate. That's mm -hmm. on my birth certificate. And also, you're an author too. So you had to I'm use your an author, name. man. I don't. So I don't. You know. Yeah. Again. So my criticism only applies to people who fans themselves. Anybody else on YouTube? Yeah, you can get away with the pseudonyms and nicknames, street name. But if you call yourself like a dating coach, life coach some other variation of a self-help guru. Yeah, I want to know what your real name is. Facts. I want to know. Most of these self-help people need help their own dang on self. So why people need people to lead them? Lead your own life. Mm -hmm. I don't totally agree with that, though. Yeah. but um, well, I, I, I'm calling healing coach now, so... Okay, let me get this out the way, Dangerous. I got to step out. I might come back. Um, I, I'm not sure if you talk about the politics, because Trump's avatar earlier before we y'all discussed this, right? Right. Wait, 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 what? 
No, I saw the avatar of Trump. So I don't know if you talked about politics. We talked about politics. Yeah, earlier. Yeah, so we're not talking we about it. We did. Oh, okay, okay. Well, my thing is this: because you said that men are, do the same thing, I say yeah, but not as vicious, dangerous than a woman. Because I know a few men that talk. Oh, listen me up. Because I know a few women with some of my friends on this side, how they say some things online, and they be going at work, work be hitting them up. There's somebody reporting. And I don't remember much dudes, unless they're like a, a feminized male, possibly might report on a dude, try to get somebody fired. But only thing a man will do is he'll try to frighten another male, or he might go see him. But regardless of other seditious shit, nah, women will go lengths, real lengths. And we've seen it. Men up here can vouch this. We've seen it firsthand. So Wait what's going on over there? What, what, about what, these women, women going over there? Single mothers with effeminate attitudes and um, effeminate. Um, yeah, if, if a man is effeminate, possibly, possibly he might do the same things as women. Okay, but, so if oh, we're oh, saying oh, well, that a lot of men have been raised by single mothers. Yeah, but they're not gonna. Most men on average, I could be calling your jobs, all that stuff. On the average, they're just gonna try I to see. I disagree with that. I think. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Um, if most people aren't going to come and confess their crimes to you, um, men especially, men aren't gonna tell other men um that they did some hoe ass shit because it was some hoe ass shit and they know it was some hoe ass shit. But I, I, I don't think that you guys go and confess. Yeah, man, I called uh, such and such job the other day because I ain't like what that nigga said on the internet. Y'all just not going to do that. And I, I think that it kind of puts you in a lower position thinking that people aren't capable of certain things because they have a penis. I think that puts you at a disadvantage to think that some people um, nah. wouldn't be capable nah. of it. Nah. Real G's do real G's things. And if a dude does that and is confessed that, then you know that's some homo shit. And not everybody is a real G. But 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 overall, you know, when we talk about men and women, there's two different elements with this. You get me? There's links a woman will go. And we've seen firsthand. So as much as I could say that it could be a two-way street, not as much as a woman. So if you're a woman and you're trying to go at another woman and it doesn't go right, it, she's gonna go all the way to the depths of hell to see you burn in it and she gonna find ways she gonna find some ways okay that's what i'm gonna say so regardless of what we say men men and women do different things in regards how they gonna get back at person possibly but we know the lengths a woman will go and we just witnessed it i witnessed it last night that you know and there's many more that this is ain't nothing to fuck with so if you're consecrate up here just make note that you know what you say or regret somebody they will go full lengths and will go ballistic on your ass. And mm -hmm. all you can do is either you're going to protect yourself legally or, you know, you're going to have to go, you know, like the Al Raj Curry route. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's get Black Wizard up in here. Black Wizard, what do you have? Um, something was mentioned before. Uh, first of all, hello, everyone. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Um, something was mentioned before um about how uh you know these things kind of go on, like the cyberbullying and stuff like that. And our best option would be to, I guess, ignore it and just act, you know, don't let 
those words have any power over you or something along those lines. And I just wanted to, I guess, draw attention to the fact that um, <clears throat> things in life aren't really that simple. Um, and like it, it reminds me of the uh, colorism argument, I guess, that's brought up when a lot of guys say, um, you know, just get over it, I guess. Um, it's like if, if things were that easy, uh, then the world would be a you know, much simpler place to live in. And while I do agree that um, we have our own, you know, personal responsibilities in the situations that we have to account for. Um, and, you know, we have to control our environment to the best of our ability. Um, I don't think that it is uh, respectful to what the people, what those people are going through to say that, uh, you know, just ignore it, you know, as if to say that, you know, why you're making this a big deal kind of thing. And I just wanted to make sure that was, uh, that was stated. I totally understand that I was the one that stated that. The reason why I said that is that you can't fight everyone that leaves a negative comment that says negative things. I feel like it's more dangerous than, yes, you can point it out and say, hey, such and such says something negative. But based off of what we've seen on the internet, it's like you're literally giving gasoline to a fire with these people. The moment you even say, okay, well, you said this negatively and things of that sort, those people then come a, 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 like um, bees to a honey. It's like full throttle. So I feel like, okay, I do get what you're saying, but I feel like it's also dangerous because the moment that you try to, you know, try to fight it off, it will be even worse. So just block it and move forward because you cannot fight these people. They're not good. Most of the time, it's a bunch of 11 year old trolls. No, no, I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. And actually, I agree. Um, I don't think that fighting them is necessarily the best thing to do because it kind of adds gasoline to the uh, to the fire, I guess. Um, people who are really entrenched in that kind of emotional, I guess, commotion, uh, when you feed them that kind of uh, energy back, it just, you know, accelerates the their, you know, their want to cause that level of chaos. They, they'll go to even more lengths to do it. I think, like you said, the best thing that you can do for your own well-being is to remove yourself from the situation. But I guess the point that I was trying to make was, um, at the same time, I don't think that it is fair um, or um, helpful to say, um, you know, well, you know, you know, just just ignore it because, like, um, it's like it's like saying just ignore it kind of undermines what that person goes through. It's it, it almost it's almost as if to say, well, you know, you're feeling what you're feeling. It's not really that big of a deal, but it is a big deal to that person. I mean, the person that was talking last night was saying she understands how you know, people would want to kill themselves over this. The reality is that we are affected by what people say. And taking that into consideration, I think, as a person being attacked like this, you know, and say, okay, I am affected by what people say. Maybe I should just block everybody, you know, that comes up and do, do that. I feel like that's the responsible thing to do. And that's the only thing I was trying to say about it. We've seen cyberbullying result in people faking their own death. Like, that's how serious, you know, it can be that people will pretend that they died so that they can, you know, 
um, I guess, move on and move to new spaces without all of the bullying and all of the negative rhetoric that's been attached to them, um, you know, in this space. That's deep. <laughs> you go into the length of faking your own death. <laughs> Wow. Well, you know, um, this is a thing too. Like I said, with Soraya Stewart, Soraya Stewart was basically innocent. Her and Peter were innocent in this process. And so when you're going, you're not even attacking um, Soraya's talking, talking points. You're not, you're attacking them um, mistaken identity and you just have random people going after these people who don't know anything about this space. They don't participate in this space. They don't know anything. And then you get a barrage of comments and everybody's being disparaging toward them and they don't have anything to do with it. So I feel like they were totally, totally victims now. Yes, definitely. With them being total, total victims, that's 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 one thing. But when you participate, um, when somebody is effing with you and you decide to participate, you're no longer a victim. You're 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 participating in actions that also it makes you an opposer. It doesn't make you even even if you get your ass whipped in the process, you participated in certain mm -hmm. things. So you don't get you to be a ring. victim in a yeah, you don't get to be a victim in a volunteer. And so, you know. It, there is a thing where we can cut our phones off. We can say that um, we're done with the situation or we're not going to entertain certain people. We can say that. But like I said, when it's big content creators and you have hundreds of thousands of people coming at you, we all have to be mindful of um, where we lead our crowds and I, like I said, I think I think that lady is older. I think her in it, man, is owed a huge apology. Um, and I was telling Concrete that I wanted to do a topic on men here liking um, guy, uh, liking those women from the divestment. So I was like, they want them women. I said, because if there was a man that I didn't want, there is no way in hell I will sit there and entertain him or be concerned with what he's talking about, or even be concerned with him not liking something that I did. I wouldn't care. If they don't want black men, why the hell are y'all, this is what people are talking about with black men leaving. Like if you don't want a certain type of chick right. and you're not interested in them, leave them hoes alone. You don't want them. Well, it's apparent that, <laughs> that they do because these are the same men who are saying that they, they're exiting the black community, that they, they're leaving the black community, that they don't want anything to do with the black community, but they stay invested in the conversations we have. And it's the same thing <laughs> Which with, are about those, the black community. With, with, with the black women. If you're talking about you don't want broke, dusty, da -da 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 -da, and you don't care about these dudes over here, leave these motherfuckers alone. Y'all don't want them no way. They broke, they dusty, et cetera, et cetera. Why are y'all over here in this? Like, leave this, leave it alone. See, this is what I was, what you just said, I think you must have said a variation of that earlier, because that's what you're saying now is what motivated me to jump back on the panel. Because, see, again, and I, I went, I had a stretch of videos, I think it was in 2018, where I was expressing the sentiments you just expressed. Because I was basically like, I ain't into all this, dress, call it 
nigga shit, nigga drama. Because I'm like, if you're a black man and you got bitterness and resentment towards black women to the point where you don't want to date them, don't want to marry them, don't want to mess around with them, then just shut the fuck up and leave them alone. And the same on, on the black female side. You know, I don't. That's what I don't understand is all this back and forth, these insults. Because like I know some brothers in, in my real life who all they deal with is either white women or just generally non-black women. But they don't sit around talking about sisters. They just don't deal with them. They're, they they their actions show you what they're about. They don't. I, I got at least a half a dozen male black male friends that don't mess around with black women. But I can I say none of them sit around saying, oh, black women ain't shit and black women do this and I can't stand black women. They just don't fuck with them. <laughs> Plain and simple, they just don't fuck with them. So I don't understand it, all these brothers who, who, who always going off on sisters. Because what you're telling me is deep down, you do want them sisters. <laughs> you're saying you don't want it's same with the sisters. If, if all you're talking about is brothers, deep down, you want the brothers. But you 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 frustrated that you can't get the right one you want. But Uh-oh. they never sat around talking about, oh, you know, yeah, that, that's what it is. Some of these brothers, and at least I'll say, I, don't, I ain't going to say my name. There's a couple who have admitted, pretty much admitted that. The brothers that have admitted that their frustration is that they haven't gotten the sisters, specific sisters that they wanted. And that's why they frustrated. And but that's yeah, what it, I'm it, saying it's, too. Yeah, it's, I'm it's sorry, ridiculous. ARC, to your point, I, I don't like even if a man is advocating for dating outside the race or dating, you know, white women or whatever it is. There, you if if your sole focus is to advocate and encourage black men to do that, you should be able to do that with just highlighting the strength of or the positives in dating those women without downing and dogging black women. I, I, you know what? I can't even say that I trip about the statistics and stuff that now no, I, I don't trip anymore because at one point I did. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not trying. I wasn't trying to date all of those guys. And at some point I had to take some responsibility as to what I was consuming and why I was listening to um some of the a lot of the rhetoric. But it's like, well, if I'm if I'm participating in the shit. And I'm listening and I'm taking it in and I'm getting in my feels about every damn thing that they're saying, then I'm a part of that problem too, because I'm choosing to be a consumer of their shit. Um, shout out to Dane. He says, uh, they're lying, Danielle. Crystal and Karazin showed up to Obsidian's live a couple of weeks ago. This all stemmed from Chrissy doing a response video to Jessica. Um, well, I'm saying that everybody had some participation in that. Um, I want to I want to add a little bit to what you were saying too. Okay, go ahead because I don't want you to forget your thought. Yeah. Um. Thank you. Um. Yeah. I th- I think uh, when we talk about you know what people want and why people kind of go through these cycles, um, I think how they want something has to come into question too. Maybe it doesn't necessarily have to do with the kind of mating choices that they want or that they desire. Maybe it has more to do with the cycles that they've grown up with. We all know the types of people that we've been around and the culture that we've grown up in and how uh, a lot of the negative behaviors that 
you know, people are talking about or raving about online are some of the stuff that's pretty much uh, normalized to some degree in our in our culture. And it could be they just want to, you know, see what these people are up to because that's what they're used to seeing. It might not have anything to do with mating choices at all. It might have everything to do with this is just the way that they know that their life runs. And without that dysfunction, um, they don't understand how their life would work. Well, you know what? I, I do think you bring about a good point because I have seen men um, get on it on their channels and talk about things that have happened in their childhood and stuff like that. I've seen the same things from women. So I don't disagree with you there at all. And I don't think it's a problem with sharing your experiences um, to a certain degree. But the problem to me is they'll take those experiences and try to project their shit onto other women. I didn't have anything to do with how such and such grew up. Um, now while I've, I've had my share of my own fuckery, I'm still responsible for my own share of fuckery. I don't have anything to do with, with whatever caused who, who's ever fuckery in their lives. And I get the collective argument. I get that totally, but we're in a day and age now. I'm thinking that the, everybody is out for self for the most part. If you can find like-minded individuals within your community and y'all can rock, I think that's the best way. But um, as far as the collective is concerned, I can't worry about what everybody else did back then or whatever, whatever. I could try to fix things that's happening now. But if everybody's going around bashing the other side and still entertaining the other side, y'all, you know, to me, and this is what, what's always been told to me. If you putting your energy into some shit and this is the energy that you're choosing to stay in, then you need to be ready. What comes with the, with you investing that energy into something. And you, that's you know, my take on it. I want to add something right before it's... you jump in, Concrete Rose. Right Go ahead, Black Wizard. Okay. So, yeah. And I was, uh, I was actually going to say something about that, too, because there was another point that I wanted to make. And it was that uh, at the end of the day, we're all living our own lives. We're judging things based on our own experiences. And one thing that I so when people come online and they talk about their experience with uh, the opposite sex or whatever, there are, you know, as as much as people want to use data, data points to um, justify the reality that they live so they can understand what's going on with them, it's still being like distorted through the lens of their experience. They're still just living their lives. They're not living a community life. They're living theirs. You know what I mean? So like when, and, and this is something I wanted to make a video on, I think I will soon, but I think people kind of take facts and they kind of like misinterpret them as the truth. Like, so while, while a fact can be true in an aspect, they take, they live through their experiences in their life. They see these patterns and they're trying to make sense of it so that, so it's not so painful so they can avoid the, you know, painful situations and not repeat these cycles. But they Ooh, see black was when you finish, I want to follow up on what you just said. They take this, they, they take factual informations like, like data points, like percentages, like, uh, like, um, you know, studies uh, that are empirical and then they use and then they confuse that fact with the truth. The facts get you to the truth, but facts are not the truth. You know what I mean? So they they take uh -huh. these they take these uh, bits and pieces and they put them together 
based upon their experiences. And they are basically, they're only justifying their own position. It's the same way. I don't think that it's a mistake that I don't think it's, I think it's intentionally misstating or like intentionally. I think Mm -hmm. they're uh, looking for facts that fit their experiences. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they're misreading the data. I, I think that it's absolutely insane for a person who does not subscribe to something to continue to come into a space and endure it. That's like a person who is saying that alcohol ruined my life. It cost me my marriage. It cost me my job. But they go into a bar and complain about how awful alcohol is every day. It's nonsensical. While drinking but, it. Go but ahead, this, right, this is, this is right. the thing. I, the, the, what Black Wizard said basically represents over half the reason why I've had so many beefs and battles with other YouTube content, specifically Black male YouTube content creators. And I did a video on it way back, I think in fall of 2017. It was called Subjective Truth versus Objective Truth. See, there's a lot of things that can be subjectively true for somebody that are not objectively true. A uh, uh, perfect example would be Let's say you a black man and out of the last 10 black women you dealt with, nine of them treated you like shit. So it would be subjectively true for you to say black women ain't shit based on my experiences with them. That's subjectively true. But if you take it beyond that and because nine out of the last 10 black women you dealt with treated you like crap for you to say, I think it's true for all black men that, you know, black women don't respect black men and blah, 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 blah. And see, I come along and say, well, nine out of the last 10 black women that I dealt with treated me like a king. See, brothers, I want to accept that. And that's where I started having beefs with a lot of brothers because I was never talking about no bad experiences with black women. I would go as far as to say what I just said. I would say most of the black women I've dealt with in my life, they treated me like a king. And brothers didn't want to hear that. Why? Among other reasons, because that distorted their subjective truth. That invalidated right. what they're trying to promote. I mean, I'll ask anybody in this chat room, name a brother that's super duper popular on YouTube that's talked more about his, his good experiences than his bad. I mean, there's nobody that got like 200,000 subscribers that I know of that comes from that perspective. Almost all the guys, black men I know, that got, say, 50,000 or more subscribers, and, and, and a lot of their content revolves around talking about black women, they talk more about the negative things about black women than they do the positive things about black women. And that Brother includes Brother married Brother. men or men who are in long-term committed relationships. They still focus far more on the negative, on how all black women are. It's like, but aren't you in a relationship with a black woman? Don't you at least that have part. some positive experiences to speak of? That part. I just, and and another thing I want to add too. It's not, it's not as though I'm saying that those people's experiences are invalid or even that um, what they're saying is untrue. Because there, I think there's truth in everything, but at what I what I'm actually saying is that when you uh, let's say the eighty percent divorce rate uh, in the black community, let's say you take that information 
based upon your own and coming from your own experiences, you're trying to figure out why, you know, it's so difficult for you to get into relationships. I, I don't think that people I don't think that the majority of people are going out intentionally trying to, um, you know, disparage another person. I think enough, I think they've had negative experiences and they suffered a lot of pain. No, I'm just trying to avoid that pain again. I, so they look for this information and they say, OK, 80 percent of the of, of wedding of, or marriages end. most of those marriages end by women. And though that is a that is a fact. So that that's not something that can be argued, but it's the inference from that based upon their own experiences. That is not the truth is what I'm saying. So well, well, say, see, I, let me respond to this real quick, because responding to Obsidian is, is also responding to you because you, you said. And you, this might not have been your intention, but it sounded like you were implying that I was saying that guys are what they've experienced is not valid or not true. And I want to clarify, I'm not saying that. No, I wasn't saying that. But okay, if you weren't saying, well, to, okay, to address Obsidian, and I've said this before, I recognize that there's a number of black men who have had not so desirable experiences with black women. I've never tried to argue that. What I have more of a problem with, though, is that it seemed like a lot of the black men who have had poor experiences with black women, they don't want to hear from the men who've had positive experiences with black women. It's like, they want us to shut up. It's like, I, they, their attitude seems to be like, I don't want to hear from you guys, the guy, you guys who've had a, a bunch of good experiences with black women. I want to hear from only the guys who've had negative experiences like me. And that's where I have the issue because, and it's not like I haven't had, never ever had a bad experience with black women. That would be a lie. That would be delusional. But what I'm saying is that my good experiences with black women far outweigh my negative experiences with black women. And I think well, there facts. needs to be more balance. I think that's all I'm looking for is more balance. Well, yeah. What let, I me just finish my, let me just finish what I was saying real quick. Um, what what I, I brought up that to say, I brought up that in validation part because I understand that when people hear something that they consider to be the opposite of what they believe in, then they auto, they almost automatically start believing that oh, what you're saying invalidates my experience. But I'm saying both of the sides, of, both sides of the coin are true. There are people who experience black women in black culture in a positive light, and there are people who are who experience black culture in in, in black women in a negative light. Both of those things are true, or we wouldn't be here. To, there would be no debate. It would, we, you know, it would be as simple as we breathe oxygen. Everybody knows that, you know. So, so it's like both of these experiences are true. I, what I was, what I was trying but to see, say, they like, don't acknowledge that both experiences are true. Like that's the issue. Yeah, and what, mm -hmm. what, and what I'm saying is that um, we see that with a lot of kind of ideological stances. Is that especially like let's take feminism for example. They'll they'll say talking about male rape and male rape survivors will undermine women rape and women rape survivors. But that's not true because both of those things happen at the same time. But they're so focused on their experience and they need that experience to be the truth, like the objective truth in order for them to feel safe in the world. Because if they if you say something that counteracts what they're thinking, then their whole survival map strategy is thrown completely off. 
So now they have to reassess the world in a way where they can make sense of it again. And rather than doing that, they go, okay, well, I'll just completely reject that. So, you know, no, that's not true at all. And I was trying to avoid, you know, that particular kind of talking point where we're just going back, rejecting each other's uh, lived experiences. I'm saying that both of the sides are true and we, we would do better if we want the community to survive to acknowledge that both of these things are true than to start rejecting each other every time we bring up points. But I'm an advocate of people living in reality. My reality is I don't care the number of black men that I've dated, if it's negative or positive. I've never made a blanket statement to say all black men are horrible and here are the negative attributions of them. That's that one black man that I dealt with or that two black men. That has nothing to do with the man that I would. And also, too, my reality is I never wanted to date anyone else. I knew what I wanted to marry was a black man. And regardless of positive, negative, I'm marrying a black man and that's it. So also when you do come around and you see where I never realized that there was so many negative things that we say about each other. And it's like, okay, great. You've made your talking points that we're such horrible. Well, how many times has that actually come into the community has gotten better? Where are we now? Who has actually been successful at this since we're going back and forth and bashing one another? What are the success rates out of that? Okay, so there's no success out of that. Okay, cool, let's move forward. Well, for those who are positive and who have had, you know, positive things to say about each other, where are our success rates with that? We cannot sit up here and keep continue arguing and haven't actually made any successful um, matches at the end of the day. So for me, again, I've always been, I'm marrying a black man and that's what I did. I never wanted to turn around and bash and make a blanket statement that all black men are this, that, and the third. That's not my experience. Yeah, I agree, with, I agree with a lot of that. Like I'm married, I'm married to a black woman, as everybody knows. We got a you know very beautiful son named Caden. But oh, I was just gonna say real quick, black wizard. My only mild contention or, or or response to what you said, I agree with what you said. But again, my problem is you said basically neither side should try to invalidate people's experiences that are you know basically different than their own. I agree with that, but that's my point though. It seems like there's a lot of people, and I wouldn't even limit this to the black manosphere. I would limit this to the, uh, extend this to the worldwide manosphere. A lot of guys, if you talk about, uh, it seems like if you talk about anything positive to do with women, there's a certain percentage of guys in the manosphere, black and non-black, that'll be like, ah, oh, we don't want to hear from him. Yeah, Whereas I've gotten that reaction quite a few times over the last you, like, roughly it, four to five a, years. If I start saying anything positive about, like, if I'm on a live stream and say I say something critical, then guys be like, "Yeah, yeah, ARC, that's my dude." Soon as I start saying something positive, they'd be like, "Oh man, fuck, get this nigga off the panel, man. We don't want to hear him. Facts. We don't want to hear him. Get him off the panel. We don't want to hear his ass." But you know what, ARC, the same thing is going on in certain areas of uh exactly of 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 women um in certain sectors. If you are talking positive about black men, they're going to call you a pick Misha, a mammy, or whatever, so fast that your damn head will spin. And it's like I think here is a sense of trauma bonding. When you can come here and say that you have had a negative um, experience about black women, everybody joins in. It is a kumbaya. It is a circle joke yep, session yep, going yep. on heavily. And I'm like, okay. No, 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 no. 
And think about this too, Sister George. We were talking about uh, how why people go to other people's channels when they know that it's harmful to whatever, or they don't want to be involved. They say they don't want to be involved. And it's because of that. Yeah, or I think one of the reasons is because of that. Like there you people are used to this kind of behavior in our community. That's how we know to function. We function around people like this all the time. So we gravitate toward the kind of people that exhibit the traits that we've mapped in our head as normal. So I don't think it's necessarily anything to do with but the person being they don't like, want to be involved. They say they don't involved with like mating decisions necessarily. I think it's that people are used to this kind of stuff happening and they go to people that reflect that kind of energy that they feel on the inside. I absolutely agree. I'm going to read these super chats. A shout out to that brother PDAT for this super chat. He says, ARC was on point earlier. It's born out of denying one's deficiency, passively aggressively, Bitching about things that they cannot obtain is clinically called psychological reactance, and it leads to toxic rationalization. Thank you so much, that brother P. Dat. And shout out to Gabe A. He says, true ARC, I've been labeled as a mated ninja and a caper for black women because I'm happily married and I don't blash bash black women on these panels it's like black woman trauma is the entry entry fee to these conversations i hope i said that right thank you so much gabe a um we're gonna get obsidian in here and then we'll have gabe a obsidian what you what you got yeah i just want to respond to um well i want to respond to a lot of things but right for this go around i want to respond to alan's point about his personal experiences in the black manosphere over the past few years. Um, <clears throat> I would like to suggest that the reason why he's gotten a violent reaction is because black men like him have always had the dais in black American life. Guys who are popular with women, guys who have great experiences with women, y'all always have had the dais. So now it's like, you got to come here and have the dais here too? It reminds me of the scene from boomerang and alan will know this so there's a scene in boomerang and i, and I love the film as a matter of fact i was hoping they do a remake and and do a, a role reversal with the main characters you know switching them out for black and uh for male and female on each either side but that's an, another story for another day the titular character in the movie marcus is at the pool hall with the character played by david allen greer they're shooting pool you know, chopping it up. And of course, they get to the discussion of the Halle Berry character. And David Allen Greer really likes her. Okay. She doesn't, you know, reciprocate, obviously. But he still likes her. And even if he doesn't get with her personally, he still has, you know, good feelings about her. And so it comes out that Marcus essentially taps that. Now, he knows Marcus. And he knows the kind of guy that Marcus is. It's one thing to have intimate relations with her. It's something else to do it the way Marcus does it. He's a known player. And Dave, David Allen Greer says something so profound. He said, you know, do you always got to have everything, man? Do you always have to have everything? And, and, I'm, and I'm saying that to say this, Alan. 
the black man is fear in part is about the guys who don't get the dais. The guys who don't get all the girls. The guys who do get, you know, treated or miss, you know, treated uh, unfairly. Because it's one thing not to get the girl. It's something else to add insult to injury. And let's be honest. Black women are legendary, notorious, not just for rejecting a guy. They got to go nuclear with it. They got a dog or brother out with it. So brothers want to talk about that. Brothers want to commiserate about that. And here comes Alan Roger Curry just pissing on all that. Nah, see, that's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong, brother. I ain't pissed on shit. Again, I ain't never tried to silence nobody. Even when people were saying stuff that I disagreed with, I never, I dare anybody to say I've ever tried to actively shut people up. People tried to shut me up first. People were coming at me first into a degree, including you. Once we fell out in June of 2017, you was basically telling your followers, man, nobody want to hear from Alan Roger Curry. Alan Roger Curry needed to take himself on. Nobody want to hear from him. When was you who came on YouTube talking about a lot of my talking points before I came on YouTube talking about my own damn talking points? And then O'Shea is actually, as everybody know, the main reason I came to YouTube because I honestly didn't really want to come on YouTube because I kind of, a lot of the drama that I've experienced, I kind of anticipated even before I came on here. But it was O'Shea Duke Jackson, for those that don't know, he he pleaded with me around... um, January of 2017, he said, man, because what happened was, give you a quick backstory for most people in the chat room may know this, but for those who don't, it started with Obsidian. Obsidian, me and him had a run-in on the internet. Then he made an apology. Then he started singing the praises of a couple of my books, The Possibility of Sex, Beta Male Revolution, to a lesser extent, The Mole One. And then he introduced me to O'Shea. He referred me to O'Shea as a writer. And so I start. I, I got hired on as the featured writer on the Negro Manosphere. And a couple of weeks after I agreed to write for the Negro Manosphere, O'Shea said, hey, Alan, man, you really should come on YouTube. And I was basically like, eh. He's like, no, dude, really, man. You already got a built-in following. You did blog talk radio for nine years. A lot of people are familiar with your books. You you should come on here because he said if you don't, and this has happened, so you can say he was a prognosticator. He basically made an argument. He said if you don't come on YouTube, I can guarantee you a lot of guys are just going to take talking points from your books and end up presenting it like it's theirs. He said I guarantee you that. He said if you stay away from YouTube, you will have a lot of guys basically biting off of your shit and acting like it's theirs. He said, so you might as well just come on YouTube yourself. And that was actually 90% of the reason why I came on YouTube was because of that conversation with O'Shea. But going back to Obsidian's point, I never came on here saying this group of guys need to shut up and this new group of guys need to get off. I just did my thing. But people start coming to me and saying, well, Alan Roger Curry, man, he don't go in on black women, so he, he need to get out of here. Alan Roger Curry, he never calls out black women on their bullshit. He need to get out of here. We don't want to hear from him. And blah, 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 blah. So to my point I made earlier, see, a lot of people, I've never tried to invalidate the negative 
or poor experiences that black men have had with black women, but a lot of them have for damn sure tried to act like my positive experiences don't need to be stated, don't need to be expressed. And I'm like, that's some bullshit. Plain and simple, that's some bullshit. Nobody should be trying to shut me up in a nutshell. Nobody should be trying to shut me up. If you want the freedom to talk about your experiences, then you give me the same freedom to talk about my experiences. And my experiences, even though my experience may be far distinctively different than yours. Shout out to Black Wizard. He says, Obsidian has a point. The Black men have a right to talk about whatever they want. In mainstream, the narrative has been against Black men who speak to their experience. This space has become, has been a safe haven for those men. Thank you so much, Thank Black you. Wizard. Hey, Danny. Black Wizard, hey, can you I don't think Danny? anyone Danny. is arguing against that, though. I don't think anyone's presenting an argument that they should not have the right to speak about their experience. I think the premise is that everyone should have the right to speak about their experiences, even if they aren't the same as the 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 the, the um, majority of the men in this space. Um, what is that? that just, I, I, hey, can you all hear me? Hey. Yeah, yes, Gabe, oh, we can on, hear guys. you. But that's just yeah. it, though. But that's just it. The presumption. See, see, we're we're operating on several assumptions here. The are we assuming that the black manosphere should be just a kind of you know free for all? Or no, should, I think that. So obsidian, I think. Or should, okay. the, or should the black man is fear kind of hone in on that which hasn't been heard? See again, uh, the, if the argument is that there's a there's a there's a desire to want to try to squelch Alan Roger Curry, well, let's just try this again. He's always had the dais in a sense. Black women who have who have had media outlets and so forth for many decades, those are the kind of guys that black women wanted to hear from. Nah, I would, I don't I would even definitely think. disagree with that because right. and we've talked about this before. Here's what the part I would disagree with that. Before I came on the scene, like one of the things that was revolutionary about my show, Upfront and Straightforward on Blog Talk Radio, was black men, black women like to hear from guys like me if I was talking about long term relationships. But that's my if, if that was a subject, then I would agree with you. That's my point. But when it came to casual sex, black women didn't want to hear from me. That's my point. But wait a minute. I want to get Gabe A in because he did come up as well and he does have something to say. Gabe A, what do you have? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Th thanks for having me. Can you all hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So so I think that it's 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 very interesting, Obsidian. Could you bring up the point to say that, hey, you guys' voice needs to be heard. You don't want anybody shutting you up. Um, but I think that the thing that we were talking about mainly is that what is the goal here? Where are you trying to go? And I think that from some of your most recent talking points and discussions is that, hey, you you do want to be married and brothers like you want to be married to black women. Right. In successful relationships with black women, you guys are taking the Kevin Samuels route as it concerns that message. All of it has been blended up. And the thing is that <laughs> there have been black men in this space who have been successfully married for years. And it's like we don't we don't want to listen to y'all. Who are happily married to black women and successful and flourishing? We want to listen to, um, we want to do it our way, type of thing, right? right? So it's like you can't eliminate the brothers who have already been doing where you all have trying to been going or where you all are trying to go, right? Because 
you're trying to reinvent a wheel that has already been shaped and formed. And that's was, was one of my only points. Well, you know, I'm, 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 let's have the conversation. So I'm going back and forth right now with Third World Columbia. And he's saying, yeah, you should understand that the attractive women want attractive guys. I said, OK, so where does that leave guys like me with the unattractive women? Let's get right down to it. See, I think what a lot of people really want is for guys like me to take the unattractive women. But see, that doesn't work because I bring more value than they do. I do. Empirical. So, so I'm thinking, oh, hold, it, hold it, hold it, hold it. I bring more value to this world measured in dollars and cents. I bring more to the table than my counterpart does. It's not a fair exchange. Okay. I, I don't think that's a, a unfair point that you're making, but this is the thing. Um, as a person who grew up and became a swan child, they hit my ass with an ugly stick early. Right. But at, at one point, at some point, there are certain things about aesthetics that you pop, you probably won't be able to change. You're not going to really be able to change height. Um, you can change your facial structure, but height is probably, um, the thing that a man can't change with women, especially with women who have dealt with rejection and stuff like that. At some point I had to realize I had to want what wanted me. Um, I couldn't be mad because the attractive man didn't want me, even though I felt like I had some, uh, uh and my value is different as a woman, but I, I couldn't dwell on that because this guy didn't want me. That guy didn't want me. I had to find out what was, what was going to like me. Um, and, and I'm not even going to say settle, but at some point, you're going to have to get off and stop focusing on who's not fucking with you. And, and where does, where, where does that um, rationale comes in, come in? Well, I, I can't speak for the ladies, but I can say for the guys like me, the non-select guys physically, but, but everybody knows is smart, funny, creative, ambitious, industrious, aspiring. Yeah. What I said is true. My putative counterpart just does not bring equal value. We all know it. Everybody in black America has seen the brother and we all muttered under our breath. He could have done a lot better than that. We all know it's true. So my question to anybody that wants to come at me, once again, our good brother, third ward Colombian, let's just get it right on the table. Let's do it. For decades, black women have talked about what you bring to the table. I answer quite a bit. Now, what do you got? But see, you, you well, to, I want to get that George's oh, point to Sister George's point, Obsidian. And I know you, you, as you always say, you hate when I go back in the past. But Sister George's point in question to you is related to why we had our major falling out in June of 2017. Because you accused me, among other things, you accused me of saying that non select brothers need to take what they can get, which I never said. But you, you tried to say that I said that. But the reality is this. And Sister George just touched on it. If, if you're in a room with 100 women and they're all beautiful and sexy and none of those 100 women in that room want you, what you going to do? You going to stand there and just bitch at them? Or you going to try to find another room with some women that are attracted to you? Why are you going to try to pull some women that have been it known either verbally, non-verbally, or both that they ain't feeling you that way. I have, a, I have, I have, a, I have an answer. Okay. So let's go to the other room with an unattractive one. What do they offer? 
an equal value. Well, Obsidian, um, I've been thinking about that as of late. And what I wanted to tell you, because it, and this has been kind of popping up in my head for the last few days, and I've been wanting to talk to you about this. Okay. Um, then it comes to how you deal with rejection. And what I've noticed is most men want to be select. If you feel like you're non-select, then you're already putting yourself below somebody that you feel like is select. Um, that also adds to a certain psyche because you're not even feeling like you deserve the motherfuckers anyway because you're already calling yourself the non-select man. Notice how, notice how nobody wants to answer my question. Yeah, I can't answer your question. I can't answer your question, and I'm going to. You can't. I'm going to answer your question. I am. Um, this is This is what I'll say to you. As a person who has had to deal with rejection, I couldn't let rejection stop me from getting what it was that I wanted. I and I'm saying for the guy, for the idea, see, this is what I mean. Let's put the acid test on this. All right, let's go to the next room with a less attractive woman. I know what I bring to the table measured in dollars and cents. I bring value to this world. I know what I bring to the table. What do you offer me of equal value? If you're saying so, so, so what I'm going to say to you is, first of all, you're not equal to a woman. You're not equal to women. I didn't say that. I so, said, so what I'm saying is, you're saying value. you weren't. Let me finish I my said point. Equal value. Yes. So let me finish my point. If you're dealing with a woman, um, and you're not, and you're in, in equal value, so you would want a woman to cook, clean, be attractive, be sexy, be fun to be around. Um, know how to dress, know how to carry herself, right? Nope. I have absolutely no need for cooks or clean. Okay. Clean. Well. Beauty is off the table. I don't need a cook or a maid. Okay. Children is off the table. What do you bring up equal value? So if she's saying to you, um, and you may not want a woman to cook or clean, but you're not being, you're saying, well, what do you bring of equal value? What is, what is it that you as a man want that you don't feel like you can get and you feel like you can't well, go on I mean, and right, off, right off the rip. I mean, in everywhere else in, in American life, success and beauty go hand in hand but black america has its own internal logic fair enough i, 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 I don't hold think it, i don't disagree with that hold it, hold hey, it. hey 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 hold on just a second this is this is p that because this hey, is this, what's up panel this is this is important and mumia you know i love you man i fucks with you but she asked you i mean she asked you a very good question and what you did and i'm and i'm with you but i want you to i want let, let's follow the logic she asked you what you what you wanted and what you valued and you deferred to what uh, black America and society wants and expects. So if you're going to say, what does she offer in equal value? Brother, that's for you to determine. That's for you to determine. You right. have to say, but, but, but she asked you what, what it was. I said, so it just, I said, success and beauty go hand in hand, except in black America. Okay, but no. Okay, so except in Black America, but I'm talking about for you. You want you want success and beauty in a woman. Is that what you personally want? Men bring success, women bring beauty. Oh, so what you're saying is that so essentially you're you're the successful person, and you want a woman. That's what you value in a woman. I mean, I guess primarily uh, beauty. That's the first thing that you want is beauty. And, and I'm so, being told, and I'm being told that I don't qualify for that. All right, 
I'll go to where I am qualified. But the question now becomes, what do they offer me? Well, okay, so well, hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. So, so you said that you're you're saying that they they are telling you that you don't qualify for a beauty uh, for a beauty. But my right. question to you is based on whose standard? The Black American one. Oh man. Okay. So this is why I mean I fuck with you, man. Fuck the Black American standard. What's your standard, dog? Exactly. Well, that well, part. But that but that's just it though. Either see, I actually work out the rules and the logic of the arguments presented and then it's an exercise to see just how it just how rigid or rigorous the rules actually operate and they and more often than not we find out it doesn't hold up very well this is the reason why we can't get a straight answer to my question I know what I bring to the table. This is a question. This is something black women have been asking for decades. Wait, but wait a minute. I'm sitting Wouldn't it be on you to have personal accountability for not going after what you want? And then if the person is st steadily rejecting you, then you move on to the next. But that would still be personal, though. Oh, hold, on. hold it. But the next would be what exactly? Alan Roger Curry already laid it out. If so you're, were you were you were you rejected by every single attractive woman that you have that. ever approached? He just, he just said that. So I'm taking his argument. Okay, Alan, I'll go to the next room. What do they have to offer me? That's for I'm, again, again, bro. That's for you to determine. Yeah. Exactly. If, the, if 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 you go in that room and you see a bunch of booger wolves and you know and 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 and, and knuckle draggers, then you got you got to go to the next room, dog. You got to go to the next room. But I, but I did that. See, see, what's fascinating here is that there's an assumption. I was on Bernard Riley's show the other day, and I was asked, uh, I, I was asked about the whole MGTOW thing. I'm not going to get into that. But the next statement was, "You should want the women that you that want you." I disagree. No, I disagree with that too. So I this, so let me, let me, I, I disagree with that too. So this is, so, and so then you have to. So then at, at some point we have to we have to decide what's most important. Let me give you an example. And I think you've heard my story before, but I don't think Sister George and Concrete have, have had it. And you don't know the people that I work with. I work with a lot of young uh, men of, of religious background, say young Christian men. And one of the men that I've worked with extensively is a black YouTube uh, content creator by the name of Sunrise Hoodie. Now, Sunrise Hoodie is a MGTOW Christian. And we talk about what are some of the reasons, and I'm going to try to get through this quickly. What are some of the reasons why young Christian men in droves are, are, are become MGTOW? Well, one of the primary reasons why, why a lot of young Christian men are going MGTOW is because the Christian church does not promote the things that, that women are supposed to be doing at Christian women. So Christian women are, they don't love God. They don't worship Christ. They don't hunger and thirst for righteousness. They don't walk in truth. They're not modest. They don't know how to keep house. They don't understand. They don't value life or whatnot. So then in that particular case for these men, I'm talking about just this particular segment of men. Let's get to the point. What do you do if you are about it, about it as a quote unquote religious person or a man of God, when even the, especially in the, especially in the black community, the black community, black churches do not teach virtue and righteousness at all when it comes to women. So what, what, what do you do? And the thing is, is that you either have to go outside of that community or you have to find you, you just have to just take your time and find someone who says, OK, I know you really ain't about it, about it when it comes to godly things, when it comes to godly things. So I'm not going to necessarily expect you to be on my level, but will you at least follow me? 
We know you're not going to follow Jesus. We know you're not going to follow Christ. But if you follow me as I follow him, then that's the most that I could ask for. That's how you get in where you fit in. So the point that I'm trying to make to you is the, the more, not to you personally, Mumia, but to people who, who might, might take that argument. If if I you go into the room, no, you have to be what you have to be. And then that that's all you have to offer. That's what you have to offer. I am Mumia Obsidian Ali. I bring this and this to the table or whatnot. Can you at least fucking keep up? Will you put your best foot forward and at least fucking keep up? If you can't, then it's on to the next one. Because Mumia, and you know this for a fact, you really cannot blame. You, I mean, to, to some degree, you really cannot necessarily blame every single woman. And I know you're not. We can't blame all women for all for the indoctrination that they have. We can't blame them for the doctor because we know good, good we point. know at the, at the broad the, in the broader the, the broader diaspora what things have influenced their attitude and their um and and the way they and their choices. That's something that's so acknowledged in this space, though. And I I wanted to read. I'm gonna read these super chats, and then I have another point for Obsidian. Shout out to Josh Quick. He says, "Mode one, baby. Even though it's different times, women still appreciate what you're really thinking." That's Thank right, you so much, Josh Quick. That's and right. shout out to RBR Network. He says, "Obsidian, I know I bring the desire to have a white woman dipped in chocolate." Oh man. Up, um, man, thank you, RBR. Yeah. Um, but uh, Obsidian, this is another thing that I thought about too. I kind of feel like your argument is a bit irrational about saying what do these women offer you offer you when you're not really interested in these women in the first place. Um, what I'm trying to figure out is if dimes as women are a rarity, um, these women are rare, like dimes are rare. Um, a lot of men with money can't get done, so a lot of men will settle for seven, six, and sevens and eights, right? But these men still went out and pursued these women. These men still put on their big boy draws and they went for what they wanted when they got with whatever woman that they wanted. Nobody's telling you to settle, but I'm trying to figure out is if dimes are a rare thing and you're saying that you can't get these dimes, then most people will get um what they can get. And I'm trying to figure out is what makes you better than anybody else who well, well, decided well, to go for whatever it is that they wanted. Like you don't, you're, you're not excluded from going for what you want. You don't get to complain about what you don't get. Obsidian told me directly. And I remember he don't want a dime. So that's it. He, he should never be frustrated over not getting a dime. Because I remember specifically, we were on C Boogie's channel. This has nothing to do with the topic. It does. It, it has to do with what Sister George said. She was uh, talking well, about well, dimes well, and, and, and that type of thing. What I'm saying is, but why I'm, don't you go? Okay, you're saying. Answer, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let me, let me speak to this. I thought somebody would have figured this out by now. I'm simply just flipping the script of what black women themselves have said. They've asked, what do you bring to the table? That's a legitimate question. There's a legitimate question to ask black men. I yeah, just I, 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 okay, here, here's what's legitimate. Hang, hang, on, hang, on, hang on, hang on. I just thought to turn it around. What do you bring to the table? I know what I bring to the table. What do you do bring to the table? And look who gets mad. Black women get go apoplectic by just merely answering that question. So if it we all agree 
that beauty has its own intrinsic value and we all agree that all women can't be beautiful, then you have to bring something else to the table that the buyer actually wants. Yeah, Obsidian. And what we figured out as women, um, women know when somebody doesn't want them. And so we move on. And we get over and, it. And here's my thing along those well, lines. You know, and you then know, I'll shut up for a while. Let me say this, Obsidian. Two, there are two lawsuits that prove you wrong, Sister George. Name me the brother that brought a lawsuit I, against a woman for being told the truth about themselves. You're wrong. Here's the problem I have with a lot That's of brothers. The they want to criticize women for, I don't like to use the term out of your league, but I'll use it for this purpose. There's a lot of brothers who will say if a woman seeks a man out of their league that they're delusional, which for the most part, I agree with. I, I've told women to their face that some of their expectations for male companionship was delusional. But the problem I have with members of my own gender, they don't like to be told the same thing when they're shooting out of their league. And there's a lot, let's be real, there's a lot of men. I just started with the, the website PUA Hate. I used to see dudes on PUA Hate, man. Motherfuckers living in their mom's basement look like the classic nerd and talking about they should be with a Victoria's Secrets model. It's like, nigga, what the fuck? Get real. You ain't going to smell that pussy ever in your fucking life without paying a million dollars for it. And so men need to be, since we're talking about standards, if we're going to talk about this out of the league standard, if we're going to say women who don't look, have a certain degree of beauty and sex appeal are delusional for one, the man who makes six figures, real successful, blah, blah, blah. We need to say the same thing about some of these men. Some of these men ain't got shit to pull no, no eight, nine or 10. They ain't got nothing. Even the ones, some of them with money, they ain't got what it takes. They're, yeah. they're going to attract the gold digger that's going to use their fucking ass. Yeah, but ARC, you got, I mean, you know, just, I mean, I fucks with you too, but you got to understand that these guys that have become hostile because not being able to meet a particular standard of women, those are outliers. I mean, I mean, guys who do that, you know, they're outliers. For the most part, what you hear is a lot of dudes who be tripping. That just, they're just, that that's a visceral kind of response. And it's mostly born out of lust. But dudes in general, niggas don't be getting mad. In general, niggas don't be getting all that mad because of, uh, they can't obtain a particular woman. They'll sit up there and they'll lust. And sometimes they might make snide and snarky comments. But Mumia was right, man. You know, you will not, you're not going to see, you are not going to see a dude or any group of men start trying to deep platform people, you know, trying to file lawsuits because someone told them, uh, you you kind of don't measure up. You need to get yourself together when it's mostly men, especially as of late in this iteration, because you've done it. You're, you, you've you been a proponent of men getting their shit together and leveling up and not complaining. Yep, exactly. It's just as of, it's just as of late. That the that the women are starting to do that, but they still don't like to have because men are built. But we all know this. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking anything that, that no one knows. We all know that men. We've been getting rejected all of our lives. I mean, you know, and and I, I understand what Danielle was saying about you know some of her rejections. But rejection is a rejection is a feature of the system when it comes to men and not a fucking bug. But when women get rejected or whatnot, it's the patriarchy. It's toxic masculinity. You know, it's this, it's that or whatnot. When it's just, just the fact that, no, it's just, I don't like you like that. And see, here's this, here's something else here that's at work that nobody's literally looking at. So I didn't complain about Alan Roger Curry's scenario. You got the room full of beautiful women. They all curving you. You got to move on to the next room. Okay. I do that. A twist. I asked the ladies, well, what do you have to offer? 
but it's clear you it, it ain't drop dead beauty. So what is it? So I actually told you, but but what you're saying I is want. I think it's BS that you'll ask a woman what does she have to offer, and then if you want an avid reader, you want somebody that's uh halfway because you're saying that the dime doesn't want you. You want somebody halfway uh halfway uh decent looking. Maybe she knows how to dress. Maybe she can sew. Maybe she does have other attributes that you want in a woman, but that still is going to be on you as to what you accept as a man. Um, I can't get mad because every hot guy that I wanted back in the day didn't want me. I had to pick my ass up. I had to move on with life and I had to do what I had to do. And I, I don't feel like anybody gets a pass because they got fucking rejected. Everybody gets rejected. In some way, shape, form, or fashion, we all had to move on. Hold it. Why are you focusing on rejection when that was never the issue here? Well, it, it, actually, rejection is the issue. You're saying that a certain a certain type of woman didn't want you, right? I accepted that. Okay, but that was still a form of rejection. You still got rejected in some way, right? And I accepted that and moved on. Okay, so if you've moved on, then why is the the fo- why is the focus on um what chicks bring to the table, especially if you don't want those chicks? Because I'm being asked to go move on to other women. Okay. I need to ask them. I have every right to ask what they offer me. You yeah, mean you have, other you have women a right. that you've been asked to move on to? Have... Say that again, Peter. I have no, every... what, I was, what I was asking is that, so you've been asked to move on to other women. And so the question is, what do those women that I have been encouraged or asked or admonished to move on to, why should I? So are you asked, are you saying, Mumia, that, you're asking me to move on to this group of people. Well, what did those group of people have to offer me? Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. Basically, yeah. That's I for you. That's, 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 again, but that's for you to determine. That's my gonna... point. That's my point. That's for you to determine. That's not an answer that everybody can answer because everybody has different ex- experiences. Um, how we react to certain things. Um, we don't know your expectations or what you're looking for. That exactly. would be just like that would be like someone telling one of the guys that I work with, well, yeah, okay, so okay, so we all know that women in general don't don't worship Christ and don't believe in God and have no fucking morals. Okay, so then go to <laughs> somebody who doesn't. Go go to somebody who doesn't. And I would tell one of my dudes, no, fuck that. You don't you don't do that. You don't you don't do that. You have to you have to just weigh between you have to you have to you have to exercise a different degree of judgment and weigh between certain extremes of what you think is important to you. And you have to decide what you're willing to accept and what you're willing not to accept. And now some people might call that settling that some people might call that settling. But that's not necessarily that's just not necessarily settling. See, see, what I found is that black women have never been pressed to actually list out what value they bring to something. Black men know. Black men uh, we have. can answer that question, but you, it's not up to you to decide if that is what you see. Well, you know what's interesting, what, what's interesting about that is that we never have this kind of one size fit. I mean, uh, not one size fit all. Excuse me. We never had this kind of a la carte boutique approach to what a man brings to the table. Black women have made it known that across the board, we know what we want black men to bring to the table. But when we reverse the question, now we got to get into the weeds with it. We got to get more boutique That's with it. That's not true. That's not true. What he might be requiring is not going to be the same as what I'm requiring. Exactly. Exactly. Beg your pardon? That's not true. It's not one size fit all for black women, just the same way it's not one size fit all for black men. 
Well, it is one size fit all. We have even empirical evidence for it. For example, Pew Research Center made it clear that black women consider the number one issue, the number one uh, uh, requirement of a man to be a husband, for example, is uh, income and resources. And that tracks very well with the evolutionary- well, that's women in general. No, it is. But black women in particular, since we are talking about black women. Just as men are typically want someone of beauty or someone that they find attractive. And I was told in Alan Roger Curry's scenario that that's what's unattainable to me. So what am yeah, I... just like the top so what uh, 10%, for? the top 15% so of uh, men are not accessible for? to all women. So what am I settling for? Since beauty is you're, you're, you're going to settle for what the average man gets that makes the amount of money you, you, you settle, excuse me. Well, I'll say you're going to settle for what you choose to settle yeah, for, but and that I'm does not have anything but I'm not to do average, with anybody. But I'm not an average man, though. So, what I'm saying to you is you settle for what you choose to settle but, for. But, but, but if no, you choose no, to settle for the average bitch who, 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 ain't, no, who ain't got no fat ass, that's I'm on not, you. I'm not average man. Notice how nobody wants to answer the question. We uh, have answered the no, question, no, but no, we've, you what we've noticed an is we've know what we've noticed is every time somebody answers the question, you still deflect to whatever bullshit that you want to deflect to. But I'm going to read the super chat from Black Wizard, and I'm going to let him up in here. Shout out to Black Wizard. He says there's a logical fallacy in Obsidian's assertion. The logical answer to his question is nothing, but it couples some information with reality that may not necessarily. That may not necessarily be the whole truth. I got you. Okay. Well, I have a question. Um, Mr. Obsidian, does Alan Rogers Curry, if he's saying that you cannot obtain that type of woman, is his whatever he says, is that the ultimate answer? Because outside of him, there's like millions of other people. So if he were to say that to me, I'd say, okay, well, that's you know, that's you. That has nothing to do with the world of other people that I'd be meeting. I'm, I'm I'm accepting his premise. Well, number one, it was a hypothetical. I'm saying I, I, that to any I'm, guy, I'm if you're if, just if, being a troll, if, if, no, I'm, not, if, no, I'm if, not being a troll. I'm being very serious. I'm accepting the premise. No, because there's some man who will say, I don't know. I'm, I'll use a few general examples. Some guy said, "Well, I, I won't date a woman unless she's blonde, hair, got blonde hair and blue eyes." Well, my question is always. If you approach 500 women that got blonde hair and blue eyes and all of them reject you, then what's your next step then? Are you going to persistently keep on and approach another 500, which I wouldn't be against? Or are you going to say, okay, now I'm going to open the door to entertain the thought of hooking up with a woman who's a brunette with brown eyes? I mean, you got to ask yourself that question. It's all about how much time you're willing to put forth. In certain cases, how much money you're willing to put forth. I mean, every guy. Ain't no guy going to bat 1,000%. I don't care who he is. Brad Pitt got fucked over by Angelina Jolie, and he's the quintessential, you know, consummate pretty boy. So we know he got rejected by somebody. So everybody's going to have their rejections. It's about what you're going to do after you get rejected by whoever was your ideal woman, your but, but preferred see, criteria. Yeah, but see, well, we keep going back to this rejection piece when that was never part of the table, the, the question. The question was, Okay, the non-select guy, he brings value to the table. It can be empirically documented. What value does the non-select woman bring to the table? What is it? Um, the non-select woman will bring love, companionship. She will know how to cook and clean. She may not she may know how to dress. Um, she may know how to carry herself. She may not be aesthetically 
uh, pretty for you, but for somebody else, she might be good enough for. Well, first of all, first of all, that's to the table for somebody. Yeah, but that whole right. thing. Okay, so what the fuck is a non-select woman? I mean, I know you said, George, I, I know you said, Sister George, what she could bring to the table. But the thing is, is that, and and and, and excuse me, because I've been, I've, I've, you know, I've been, I frequent a lot of different circles, and I, I've, I know that Mumia says he's the dating coach for the non-select male, and 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 you know, I fuck with you, Mumia. I guess I just haven't been paying attention. Have you clearly said, maybe Alan knows, have you, uh, the general might know, has anyone really truly outlined what a non-select brother is? No, and nor has Obsidian um, been very clear about what it is that he's wanted from these women. He has not been clear about that. All he is asking is what what do they offer, but he's not being specific about what it is that he wants since he can't get the beauty part. Well, hang on a second. When black women make it clear what they want from men, they don't make it clear what exactly uh, or what or what men come to or bring to the table. They don't make it clear exactly what they want from the men and all the rest of it. They make it. They make their requirements known up front, and whether the black men in test in question can meet them or not. I, I don't see why. Actually, we have made it clear. We've made it clear that we want um nice-looking men with some money and a big dick. Most that, women. That's well, what most women want. That, women have been clear about that. But that, but that here's here's the general. I now shout out to Ron. Ron Wills was the one who popularized the delineation between select and non-select, just like I did in the late 90s, early 2000s with alpha versus beta. Basically, in general, simple terms, a select guy is a guy who can get pussy without promising long-term monogamy to a woman or without spending a significant amount of money on a woman. Ron Wilson Jr. called that a select guy. He feels that if you got to either, if the only way you get a woman in bed is either by putting a ring on her finger, promising her long-term monogamy, or spending a lot of money on her, then you're non-select. So that's the delineation. All right. And so what I'm asking, so since we since we both agree on this, and once again, I'm going to accept the premise, Alan, then this comes down to just simple market realities. What value am I getting for my dollar? Whatever value you, you pursued, whatever you went after is what you're going to get. Nobody's going to give you anything nobody's um dimes aren't rushing to your door banging on your door trying to get you you're gonna get what you got what you what you went after that's and, what you're gonna get and, and plus and plus you know I, I would have to tell you this bro you just got to be careful what you wish for because i was having a conversation with my daughter and two of her homegirls just this morning on a cause i put them up on game on a regularly and Lori harvey's name came up mm. and then and then, and then, so one of her friends who's actually a lesbian was like, she's beautiful. I do her blah, 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 blah. But she's been with these all other, with these other, all these other, you know, F boys or whatnot. And I said, the problem is that she's been with all these other F boys. The, the problem is that some of these other F boys and particularly Michael B. Jordan has been with her. So if mm. if you if, if if for some reason you believe and I'm not saying you believe this, if someone for some reason someone believes that a, ten, or a, a nine or a 10. Who has slept with and given herself to the basest and most degenerate and wretched of men, if that's something to be attained, then being so, and, and, and who these guys are considered to be select, then being non-select would be a blessing. So because is you he don't losing value shit. because he's with someone who is out there or, you know, a, a free spirit, so to speak? He isn't Michael B. Jordan. Does he lose value by being attached to someone who's been attached to multiple other men? 
Yes, he does. This is what we tell people or whatnot. You when you when you're and this is just from this is from what I teach my men. If you're if you're dating someone or whatnot, every you know, you have to you have to be mindful of where she's been. And that does matter. And then you have to be in you have to decide within yourself, within your spirit or in your heart or whatever your mind, your rationalization, that you're going to be good with that. But you, you get with what you 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 you're treading in whatever else you're treading in the footsteps of how a league of of uh, uh, what I call a Congress of louts, you're treading in that. And so you have to be very, very careful with that. So non-select for, for whatever reason, and I'm not sure, I mean, and Mumia has to be able to say for himself what he actually means by that, you know, being non-select for some reason, I'm getting the impression that if you're non-select, then you're in the fucking doldrums. Like you're, you're not like you're the worst of the worst. And I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I don't necessarily agree with that. Well, what I would say is, what I find interesting is that, you know, and you know, we have to go into the weeds with the whack-a-mole, select, non-select. Look, man, we all know what's going on here. You should stay in your lane. I'm saying, okay, great. So what do, What does that get me? Now, now, uh, um, Daniel George says, well, you get what you get, which it's never ex exactly specified. It's always this amorphous gray area when it comes to these ladies. Well, because she's, never, she's saying that, Mia, because that's for you to determine. That's for you to determine. There's not. There's not a. There's not a. Well, is but there? I already a said it, but I already said it. That what I wanted. To, what I wanted was unattainable. Well, that that ends the, the show right there. We can, can have closing yeah. remarks. <laughs> Pretty You're much the only one that can determine whether or not it's attainable. Um, you know, you can still go after. If you don't accept the premise that it's unattainable, then you keep trying and, and until you get what you want, or not. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I never but you know, but, not, but that's not been, the problem that they have is that they feel consistent. like it's unfair because the selection. I, I didn't say anything about fairness. Well, I, let me let me finish fairness. my point. Let me finish my point. But you can't finish uh, your point if you're gonna if you're gonna mistake I, my position. I, I, I'm, I'm not talking just about you. I'm talking in general. So. I think the problem is, is select men, quote unquote, don't have to work for these women. These women come and give them ass, attention, monies. They take them places. They do all kinds of stuff for a select man. Um, I think the non-select man wants to become the select man. And I think that's a huge problem um, because they're not able to get the same thing that the select man gets. And I think, you know, they take it out on the women like the women. Um, they don't feel like they should have to date within their league. And I'm not saying that they're wrong for that. But, you know, get over it. I had to. What does that mean? I got my slick man. We know we know you eventually. I don't know if you settle for curling or what, but I ain't settle for shit. Curling oh, is settling for me. He's surprised here. Hold it. What do you mean when you say get over it? What does that mean exactly? It means that you're going to have to put on your big boy draws. And if if one woman says no, go to the next woman until you find a yes to, to get what you want. That's the only thing I can tell you about getting what you want. If you're saying that you're going after women and they don't possess the things that you want, that's sure bad. You have to do, you have to work harder. And and the whole thing is, you if you weren't born with certain looks and certain aspects of life, get over it. That's what I, you have to do. You have to get over I it. I do have to acknowledge something that Obsidian has said. Um, his question has not been answered, but it has not been answered because I don't know that we can answer it. So I, I, I 
will concede to his point that his question has not been answered. He's asked it and keeps asking it over and it over again. It has not been it, answered to his satisfaction, but it's been answered over and over again. Well, he you, want, um, you gave him a solution, but that didn't answer his, that wasn't a direct answer to his question, I guess. What was the question again? I mean, just, uh, I, um, I've had too much. I've had too much coffee. I feel morning. like the question right. again. Hell, I need some Hennessy after this. The um, question yeah. I remember Obsidian asking is if he hooks up with a woman that say is not his preferred. He said, "What does he get?" Criteria. Then what do they have to offer him? And the answer has been given that well, that's up to you. Yeah, but that's, that, that, that's not that's not a direct answer to the question. But, but we can't answer that question. We can't tell you what they have to offer. I mean, I guess I can put myself in that woman's position that you say, you know, I'm an average looking woman, above average looking woman. So if you say, uh, you're not supposed to go after the dime, you're supposed to go after an average woman. I can answer it in, in the vein of what I have to offer, but we can't answer that question because it's so specific to the woman. Well, the, the thing is, though, realistically, Concrete Rose, as I said before, and I think Sister Joyce said, what somebody has to offer, i give an example. Let's say a woman says, what I have to offer is I can cook five-star meals. One guy mm -hmm. can say, well, shit, I cook for myself. I don't need your cooking ability. Exactly. So he looked at that woman like, you you still ain't got shit to offer. Whereas a dude who don't cook for himself would be like, oh, are you just a woman? You're the woman of my dreams. So it depends on the guy, what he's looking for. It does depend on what he's looking for, and it also depends on what she is bringing to the table. But that's very specific to those people. But, oh, guys, that's why, guys. That's why, right. I'm sorry, real quick. This is why Black Wizard said that Mumia's uh, assertion uh, was a logical fallacy. And he's going to disagree, but Mumia, are you sure you're not doing what they call a reducto ad absurdium? Absolutely. Oh, you You don't think so? No. All right, we're going to talk about this offline, man. I'm going to holler at you, bro, because I don't know, man. Say, say that again for us, uh, Pete. Learn it's called reductio ad absurdium. It means that you're reducing the argument to an absurd premise. You know, it's okay. like, that's why Black that, Wizard that is like, the like answer to his question is nothing. The, that's why Black Wizard was, he was right. It, it, the answer that's to his question like is, and I think he does that quite often because he knows and he, he he likes to be able to lock you in and he'll keep rephrasing the question because everything that you say isn't going to be perceived as a direct answer to the question. I think that that is exactly what he's doing. Or um, even, Okay, so if it's not reducto ad absurdum, it's appeal to the possibility. I mean, I could do this all day. I mean, I could, I, I, and I could, and Mumia probably not going to agree with me, but I can well, tell you, Mumia, I have, I, you have, you have traipsed in this particular, especially as, as it concerns this particular question, you have been, you have traipsed on the cusp, my brother, on at least three or four logical fallacies, man. Okay. So and and you know, this is a, um, a 12-year relationship. Would you, would you, would you, would you, would you, would you agree, uh, P that, that if I'm traipsing on the penumbra of several logical fallacies, then where I got my my particular line of reason also treads on the number of a number of logical fallacies. All right, man, you got me, man. Okay, you and Thomas Anderson. Okay, I got you, man. Uh, okay. Um, let me send a shout out to Nura Dean. Right, Thank you so much, Nura Dean. He said, "Obsidian, it's nothing. That's what you get." Um, thank you so much, Nura Dean. Um, we, oh. 
I muted myself. We're going to have RBR. Um, he's just entered the panel. RBR, what do you have? And can I go after him, please? In the words of Obsidian, nothing. <laughs> RBR got nothing. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> I, guess I, I, guess, well I, I was... I was trying to I was trying to get in there real quick. Um if, if it's okay. Listen, Go ahead. Man, um, Go ahead, man. Listen, it's, it's like this, okay. So as you go through life from puberty all the way up into young adulthood and you reach manhood and now that you're at a certain stage in life, all of this stuff should have been hashed out early on in life. This is just my humble opinion, right? You have to figure out what works for you with the opposite sex, okay? I would recall when I was a college, young college lad, okay? There was this girl named Hope. She was from Egypt. And everybody on campus was after this brawl because she was, she was what do you call them? Unique. White. She was something different. She was, she was, no, she was black. <laughs> actually, actually, she got was you. black. She wasn't. She wasn't white. Actually, she was a very beautiful chocolate sister. But she had those very unique features about herself, right? And everybody wanted this chick. Everybody chased this chick. She had a thing for fat boys. She wanted fat men. She wanted. She like. She had this dude named S. Two Chambers. This motherfucker was every bit of about five ten. And 380 pounds. I mean, blubber fat. She loved that nigga dirty draws. So you see, all the basketball players, all the guys that ran track, all the fraternity dudes, all the tall, dark, handsome, cute, light skinned, damn near bright skinned, almost white guys. Everybody was on this chick's ass. But she wanted that one guy, SQ Chambers, who was a fat, blubberish dude. Right, who loved her. Wanted somebody who loved her. Uh uh, RBR, let him finish his point now. No, we already told him. You, you ain't say he, nothing, he, brother. He, he, he actually love her. He, he, he actually did love her. What he did was he put a baby in her, then he dropped out of school. That's what he did. That's the end of the story. That's, so you have to understand that water sinks its own level. Now, now, General, what's up, General? I ain't seen you in a while, man. Hey, the bottom line is, what's up, brother? The bottom line is everybody has a preference and everyone is entitled to that preference about what they like. Short, tall, fat, skinny, ugly, pretty, handsome, whatever. Everybody has a preference. And you're not going to be that your your preference cup of tea, what you like, you're not going to be their cup of tea. So you have to find something that works for you, whatever it may be. And I'll go back on mute. Yeah. That's that's because some fat dude, some yeah. big fat dude imprinted her in the past. Some that, that your Egyptian lady friend, some fat dude imprinted her in the past. She met up with some fat dude. He, you know, he licked her coochie clean, knocked it out, hit the bottom, really? and now that's her really imprint. I'm sorry. So it sounds like it may be, but it, so it's, right. at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you keep asking the question, well, what am I to do? What am I left with? I think everybody at a certain point in time deals with, I think everybody at a certain point in time deals with rejection. One at a time. Everybody everybody has to ask themselves, okay, what am I to do? 
everybody's not going to be the the suave ladies man all the chicks are not going to be the, the the beautiful swan that all the brothers flock to that's just okay. the way life is all right can we get the truth now can we can we add the truth to the discussion all right and that's true it's the truth and that's all right true. Here's the, here's the, all right here's the truth the obsidian's lying all these men every man i'm a man i don't know if you know that or not i'm a real brother you fall oh. in love. Oh, shit. all right now when you fall in love with somebody you ain't holding her up to kevin samuel's Funny, checklist or some dump eddie murphy's check checklist no when you fall in love you ain't dissecting how how tall she is how yellow she is how white she is no you you fall in love it's a feeling love is a feeling love ain't got a damn thing to do with you being a 10. if you fall in love when i fell in love with my wife she was a, a 12. because <laughs> i was in love with her now the cute little chick that i had to let go when i got with my wife she was what you guys would think is beautiful model light skin long hair and all that but she told me straight out i got another man i'm i got both of you i'm a date he was telling her to stop dating me i didn't care but i'm not marrying you so yeah eddie murphy can pump and dump holly berry but eddie murphy ain't gonna marry holly berry david allen greer is in the game after billy bob thornton and all them get through running and the waiters and the, <laughs> you know, the gym and the trainers and they get through and, and the eli michael ely and all them after they run through her then he's in the game if he loves her now if he don't love her then don't you know don't let's don't do a day of justice and marry her hey, but if, are, can i just jump in just real real real, real quick go ahead, man because i love what this brother be saying go ahead yeah no but i just want to i think you know this but in case you don't when i'm sitting about eddie murphy he was talking about his fictional character marcus graham in the movie boomerang he wasn't literally talking about like eddie murphy okay he was using that as an example yeah, no, the Eddie Murphy type in the movie. See, and that's what I'm saying. He's saying that he can't pump and dump all the beautiful women. So therefore, he has to go to the room with the women that want to get married and have a long-term monogamous relationship, which is exactly what non-select men do. See, I'm not like that. I can't go into a club and all the high yellow heifers uh, want to flock to me. I, if I go to a club... Yeah, but that's not happening anymore, RBR. The Wait a minute, let RBR finish. Yeah. I'm ready. Let, okay. let him finish. No, no. Well, my point is this. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll respond to him. Not, not, because we're not select and we can't have a different woman every night, we have to get one woman that makes it so such that we don't want to be in the strip club on Friday night making it rain. So what I'm saying is you men marry women they love. Now, some people would say he should marry that girl, man. That girl's cute, man. That girl bad. Why he didn't marry that girl? Because he didn't love her. Do you but hear me? He's he talking about getting to that point. He's not talking about. No, no, you don't get to that point by going about, after women that about, are, that, that just want to pump him. Wait a minute, Q. Let him finish well, his let, point. Let, uh uh. Let him finish because he was talking. You a turn. Let him finish. Okay, so what I was saying to finish, men marry women that they love. Not because they can't pup and dump Holly Berry and got to stand in line behind 50 other men. No, because you want one woman because you can't do that. You can't go get a different woman every night. And the person that has it like that, the select man, he can do that. But good luck 
finding love. Why? Because you're not looking for love. You're looking for a different woman every night. And so I think Obsidian has what we call uh, Rhonda syndrome. And that's my good friend Rhonda who says, oh, I like this guy. Of a, I mean, I, I want to go to the Chinese New Year Festival uh, with this guy, but I don't want to go with him because I know he likes me. And I said, yeah, you should probably go with somebody who hates your guts. <laughs> they don't want anybody who wants him. So the girl that's in love with, that's stupid enough to fall in love with Obsidian, he don't want her. How come? Because she likes him. She didn't like Kevin Samuels. <laughs> and that's stupid. If, if, a woman, if you love a woman and she loves you and you're sitting there questioning what she what the scientist that invented the COVID-19 vaccine from Nigeria, uh, what she brings to the table. <laughs> oh I mean, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So he's being full of shit. She brings to the table love, family, black community. That's what she brings to the table. Legacy. Grandkids. Thank you, Artie. Y'all laughing? Let us read the super chat really quickly. We got a super chat from Roger. RBR. Thank you. Hold on a minute. Roger Report says there is a general answer to Obsidian's question. I teach that answer all the time on my platform. It is a woman's best interest to know the answer. We already know. We know your responses. You've said the answer up here um, on our platform. And I think Danny actually that was in her first response to him. He said no, that wasn't necessarily what he was looking for. Um, but who was it? Nuruddin, I think, was next. Yeah. Can you hear me? We can. Taking it. Oh, okay, good. What I was gonna say was that RBR, that's changing now. That's changing because a lot of young, young brothers are starting to go outside the community and they're finding women, whether it be from Africa or whether it be from Brazil, and they could start their own community, their own black community. And that's what a lot of these sisters hate. A lot of these sisters want you to stay. Well, wait, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. A lot of these, a lot of these, a lot of these sisters that aren't going to get picked are having a field day. That's why they're suing Kevin Samuels and stuff like that, because they're bringing a lot of liabilities to the table. That's what Obsidian was asking. With all these liabilities that you're bringing to the table, why would a guy who has all these, all these, um, all these uh, 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 resources and means want that? So if I'm getting rejected by a lot of these women out here, let's say in the black community, then I'm gonna go somewhere else and I'm gonna try to pick from there. And if that doesn't happen, then guess what? I'm gonna put my passport to the sky and I'm gonna reach out there. Okay, now, now, see, I think that's dishonest because wherever you dishonest? well, because wherever How? you are, there are black women that you fell in love with. See, you didn't pursue those women because of this bullshit that you got from Obsidian. No, I, he, no, what I'm saying. Well, wait, wait, wait. Let me now, now, let me respond to that. Let me respond to that. If I'm going to a country that has predominantly black women, even though they don't speak English, I'm still going for a black woman. It may no. not be the typical sister. Why? Why? What? So, so wait, wait, wait. I'm supposed to stick with the muck and mire. Meanwhile, so I'm supposed to. You're, you're telling me I'm supposed. We're supposed to stick with the muck and myers. That what you're saying? I, I think you want to stick are with you, somebody. Are you literally gonna? Are I you literally you, gonna tell me that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now you don't have to have, have one night yes? stand with yes? love. I said. Yeah. So, so, so you're, everybody heard it. Everybody heard this. Everybody heard it. A, a, Obsidian, Obsidian, uh, uh, Alan, uh, Sister George, y'all heard it, right? You heard yeah. that, right? It came right yeah. out of his mouth. It came oh, right God. out of his mouth. You don't have to love a girl to so have I one. I can't travel. 
So what you're telling me that I can't travel? A hooker. You Wait, don't have to RBR. Let him finish no. his point because I want to. I want him to get it out. Go okay, ahead. So ba so so basically, you're telling me I can't travel. I can't look and if I'm seeing that in my in my own community and the women that I'm trying to go for aren't feeling me, I can't travel out. No, you can't. Nerdine, Nerdine. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Nerdine. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nerdine, can you hear me talking? Can you hear me? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Um, Nerdine, I was one of the. I'm not gonna say I was one of the first because I'm pretty sure there are other chicks that have come to this platform and have told y'all if you cannot get what you want from an American black woman, do what you have to do. Um, if women don't have what you require, and, and, and women, I want to respond that. Let me finish my point. If a woman does not have, I, yeah, I said ahead. okay. If a woman does not have what you want, um, and she is of the same hue, and you don't feel like these black women are cutting it, I have repeatedly said, do what you have to do. Um, nobody's tripping. I'm not tripping. If you can't find a good black woman, get you a white girl if that's what you got to do. Do what you no. got to do. Life no, is too no. short. No, no, but, see, but, see, but see, you got, but see, but see, but see, you got, you got, you got, you got uh, Uncle Festus that will tell you that you can't do it. But see, you got, you got Uncle Festus like RBR that'll tell you that you can't do it. That's right. Yeah, the thing about it is you got Uncle Festus. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Wait a minute, Nerdine. No, no, no. There's a, there's a legion of them. There's a no, legion okay. of them. So, 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 Nerdine. Have you ever not been told no before mm -hmm. by something and you ended up getting what you wanted yes. um, out of so it's the same concept with women. If you can't get what the fuck you want out of a black woman and you're saying repeatedly that you're not able to get what you want out of a black woman, do what you have to do, brother. That's still going to be on you. Nobody can make you Yeah, but the thing about it is that, like I said. Like I said, you have guys like Uncle Fester that's on the panel telling you that you can't build with a black woman from another yeah. culture. Well, that's even though she's black and has the same features and have the beauty and what and look at what I'm looking when I'm laughing. This is what's crazy. This is what's crazy. You can tell them when you go. Telling you. You can tell them, hey, listen, I'm going somewhere else. Right. He's going to sell out. One thing is, if if you try to RBR, that wow, really? Yeah. See, see, Diggles, Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester, guys yeah. like him. Wait a minute, wait a minute, That's one fighting oh, against. You're going to sit here and tell me that you, up. as a grown ass man, you as a grown ass man, if you're saying that you you want right. to go off to the uh, other part of it and you have detractors, there is going to be somebody that is um unhappy with a decision you make every fucking day of your life. You can cut your hair a certain way, somebody's not gonna no. like it. You can um wear wear a certain style of clothes, somebody's not that. gonna like it. So what's your point? He can if, go to China looking for he can say whatever the fuck he wants. My point is your choice. It's your choice. Right. Let me, well, let me, well, let me say this. Yeah, to everybody. The thing about it is that they like like I said, and then and then okay. they want you to come back to the community and fucking build. Sweden. That's these are the again, these are the Uncle Festers I'm trying to fight against. To the bullshit, because what I'm saying is going to help people. What you're saying is going to give people a, a child support case. All right. So what I'm saying is this. If you believe you can or you believe now you I'm can. I'm saying to them, open up your options. That's you what I'm finish, saying. Finish, cool nigga. Okay. If you believe you can or you believe. See, you and can, then we got to deal with this bullshit. Would you listen? Nerdine, let him okay, okay, okay. Nerdine, let him talk because you did speak for a minute. Let yeah. go. If you 
believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. All right. So if you psych yourself out that all the black women ain't white enough, they all speak English. <laughs> so you got to go to China to look for a black woman where the pool of black women is so much smaller in Sweden. We're really lying. You really want a white girl. Go get a white girl. But are there any white girls in the United States? Nope. There's no big old fat Karens calling the police on black people. <laughs> There's all kinds of white women in, in, in America. You're full of shit. Mean, meanwhile, Tanika's using the cops in the court system to get child support. How am I full of shit when they're, when they're, when they're doing the same shit? How, how am I full of shit when that's happening? Why would you have child side? What did you do that made you have child support? Okay, what let me read this. I didn't, say, I, didn't, I didn't say it like that. I'm actually, I'm actually answering your question. Uncle Fester, Uncle Fester, I'm actually answering your You're question. Cool, nigga, I'm answering the, I'm answering, asking you a question that you don't want to answer. What uh, did dead, you do dead silence, dead support? silence. That's all I wanted to hear was dead silence. <clears throat> Go ahead. Okay, so let me read the super now, chat. I, didn't say I was going to get child support. I don't want child support. That's oh, what I'm okay. not saying. I'm okay. saying that if I'm fine. Can you mute him on stream, George? There, there we go. Cause God damn it. Y'all done made me tired, and I got I still got to cook Sunday dinner. Mr. Curlin is not playing with my ass today. Um, shout out to ARC, <laughs> he says RBR is right about this. True love is not about connecting with the woman who is the most beautiful or who has the highest degree of sex appeal. Um, learning from a from a from a, a former 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 player himself. ARC said he was able to find a young woman, get married, have a baby, and live happily ever after. ARC said. Hey, Sister George, you know you made my wife laugh this morning. She heard you when you said baby maker 3000. I just cracked her the fuck up. Shout out to Mrs. ARC as well. But hey, Danielle. Huh? Hey, just real quick. Uh, the Roger report. Uh, I don't know if you saw his comment in the comment section, but I think that he was close to getting, um, I think he was kind of, he, he was really, really close to what, trying to get to the bottom of the, something that Mumia was saying. So, and, 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 and you guys may have said it, but the question was, he wants those people, those women who are the non-select women for them to tell him so you're not the most beautiful. Okay, I get that you're not the most beautiful. So Mumia is saying, as a non-select man, this is what I bring to the table. And what he is saying is, why is the non-select counterpart not also making, you know, clearly or staunch declarations about just being able to say, okay, Mumia, I'm not the most beautiful woman in the world. I'm not the most sexy. I'm not the most blah, 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 blah. But these are the things that I would have to offer to a guy like you. And I think that's, if Mumia can correct if I'm wrong, but I think that's what he's saying. Yeah, and that's wrong because the women are different than men. See, women can get dick. All they have to do is ask for it, okay? So it's different for women than it is for men. For a woman, she can't marry a man who wants to fuck every woman that's beautiful. A woman has to marry a man who loves her. So the advantage that Obsidian would have, or you, or me, the non-select man, is I can't fuck Holly Berry. I ain't I no non-select man. I don't <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> so my point is, hold on. So Tell my point is, that. 
This brother talking about he had a baby for some woman he didn't love? Are you stupid? Why would you be wasting your time with a woman you didn't love and you got a baby now you got child support? No, I'll be all right. You know, I get, you know, I love you, man, but I got it. I caught something you said. It's a minor thing, but I hear a lot of guys say it, and it's simply not true. A lot of guys make this 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 statement that a woman, just by virtue of being a woman, can get sex ten times easier than a man can from a woman. That ain't true. Y'all know good well. What's that chick that everybody picks on? Gabby, what's her name from Pride? From uh, she wants and that's where I'm gonna have to agree, disagree with you. And and don't get me, don't get me, don't get me. I know some, and mind you, I stay in Mississippi, Mississippi, we the fattest state in the nation, right? I know some big chicks down here that have had sex with some of the finest men I have ever seen. I can't fi- figure out to this fucking day what they were saying to these dudes, but these dudes well, would go not. every time. They don't they have to say nothing, Danny. They were non-selected motherfuckers. Because it was it was one of those things that just kind of defied logic to me because I'm looking at the dudes. I'm like, this motherfucker's over six feet. He's fit. He got a couple dollars. He look good as hell. You know why? You know, because water. Well, is someone is having sex with Lizzo. No, Danny. Uh, I, Danny, I know Danny. women who struggle to get dick, particularly the dick they really wanted. Like that's the difference. Okay, the dick that that's they want. right. That's yeah. that's different. That's a difference. Well, I mean, if you answer you Danny's question. Then she, the sister, might be asked out if the brother wants a white girl. So I've had that situation. <laughs> But I'm saying that if if she's black and she's relatively attractive and somebody, uh, you know, she's willing to have sex, then I think that most she could find somebody that would be willing. Yeah, right. Because the big girl, Danny, Danny, it's simple. Danny, it's simple. The big girl, her pussy was good. Oh, my God. It was good. I'm still trying to figure out how how because if you know if you're if you're listening to um men and men saying that they don't like a certain type and these there are still markets that are booming men here will say all day that they don't like bbws but bbws mm-hmm. is a top lane in 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 the industry mm-hmm. and y'all know what industry i'm talking about it's still a thing it's a thing actually it's um, not, actually it's not a top industry you would know. I would. Yeah, I know. Plus size industry. But you like BBWs too, Obsidian. So I don't even know why you hate them. The top industries. The top. He likes them. The top industries are teens and milfs in that category. In in that in that order, BBWs are probably might be in the top ten, but not in the top five. The fact that they're in the top ten period is a thing. I said might. The fact that you can say might is a thing. They might. They might. Well, the the fact that you can even say might means might. that somebody is still out here oh. looking for these BBWs yeah, but, but and will pay top dollar for these for these chicks. But so it, but the fact, it, the fact it, that they would even be in the top ten is still a thing, though. No, no, don't attract top dollar. Well, uh, no, but the fact that the fact of the matter is the fact that they're still in a top ten and that it's a thing. Uh, I said they might. Somebody. I said they might. 
the fact that you can even mention them in the same sentence of top of anything is still a thing. It means somebody still wants them. It means somebody is still willing to pay. If a BBW can get penis, um, the, the ugly man what, 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 and the Sister man, George, or the, or the side note, I, I got vindicated and I posted this on Facebook. It's been now about probably four or five years. But once on my blog talk radio show, I was talking about men's interest in sex, particularly kinky sex and women's interests. And I said, I've learned, first learned from my human sexuality professor in college and later on just from my own experiences that women like coercive sex. Anyway, in this particular blog talk radio episode, some women called in and they're like, I don't agree with that. I don't believe that. Blah, 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 blah. Well, Google, in their, their slick ways, they have a way of measuring what women look for in porn and what men. And it came out with this, like these findings. And with men's, men's, I think, top two categories, I think Obsidian mentioned one of them, men get off on sex porn that features having sex with somebody's mom, somebody's sister, actually their own sister. That, that was surprising. Some men jack off to porn that sends around incest. We got you. We got you. And uh, what was the other one uh, for men? Well, anyway, switching to women, number one. You mean the Mills? Coercive sex. They like women get off on rough sex and, and and scenarios that depict a woman being forced into having sexual intercourse. See, my, my thinking is this that um, and I'm glad that RBR brought this that's up. That's not hard to believe, ARC. Be, because uh, but yeah, it's an excellent book called A Billion Wicked Thoughts Breaks All This Down. It's excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, but um RBR brought up something, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Danielle. It might have been concrete, but one of the two also brought this up again. You know, I notice in these conversations that are that would that will either center on black men or black men will be a part of it. Invariably, someone and it happened to be both a black man and a black woman will mention love and compassion and all that in it. But I notice that when black women talk about what they desire in a man, love and compassion aren't mentioned. See, my thinking is this: yes. I have no problem as the non-select guy having to work harder, make more and more mating effort. But then if we're going to do it that way, then we can do I'm a businessman. So we can do business. House Obsidian, Game of Thrones. What does House Lisa offer me? And a tactical and strategic alliance. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing. I think that that's an, that's an interesting question. Now, here's why women always talk about men in terms of whether or not you RBR. Hold on one second. We're going to actually start the process to wrap it up. And I think that that's a good question that we can answer as we give our final commentary. Go ahead, RBR. Okay. All right. So, uh, what? Where? Where the fallacy in that logic? Where women say, "Oh, I just really like a guy that gets my coochie wet." Okay. Oprah says Gee, she's a billionaire because she's blessed. They're lying. And women are emotional. So if you hit that button, that emotional button, they don't give a damn about all that other bullshit. So what I'm saying to you is, the men have an advantage if. 
poor relationship that with that woman would lead to a long-term monogamous relationship, a marriage, a family, growing old together. You have an advantage over Mr. Pumpin' Dump. But what, what Obsidian is saying, the lie he's telling is, oh no, Mr. Pumpin' Dump has an advantage because he got the jawline and he started at point guard for the Sacramento Kings. No, he doesn't. He has a bank account, but he and he gets the coochie wet because the bank account gets the coochie wet. But no, I don't. Long term loving relationship, you can forget it with him. And the woman knows that. And if and when push comes to shove in every single instance, every single one, they choose that man who loves them. They're scared of that man who got 20 other women. And that's the truth. And the, this man should go for them. I don't know about that, RBR. We're doing final. We're doing final comments. RBR, are you are you done? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just my final comment is, yes, you, men marry women that they love. Women should marry men who love them. That works. Anything else doesn't. <laughs> that part. Thank you so much, RBR. I think you um, I don't know why people give you so much shit, but I actually like your commentary. Oh, RBR, and and we, we appreciate you RBR. coming to the show. Yes. All right. <laughs> right. Nuradine, what are your final thoughts? I mean, the bulls, the BS like spits out of his mouth. The, the what? Now, everybody heard me say, hey, listen, if I can't, you, you even said it yourself. You even said it yourself. Okay, if if I, if, if nerding can't find a black woman that's aesthetically pleasing and that can't that's get on my program, okay, I'm going to go somewhere else where I can. I even said, listen, if I have to go outside the country and meet someone White woman who's black. See, okay, did, well, I, did I interrupt? Did I interrupt Uncle Fester? And you did not interrupt RBR. And RBR, oh we would God. ask that you really. Uh, and I said, well, hey, listen, wait, wait a minute, go outside Nerdy. the community. Okay, go ahead, Nerdy. Mm -hmm. are, are are you done? You done selling out? <laughs> yeah, and I said, well, hey, listen, I'm gonna go outside if I have to. No, no, I said I'm gonna go out. And then I say, hey, listen, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to meet someone else, whether it be Brazil or whatever. Ooh. Then you have clowns like that coming out and saying, well, oh, you, why don't you stay in the community and all sort of crazy stuff? And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why would I want to stay in the community while I'm getting disrespected by the same, that the same women I'm trying to get with? So if I'm going out, yes, and, and doing my own thing, okay, that's one thing. But then you have clowns like that that are going to come out and say, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. You should stay in here and, and, and take the BS. That's why that's why that, that, that famous line that Yaya Van Zandt say you should stand in it. A lot of brothers ain't doing that anymore. And that's the reason why a lot of guys like uh, RBR and the, and, the, and the guys that think like him and the women that think like him want guys to stand in it because they know they're going to be left alone. And that's my final thought. Hey, hey Nuruddin, let me put you on game real quick. Fuck what they think, do you, Jack? I agree with that too. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Nuradine. Um, you did. You damn right. But see, they want you to stand in that bullshit. Oh, that was a mic drop. Okay, yeah, okay, I'm with it. Nuradine mad today. Y'all made him mad. <laughs> Shit. Okay. 
Um, next, we will have Black Wizard. What are your final thoughts? Black Wizard, it's your turn. Black Wizard's not there. Okay. Um, PDAT, what are your final thoughts? Oh, I think this was a great discussion. I, I enjoy everybody on the panel. It's been a great, great time. Always good to kick it with ARC, Black Wizard wow. in the building. We chopped it up the other day. And of course, you know, I enjoy it with the general. And I fucks with Mumia heavily for, for you know, oh, five years now. I just think that, um, I think that uh, to the, the thing that we were talking about as far as Mumia's point is that it's, 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 a, there are always, those are always good questions. I think that if there's a, if there's a segment in society that has not been put to task about what it is that they really want, then I think that it's only fair that they, you know, pipe up and say, these are some of the things that, that I want. But the problem is that, and I agree with Sister George, is that with like a lot of people, people don't want to put themselves out there. If I say this is the type of man that I want, what's going to happen if I, if, if I don't confess what I want, and it doesn't happen, then there's no expo then 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 my failures is are not put out to open shame. So I can say I want a man who loves me and values me, wants to give me kids, gonna love me and protect me or whatnot. If I say that and it never happens, then I look I might look silly in the eyes of others because then people are gonna be asking me, you said that's what you want. Why don't you have it? So I think that part of the reason, Mumia, why these non-select women don't say it. Is because they're afraid or they're they're concerned that if they make a declaration and they don't get it, it's just like in that. And I'm, this is my last point. It's like in that movie Four Rooms with Quentin Tarantino, when Quentin Tarantino told Tim uh, Roth uh, or told uh, the, the the actor, the less a man makes declarative statements, the less he's likely to look foolish in retrospect. This is why they don't tell you what they want. I'm done. Brother Pedat, uh, do you have a channel? Uh, my channel is uh, everything is is hidden, but you know you can you know I can put it in the in the thing. But yeah, I'm working on coming out of. Uh, I had some I had some religious people attack me, so I'm trying to get back on my square. But uh, I'll put it out there. Yeah, yeah. So the people can subscribe, and Absolutely. if you do have a everybody that's um in the on the panel that's been on the panel today, if you do have a channel. Um, please feel free to drop your links in the chat. Um, we always forget about that, but um, we're about networking over here. So um, absolutely, we greatly appreciate you coming through. You always come with some damn logic. Yes, and he spits that fire. We appreciate you, PDAT. Please don't be a stranger because I absolutely always love uh, your commentary, even if it's not something that I'm 100% on board with. The way you lay out your arguments is always spot on. So. We appreciate you, I appreciate you, Concrete Rose. I fuck with you since you since I found out since you came on with Mia for the first time. I've always enjoyed you and uh thank you, you and Sister Georgia. And, and plus y'all just y'all just just so cute as hell. Y'all just so cute. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Okay. You too. too. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm saying you too, like she's talking to me. Um, <laughs> General, what are your final comments? Oh. Huh? Is he talking? Who, who are you asking? You. Oh, shit. My bad. Hey, listen, man. What was going on? Check it out. 
Hey, I, 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 thought, I you know, everybody up here, you know, shout out to the panel. It was a great discussion today. I think that um, we'll eventually make some headway. Um, what's happening, in my opinion, with the question that Obsidian imposed was, I think it's a little, it, 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 it's the kind of stick the knife in the wound. This is just my, my opinion, right? This whole select and non-select, I don't, I don't agree with that because there is somebody for everybody. You're not going to get exactly what you want. There are very few people who do that and they get it by very auspicious means. In other words, look at Kevin Hart, uh, Kevin Hart, for example. If Kevin Hart did not have the money that Kevin Hart has, do you think Kevin Hart would have that the woman that he has? Uh, probably 9.995% chance he wouldn't. If he was a nice talker or if he was just an average Joe Blow or, you know, car salesman or, you know, maybe some IT spec dude, he probably wouldn't end up with that chick. But because he is as rich as he is, he's able to attract and for the most part, even through his infidelity, maintain a relationship with his wife that he has now. Okay? So that's the, that, that's the part that we must understand. Women look for love differently than men. And I think this is what RBR was saying. Women look for love differently than, than how men look for love, okay? Women use sex to get love. Men use love to get sex. That's how it is. And that's what it is. It's been that way for ages. The more money you have, the, more, the higher you climb on the spectrum of getting certain, certain types of women. The more beautiful you are as a woman, the better you That's basically how it goes. And with that, I'll end. Appreciate y'all for having me once again. Choose. Thank you, General. We appreciate you. Thank you for coming through as always, brother. Um, and thank you for partaking in the conversation. Who's next? Yes. General, General brought some great points to the uh, panel. So always appreciate it. The nurse and the and nerd. What are your final thoughts? Well, thanks for having me on. You guys were amazing. I learned some new things. And as well as I was able to season the meat and get these wings on before the game starts. Well, we are a millennial married couple. We are happily right. married. And we are hoping that um, with our channel, we are able to have conversations with the community. Um, and pretty much like, listen, whoever makes you happy makes you happy. You definitely shouldn't settle. I, for one, never wanted to date a man that had children, and I didn't care how long it took me. I just wasn't going to do it. So also with that, just make sure at the end of the day, you're happy. You realize that if you end up in the hospital, you're in the hospital bed, who will be there to bathe you, to feed you, and to make sure that you get through those tough times in life? And hopefully none of us ever have to go through that. But at the end of the day, it is a reality that most don't think about. So hopefully, um, again, thanks for having me on. I hope that anyone that checks out our channel, they enjoy um, outdoors. We enjoy fishing and boating and all that good stuff. Oh, nice. Uh, say something thanks. in the chat so we can mod you up and you can drop your link. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank, Thank you so for much coming. for coming through. We appreciated your input and your insight. We did. I don't think any other ladies joined the panel today. So thank you for um, braving these wolves <laughs> over here and joining the panel and partaking in the conversation. It was good to hear your insight, and I will definitely be subbing to the channel. 
Yes. Um, shout out to Noor Dean. He says, RBR, the reason why you don't want guys to go outside and find their happiness is because we will leave you all behind. That's the truth. So deal with it. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Jeez. That was it. Um, Black Wizard said he is back. Black Wizard, what do you have? Damn, y'all just gonna like, you know, I've been like, hey, let me in, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, we thought you were special enough. We usually save the end for our special people. No, right. well, right. say that too loud, Chad, because okay. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so I'll just kind of explain what I explained to Obsidian in the uh in the chat room there. Um the he asked the question, um, what do you know, black women offer uh, or bring to the table since he is relegated to uh, women that he finds unattractive. And then um, he was asking people to answer that question. And I said, there's a logic, it's a logical fallacy. And the reason I said it's a logical fallacy is because there is information in the premise of the question that takes into account like that you have to take that you have to agree with is the whole truth of the situation before you can even answer it. So like one one of the things that you'd have to take into consideration when answering this question is, is beauty the uh, beauty is the ultimate value to a man. I'm not saying beauty is not valuable to a man. I think that that is true. But I think that there are also other things that come into uh, account with that. And you, another thing you have to take into consideration when you're answering the question is um, because someone said um, you don't have access to beautiful women, does that mean that you cannot find a woman that is beautiful to you? You know, so does that mean all access to women you find attractive are off limits because someone told you that, you know, you're, you, you don't get to, you, you know, you don't get to play ball in that area. And you'd have to take those things as an ultimate truth before you answer the question. And I don't think that it's necessarily true that once somebody says you're not in their league, that you can't find someone that is attractive to you. And I don't think that, um, you know, um, the, there, there's other baked in premises to the, um, to the, to the, to the question that really reflect back on a, Obsidian's experience with how he deals with the world and not necessarily how everyone does. Like we are individuals going through our own experiences. So of course everything is pushed through the lens of that experience. But, you know, when we start thinking about things in, in terms of community, it's like we take a partial truth, like I was saying before, a fact, like uh, men find beauty to be the most important, you know, Thing in general, we take that fact and then we almost like misinterpret that as the ultimate truth. That's not the ultimate truth. The, the ultimate truth is there are more things that are indescribable that are valuable to women and men in our companionship that falls in an area that can't be readily defined. So when I was saying that there's a gray area, that's the gray area. There's an area of value that cannot be explicitly defined because I don't know your experience and it is valuable to you. You know what I'm saying? 
Absolutely, absolutely, um, Black Wizard. Um, you're still wrenched up over here. We're always happy to have you. Even though he don't want the wrench. <laughs> it's so weird to me. He'd be like, why I still got a wrench? Like, Let me go. Deal with it. <laughs> you know that means you're associated with the breakdown, right? So let me free. No nope. by association. Honey, it's bondage <laughs> over here. <laughs> ARC, don't get excited. No, I'm kidding. Um, shout out to Nuradine. He says, RBR, we are standing in this in the BS that y'all selling. Nuradine, get out of that bullshit in there. Um, and shout out to RBR. He says, All the sellouts will leave the real sisters for us when the move to when they move to Brazil. Yes. I think I can deal with that. F-O-H. R-B-R. Thank you so much. Um, shout out to Nira Dean again. See, these are my favorite type of fights, honey. Um, he says, sorry, I mean, we're not buying into the bullshit. Oh. Yeah, honey. They they lit. Um, <laughs> Obsidian, what are your final thoughts? Well, I'll, I'll say this, that um, Black men 40 and over are the nation's largest cohort of confirmed bachelors. This is a complete turnaround from only a century ago when at the height of Jim Crow, racism, the Klan, black men were the most married men in the country. Nobody squarely wants to ask the question why that happened. There have been a number of people who have made some, you know, the deindustrialization of cities and you know, there have been people on the swirling side of things that make arguments. But, you know, the, the most obvious is that if you accept the premise that the men are the buyers and the women are the sellers, uh, the guys don't find the uh, product uh, to be all that appealing. And um, I think that's really interesting uh, when you look at it through that lens. You know, um, I have no problem being a non-select guy. Got no problem with that. I don't hate select guys i don't i don't um i don't envy them or none of that nor do i particularly have anything against the, the ladies on the other side that are indeed non-select see what it seems to me is that what nobody wants to say square on the nose is that you know if you're a black woman in a black america and you're average at best you don't really offer a lot to a guy who while he may be non-select physically can still be successful, can still be driven, can still be creative, can still be, uh, you know, uh, 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 industrious. He still brings something of measurable value to the table. And they can decide to say no. And the fact that at this juncture, that's this where we are at this point, in early 2021, it's so difficult for black women to even, for those whom it applies, to even accept that they're average at best, let alone have to actually put down in, in writing, so to speak. What compensating factors do they bring to the table? You know, like a short guy has to compensate. A guy that's not a leading man has to compensate. We all know that. But for the fact that so many black women 
simply can't accept that they're only average at best. And worse, it's so difficult. And we all, because it's not just black women here, black men too, we all kind of rally to their defense to kind of, you know, paper over the fact that they don't really bring a lot. And that might explain why in the early 21st century, there are so many confirmed bachelors because we may be non-select, but we still decide who becomes a missus and who don't. That part. Um, Obsidian, as always, it's a pleasure and an honor and um, all that good stuff to have you come through. Um, a lot of times I don't agree with you, but I do think... Um, <laughs> You can be very uh, informed on the stuff that you're talking about. And half the time I'd be disagreeing with shit that I don't really be informed about, but I have a feeling. So <laughs> I, I commend you on that, but I'd be feeling some type of way. Um, but I do think you bring some good points. As always, like I said, it's always great to have you up here. Absolutely. Um, and we appreciate you for coming through. Absolutely. Uh -huh. And I second Danny's comment. I think that Obsidian is completely masterful at formulating argument and arguments and kind of trapping you and tripping you up um, when you go to respond to him because he's looking for a direct response. Um, I think that it is kind of like watching him do his thing. It's kind of like, I haven't seen too many people who can do that. So I give yeah. him kudos regarding that, but he's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like this love hate relationship with, Oh, he take his slick jabs at us don't ever want to show us love and, and it's extremely shady but you have to give credit where credit is due and acknowledge his masterfulness so i'll say that. well said concrete well said um thank you so much Dean, for this super chat you said um you're on the wrong side of history rbr it's happening whether y'all like it or not deal with it um, shout out to RBR. He says they want to breed the black race out. <laughs> Tell them RBR. so much RBR. We ain't having it. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, ARC. ARC. Auk. Now see, I see the avatar even bigger now. I'm 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 from this point forward, I'm blaming concrete rolls. <laughs> A lot of the drama between black men and don't black do it. YouTube. <laughs> I can't that avatar. She could at least smirk or smile or something. Yo, what like, That's my wrestling face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna quickly touch on three bullet points. First bullet point, and this goes way, I'm rewinding way back. But while we were talking probably about an hour and a half, two hours ago, a guy in the chat room. I said something to the fact that I frown on a lot of the YouTube nigga drama that happens. And somebody in the chat room, I think his name was Cedric, said something to the fact of, oh, ARC, yeah, right. You, you be all up in that drama. If you don't like it, why are you still on YouTube? Well, number one, if that person is still listening, I'll tell you, and I've said it on this very channel before. 99% of the reason why I'm on YouTube and really social media period is to sell my books. I've never tried to hide that or deny that. That is the number one reason I even do social media, and particularly YouTube, is to sell my books. I've had people say, man, I get tired of ARC coming on panels, always got to shamelessly plug his books. Well, that should sound like a personal problem. But that's the number one reason why I'm on YouTube. 
is to sell my books, period. If I wasn't a book author, I wouldn't be doing this shit. So that's bullet point number one. Uh, second, RBR's last commentary, he said some things, and a lot of guys make this point, and I, I just see, I have problems when guys speak like they understand women when I know from my own experiences that they really don't. And when I get in a long digression, when guys say stuff like money is the number one way to get women's pants, that's false. That's false. I've been in a number of women's pants when I was fucking flat broke. Didn't have a job. Was receiving unemployment. And I was in fine women. Not just women, but I'm talking about sevens, eights, nines, even a couple of tens. I was in their pants. So for all those who keep perpetuating that note, now here's where I would give you partial defense. When it comes to long-term relationships and marriages, yes, a man's ability to provide for his family definitely plays a significant factor. So I won't deny that. So when it comes to long-term relationships or marriage, money, career success, and ability to financially provide does play a factor. But on the flip side, when it comes to short-term, non-monogamous, casual sex, Money don't mean shit, man. That that is that is a totally secondary quality. And the second thing RBR said that a lot of men say is this simple statement that women are more emotional than men. That's not 100% true. Are women emotional? Yes, they are. But men are emotional too. Statistically, if you do your research, do you know men actually commit suicide more after the, a breakup of a long-term relationship or marriage than women do? Who's more emotional? Men literally, when they, when they, when their wife files for divorce, a lot of men kill themselves. Women just sit in the room and cry for weeks until they find their next man. A lot of men kill themselves. Watch the movie. i tell you one movie to watch related to that. Movie called Blue Valentine. It's, it's actually a depressing movie with Ryan Gosling. But that, that, there's a lot of real shit in that movie. And at one point, Ryan Gosling's scary. Ryan Gosling, he's kind of like a prototypical beta male. And he says at one point, he says, I don't understand why the media promotes women as the more romantic and emotional creatures. He said, it's really us. He's telling his male coworkers, he says, it's really us. We're the ones who fall deeply in love, more so than women do. And there's a psychologist who wrote a book where he backed that up. Well, he backed down. He said, a man on average is going to only fall in love about two to three times in his life. And when he does, he's going to fall real deep in love. A woman is likely to fall in love about 15 to 20 times in her life. And once those relationships end, she'll quickly wow. get over it. Then the final point I want to uh, say, you can find me, my channel, author, Alan Roger Curry, here on YouTube. Most people for me with this channel. I'm a little lightheartedly pissed because, as you all know, for months, I was Sister George's and Concrete Rose's top most viewed one-on-one -on -one interview. And then this, this unknown porno star named Wesley Pipes came along. No, shout out to Wesley Pipes. I'm joking when I say that. He beat me, and then Jessica X beat me. But those two will be interviewing me again soon. They will keep you posted on a specific day and time. And even more upcoming. Bernard Riley is doing his third one-on-one -on -one interview with me this Friday. 
primarily in relation to my newly released book called No Free Attention. It's basically a rewrite of my 2012 book, The Possibility of Sex. And that should make for an interesting conversation. I know Sister George is going to come over there because she's going to play the dozens with Bernard. He's going to play the dozen back and all that. But I think you guys covered a wide range. Of, this first time I think I've been on your show where you kind of just jump from topic to topic to topic to topic like this. It was very interesting, very entertaining. A lot of valid stuff was said, a lot of interesting uh, exchanges that took place. And I just got a lot of love and respect. And again, condolences to you, Sister George, over the loss in your family. Wow, ARC, I really, really, really appreciate that. Um, thank you so much for coming through. Um, always one of our most entertaining guests. Uh, you know, it's always a party with ARC come through because you know he gonna come through and, and usually gonna cut somebody ass out. I think he come <laughs> over here. <laughs> he was well behaved today. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So yeah, always it's always a pleasure. Absolutely, to have ARC on. You always come and bring some thought provoking um, questions that you pose, and you know, real deep conversation. Um, we appreciate you. And as it relates to the interview, hopefully our next one will even supersede that and maybe the one with um, Wesley Pipes. But um, we love when you come through. Um, please, uh, if you guys haven't already done so, make sure you go and sub to his channel and watch yes. out for um, interviews for his upcoming book. Yes. Um, shout out to Nuruddin again. He says, no, we're just going to leave y'all behind. Oh, thank you so much again, Nuradeen. Um, Concrete. Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, yeah. This was a really dope, dope, dope um, build. I enjoyed today's show. It went way longer than I thought intended on it going. That part. But um, it was enjoyable the whole way through. And yes. we, we told y'all we were going to come back at the end of the week. So I guess this makes up for it. But um, real dope conversation, especially at the end. I like the fact that even though we didn't have a designated topic, we were just kind of, you know, talking about a couple random things that we still ended up spending a good majority of the show talking about none other than relationship, black male and female relationships. Um, there was some very good insight given from all of our panel guests, um, just some real dope people on the panel. I love when RBR comes through. He's extremely funny, but he be dropping nuggets that a lot of people don't be catching. Um, definitely, you know, thanks to Mumia, um, ARC, uh, Nurse in the Nerd, Black Wizard, um, Q, yes. everybody who came through. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys just gave some really dope commentary, and I'm thankful for you all. Um, as it relates to the topic uh, and the, uh, oh, and Brother Pete, I thought he brought about an interesting point as it relates to the fallacy arguments that um, Mumia creates, because I do believe that that is kind of his angle a lot of times, and he's attempting to kind of trip you up, because there's absolutely nothing you can say that would be an adequate response to the question that he's posing. Uh, but um, I think that ultimately, as it relates to what a man is looking for that only he can answer what he's looking for and only the woman in which he is entertaining would be able to or the potential uh entertain 
entertainee would be able to articulate what she's bringing to the table. I can say what I bring to the table all day long. However, what I bring to what I bring to the table, um, I've already brought it to someone else's table. So it doesn't make sense for me to necessarily articulate that. Uh, in addition, um, that does not mean that it's going to meet your requirements for what you're looking for a woman to bring to the table. So though I understand and I have to concede to the fact that his question wasn't answered directly because it couldn't be, I do think that several solutions were presented to the question that um, Obsidian was posing. Nonetheless, again, super dope conversation. Thank you to everybody who joined the panel, everybody in the chat, everybody who super chatted us, and that's all I got. Okay, well, um, shout out to everybody who came through. Shout out to everybody who came through on the panel and shout out to everybody who was in the chat, especially to those who super chatted us. Always, always, always. Y'all could have been anywhere, but y'all came to chill out with us on a Sunday. Um, always grateful for you guys. Um, we will be back here on Wednesday, and I think we are supposed to be interviewing we got an interview lined up <laughs> let's just say that just that keep, part. be on the lookout because we will be advertising it so you guys know who it is but stay tuned it's gonna be a good one all right um you guys have a safe start to the week be careful and we're out peace